Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer, who has just opened their East Coast Distribution Center and is now shipping orders from California and Pennsylvania. Check them out at morebeer.com. Great beer is about drinkability. Doesn't matter the style. You guys are like walking beer Wikipedia. That's the first time that you've ever accepted me as a person. Or you have a fermentation in your gut. I'm jet propelled at all times. How many guys do you think that you have the privilege to slap? Somebody who's never tasted a commercial example. And this is how you know everything about this beer? Please, you don't. I think it's bullshit. (laughs) I think it's bullshit too. Wow. Are you guys going to arm wrestle? No. No. We're going to teabag fight. (laughs) You heard of Junkyard Wars? Can I get another high five? Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. This is it, folks. It's the last show. It's the last show ever. Ever. It's the final countdown. It is the last session ever from Martinez. Oh, Aaron <laughs> Beard, heard wrong. Beardy already wants to quit. Yeah, <laughs> he's, so, right. he's yeah. like he's been here the least amount of time, and he's already shit. I thought I, I was off the hook. I was real excited for a second. <laughs> right. Well, why wouldn't you be? Beardy's done seven shows or something, and he, he's like shit. I still have to show up for work. And look, there's Bevo struggling with the door for the last time ever. Yeah. The door to the Ooh. call screen booth. It's, right. it's barely a door. Well, I did actually discuss with the contractor today uh, not <laughs> to put a doorknob on the new studio door. Just so that Bevo feels at home. Nice. You're not actually going to have him bring so. that door to the new <laughs> this, studio? This actually, this glass booth is going to be moved. <laughs> right. I was thinking... In a related actually, story, you're a douche. We're going to move the glass booth to your home uh, in El Sobrante. I live in Rodeo. Whatever. <laughs> Same refinery. And... Right. Um, yeah, we're going to put it in your living room so that Sam and Abby can use it as a playhouse. I like this. Yeah, then they can leave me alone. So yeah, they're behind a glass wall now. I figured we would just keep the studio and Bevo would come here to run the call screen. <laughs> That's even better. Right? Yeah. But Bevo <laughs> would like that better anyway. in that booth. She yeah. can't like sit in anywhere else. Nope. Stay right there doing all of her Amazon shopping or whatever she does. <laughs> it's Target.com. <laughs> All right, it is the last show ever from the wonderful city of Martinez. Um, 
Now, that doesn't mean that the next show you hear us do will be from the, the hot grenade. <laughs> uh, that I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that it won't be from here. Uh, is anybody else feeling sentimental? Nope. Me neither. Uh, but I am nervous. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm nervous today. Why? I don't know. You seem a little out of sorts. I've discovered that uh, I was What's... thinking about why. Right. First shows and last shows make me nervous. Why is that? I don't know. Just the change? Yeah, maybe it's change. Or... The feeling of the worry of failure. <laughs> like, like <laughs> first shows are easy. Like, that, that one's easily explainable. Right. It's, it's, you've just set up the studio. Everything's going to go wrong. Things can go So you're looking for scapegoats on, what, on, on if we do a terrible show today. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe that somewhere in the back of my mind, yeah. it's that I feel the bar is set higher for a last show. Right. And I'm nervous that we won't deliver that because we have. All I can think of because we have everything set up. There shouldn't be anything going wrong. Right. It right. should just be an amazing show. But right. this isn't a last show. It's just a last show here. I know, but it, I'm still nervous. You have nervous. stupid logic. It's the last show with this <laughs> configuration. <laughs> yeah. uh, of equipment. So yeah. It's stupid. Well, no, no, the equipment's the same too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh. It's, it's, well, it's, but things will be unplugged and then replugged. Yeah, there's oh. that. Yes. Right. You can get dust particle. You never know, Bevo. You don't know. I anything. believe. Really, really dumb for real <laughs> is the term. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> Might be accurate. Thank you for that. Just pointing it out that I'm nervous about today's show. That's just the way things are. But we do have an exciting show for you today. We got a lot of things to do. I was gi- I was given a top ten list about you, JP. Uh oh. <laughs> that I thought might be fun to do. Why? On today's program. From who? Who did it? Well, Sugar Valley Brewer. Oh. And uh, he, I, I think he sort of felt like. Um, he wanted my. to give my ass a break. Oh no, your ass! You're, don't <laughs> wait. Think, wait a minute, that came out yeah. so wrong. I think you wanted. To, I think you wanted to break your ass. I think that's what it is. Like a uh, sideways break. I'd like that stricken from the record, please. <laughs> well, let's cut it out in post. Too late. Damn it! Actually, your ass makes an appearance in the top ten list as well. <laughs> it's not just songs. Fantastic. Gotta find it here. Should I do? It's about you being radioactive. Do you want to hear it? Sure. Why All right. Not? Yeah. All right, let's give it a shot. It's our first and last top ten list. <laughs> is it going to be the last? Is I don't that know. how good it is? Yeah. It's, it's, some of it's good. Well, it's Sugar Valley, so... Some of it's Sugar Valley. So are you Valley. extra nervous because it's the first and last at the same time? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm only nervous about the top ten list. The rest of the <laughs> show is fine. Once we get past this, it's going to be coasting. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, it's the top ten reasons... Uh, Oh, sorry. It's not even reasons. It's just a top ten list about JP okay. getting radioactive. All right. Let's give a, a brief bit of background. Of course, JP had his thyroid surgery uh, a month ago, two months ago now? January 24th. Uh, several months ago. Yeah. And um, But as a follow-up, they had to wait a little while, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then they inject you with radioactive isotopes? Uh, radioactive iodine. So what iodine. it is is when they pull your thyroid out, they don't actually pull your entire gland out because your vocal cords run through your thyroid gland. And if they nick the vocal cords, you can be you can paralyze your vocal cords oh. and actually later on in life have a hard time breathing. That would be bad. Right. So they leave some behind, then they give you a radioactive dose, uh, a dose of radioactive iodine, okay. which your thyroid is the only tissue in your body that will uptake iodine. So you can selectively neutralize thyroid cells oh, interesting yeah so so any uh there is some tissue left so any tissue that was left is effectively neutralized because the it the radioactive uh, iodine so you go in for this procedure they inject you with the radioactive iodine it's a pill a pill yeah 
It came in, they brought it out in like this lead <laughs> oh, you're kidding. container. It was probably <laughs> a three inch thick lead container. It was it was pretty crazy. But how do they give it to you? It it's has in to a, come out of the container. It's in a little pill, yeah, and they just pour it into a cup and they go. Are Here. they in like a suit? In like no. a radiation suit? No, it wasn't anything it wasn't anything as cool as that. It was it was relatively low dose. Well then why the micrograms. container? I feel like if they're gonna just open the container because and it's touch still the hot. pill. It's you're still nuclear. It's still hot. It's still radioactive. I shouldn't say nuclear. Uh so okay. So they said... Nuclear. Uh, nuclear. Nuclear. Um, they go, you can't go on an airplane. You can't travel for the next couple of days because you will set off the TSA radioactive <laughs> sensors. Wow. wow. Actually, I have a note. Hey, Warren, you want to switch t- seats? You had a note from your doctor? Into what seat? <laughs> oh, your seat. Yeah, I have a note no from my doctor. Next to JP. <laughs> that says, uh, in case I fly. So I, I told him, I was like, look, I'm going on a plane in June. Am I gonna, is that going to be a worry? Because I've read online, they won't let you fly up to three months after the the, the, oh. the process so i got a procedure note that i got a uh, hundred micro in things of uh you know whatever and uh yeah i don't know it's pretty crazy i don't want to touch it but i can't <laughs> uh yeah when did you get the pill wednesday wednesday afternoon and then what had to happen I had to go uh, into my office. I had my whole office set up. I moved my TV and my PlayStation and my computer and all that kind of crap in there. And I had to bunch basically of, stay in there for yeah, like three Kleenex days. and lotion. <laughs> lots lots <laughs> of uh, Vaseline I, I actually enjoy a little bit better. Derek! <laughs> I'm out of Kleenex! <laughs> Leave well, it by the door. Yeah. JP, it's cheek. been four hours. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I was really bored. Can you talk dirty while I'm in here? <laughs> talk loud. You're on the side of the door. Tara, yeah. the internet is out. Talk dirty. <laughs> oh God, that was so we had. JP, to- it's been thirty minutes. I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> we had to. Uh, uh, well, we didn't have to, but you know, Taryn would Google chat me like Google video, <laughs> and she's like making dinner, and I'm like, yeah, oh. cool, and I'm sitting there playing my video games and. You loved it, didn't you? I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> you were, she's like, you're telling her, you're like, oh yeah, I really miss you, sweetheart. Meanwhile, you're, you love it. Like, yeah, it's yeah. everything you want. I had my little iceless uh, cooler that we bought at the gun show yeah. a few years ago. It stacked with water. And actually, before I went and got the, the iodine, I filled my warheads with beer. <laughs> Yeah. And so I brought a glass in. I I had everything I needed wow. except a toilet. Oh, what'd you do for that? Oh, I had you had to. Shape. So I had to to call her or text her like I'm gonna go to the bathroom because she couldn't be closer than eight feet. Wow. To so I had to go. I I'm going to the restroom now. You need you know. And so she would stay there, and then I would go, and then I you have to double flush. And you take a wash big your radioactive hand. shit. <laughs> why? why? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to a nuclear uh, steamer. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take yeah, it's a Chernobyl steamer. It's a whole, whole different oh thing. I, I to, <laughs> that's going to show up on uh, the Urban Dictionary tomorrow. <laughs> Chernobyl steamer. Um, on Thursday, I had, to, I had to go to the bathroom, and and as as I'm as I'm evacuating my bowels, I, all I can Gross. think of is radioactive turds. <laughs> and I started laughing. I'm on the toilet, a grown man. I'm laughing as I'm taking a radioactive Giggling. crap, and then ten minutes later. I fart and I go radioactive <laughs> fart. <laughs> I said it out loud to nobody at yeah. all. It was like two in the afternoon. You were in heaven in this <laughs> for was, three days. Yeah, then uh, I got nauseous, which was weird, which was kind of unexpected, and that bothered me a lot. Okay, that made me feel more like chemotherapy cancer boy. Could have just been your farts. It could have been my farts. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean everything everything was fine, and I was able to to I was off that I'm off that terrible diet that low iodine. Oh yeah, okay. diet. Um, 
Yeah, so... Uh, and now when do you know if this thing went and did all its work? Uh, I got scanned today, and oh. I, I imagine those tests will go to my endocron, and then I'm sure I'll get a, a phone call at some point. And it's just then to, to say everything truly is dead, you can go live your life. Uh, yes, and then in six months we're going to do another scan just okay. to make sure, because it still can come back. Sure. Because, uh, it's cancer, man. That's gnarly. Because it went into the... Lymph nodes. Yeah. If it hadn't gone in there, then it was. It would, then it would have been fine. But uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, for all intents and purposes, uh, uh, as far as I understand, I'm. Uh, you know, everything's destroyed right now. And now Moscow was joking a little bit, but like proximity-wise, it's okay. I like, was just going to ask: Are you making everybody in the room sterile? I mean, I'm yeah. worried. Well, actually, that's awesome. I'll switch seats yeah. with you. Yeah. Well, the no. first, no, I, I, I'm not. Um, I'll sit, can I sit on JP's lap for the show? <laughs> yeah. uh, Saturday. Uh, Friday evening, I was allowed to spend a couple of hours in the same room with Taryn. But you couldn't, like, bone or anything? Right? Couldn't, no, we still can't. It's oh, you be still can't? Bit, yeah. Well, um, then how come we... Well, I guess we're not boning. But we're, not, we're not sharing fluid. <laughs> oh, I see. That's what fluid. it is. Well, you could use protection of sorts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like saliva. I think he's talking about condoms. I, hmm? I don't know. What? Do people still use those? <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not people a, outside a committed relationship use it yeah. all the time. I yeah. thought that was just back when people got AIDS. Yeah. No, no, In the no, 80s, no, you know? I'm not, no? a, I'm not a sailor. I don't. How Horse long, intestine. How long can you not uh, give her I your for seven days. So in the next couple of days, it's. So it's you right. were in heaven for three. She's yeah. in heaven for a week. Right. She doesn't have to do it. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm going to go take a nap. That's going to be great. You have to say I have a headache. Yeah, you're like God. It's weird. You haven't had a headache all week, honey. You're so healthy all of a sudden. You're, you're yeah. <laughs> it must be the radiation. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was the radiation. I'm all pi- right. I'm picturing her like sliding your dinner to you underneath the door. No, did she, that happen? No, she would. She would leave it at the door, then knock on the door. <laughs> then I would have to wait till she came back on camera, right? Because we were like Google video chatting, right? Because. Yeah. You know, uh, you don't get enough of how was your day fine? How was your day fine? What do you want to watch on TV in person? We had to do that over fucking video chat. So you watched Taryn watch TV. At, at some point, I realized the uh, the insanity of that. But yes, that was actually happening. And I said, I'm going to go. Um, I have to go kill like five people right now in this game. So I got to. I wish we had thought in advance enough just to put a camera on JP during this time. Just to see how happy you were. Like every time Taryn knocked on the door and left you dinner, yeah. I know that I've never seen a bigger smile on your face. It was pretty cool. And I, so I opened the door and there's food there and I got to yell at her because she didn't bring me a hot sauce. And- hey! There's hey. not enough salt! Yeah. It was amazing. Were your cats like pining for you through the door? Yes. they. Yeah, that got real irritating. <laughs> right. Scratchy, scratchy, scratch. All right, this is the uh, top ten list about JP getting uh, radioactive. Number ten, it's the only explanation for sudden growth of man boobs. All right. All right. Well, number ten isn't normally very funny, right? (laughs) Listen, I'm not promising it gets any better. (laughs) (laughs) Number nine, uh, the only explanation for the sudden ability to speak five languages. Oh, has that happened? Are you a superhero? Perfect. Uh, number eight, added a mysterious glow to his already creepy eyes. <laughs> I, <laughs> wish I, would, uh, I wish I glued, glued, glued it in the dark. That would be good. Uh, number seven, um, finally, his wiener has swollen up to a normal size. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Number seven is good. All right. Uh, number six, will make his cats see him even better in the dark. <laughs> Some of these are okay. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, number five. We'll be able to heat up strike water just by sticking his arm in the kettle. 
Um, number four, uh, we'll take care of the few hair follicles he has left. Mm-hmm. Is there anything to that, like the radiation? That, that's, no. That's different. That's that, yeah, that's like emo. emo. Yeah, that'll make you Because sick. your hair follicles have started to come back. I think so, but maybe they, they kind of did for a bit, and they go, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're like, yeah. this is why we left in right, the first yeah. place. Right. Yeah. Have you seen this guy? We're shutting down. All right, number three. Uh, he will now only need a portable blacklight to go trick-or-treating. <laughs> oh, I get it, because he'll be like a monster in a zombie and glow. Right. No, Scott. I was instructed. <laughs> Number two, now when he stares at Bevo's ass, it makes everyone wonder if he's acquired X-ray vision. <laughs> I told you your ass would make an appearance in the top ten list, yeah. uh, And finally, the number one reason, uh, or thing in the list, right. uh, in the immortal words of Dr. Frankenstein, the brewcasters can explain, it lives, it lives. All right. Hey! Sugar Valley Brewer, everybody. Sugar Valley Brewer. Our first ever... Actually, I think we have done top ten lists before. But Probably. None so good as that. Right? Right. <laughs> All right. On tonight's show, we have House of Pendragon Brewing Company. Uh, Tommy Caprellian's in, in the studio. He's going to come hang out with us. We actually have an in-studio guest for our final show here, which nice. is kind of fun. Uh, they are from California here. You can go to hopbeer.com. Hopbeer.com and check them out right now. They brought us a bunch of beer. They brought us um, uh, smaller than Scotty kegs. Yeah. And lots of them. So we have a lot of beer. Like 1.3 gallons or some weird number like that. But JP pointed out that we don't have a name for smaller than Scotty's. We (laughs) thought that Scotty's was as small as it got. Right. Of course, named after the great Dr. Scott. Right. So uh, maybe by the end of the show, I don't know if you've already come up with a Twitter game. Uh, I, I haven't. It, 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 the, the game does revolve around Doc, but but we could change it. Well, you think about it. I'll be getting to you there soon. Uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> I do think we need a name for smaller than Scotty Scotty's. Yeah. Um, but anyway, they brought us a bunch of beer, so we're going to try it. House of Pendragon Brewing Company in the studio today. All right. Uh, BNA9 tickets are still on sale. Grand Rapids. It's Thursday, June... 12th ish, something like that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's in place of. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah. It's I'm a, real nervous about it. We're, we're there in place of uh, uh, Pro Night this year. That's why it's not on a Wednesday. So everybody should be able to attend. $50 gets you all the beer you can drink, plus all the food you can drink, plus a lot of on field antics like a home run derby and a dunk tank and a fast pitch yeah. and a few other things up my sleeve. So it's going to be a good time. You can go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash BNA9 for your tickets. Uh, it is extremely likely to sell out, so I would get your tickets now if if I were you. The problem is, in order to give you all the food that you want to eat and all the beer that you want to eat, we have to cap ticket sales at some point so that we can order all of that stuff for you. <laughs> right. So even though we have an entire baseball stadium uh, worth of space for you, we we can only order so much stuff for you. Exactly. And we have to plan for that. So don't wait. So don't wait, because yeah. it's going to sell out. Um, so go to thebrewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. I would venture to say there's nothing better to do on that Thursday night. And that's usually our slogan. Come to BNA whatever. (laughs) You've got nothing better to do. It all sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The internet in the hotel room is too slow for porn. Yeah. Uh, And we'll put some porn on the big screen or something for you. If that's that's really the deciding factor, I'll talk to the park. You know what what it would be. That would would get a huge draw. People would be like, all right, I'll buy a ticket. I've seen that one. Fuck you. (laughs) Anyway, brewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. And in fact, one of our listeners, uh, the Todd in the forum, mm. uh, one word, the Todd, uh-huh. uh, has a 
VIP ticket available. VIP tickets sold out sold out very quickly. Oh wow! But he can't make it. His job uh, has kept him too busy, so he can't make it. After all, if you go to, I guess there's a thread in the Brewing Network forum called BNA Nine. Uh, or if you just private message the Todd, he has a single VIP ticket available at face value. Which is good, because had he announced, I have a single uh, VIP ticket available for three times the cost, I would have been slightly upset that he's scalping the ticket Could and having me plug it, it for him. Yeah. 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 And not getting you a cut. And I'm stupid enough to do it. Yeah. I would just complain about it. And he's, by the way, he's selling it for three times the cost. This sucks. But anyway, message Todd. If <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, go to the forum and the Todd uh, has a VIP ticket if you want it. I mentioned last week, uh, for a limited time only, our brand new shirt, the We Want Beer shirt, is available. Uh, right now, you can go to Codis Design, K-O-T-I-S, CodisDesign.com slash We Want Beer. I also posted it on our Facebook page. You podcast listeners, by the time you hear this show, it'll be posted on the Facebook page again. You can just click the link, buy a limited edition uh, BN Army shirt, We Want Beer. Go check it out. It's a pretty cool shirt. Uh, you can support us by shopping over at Amazon. Just uh, click the Amazon link right on our homepage. Subscribe and join the BN Army. Um, did I mention last week that our winner was Jared uh, for April? Uh, if you're in the BN Army uh, recurring donor list, you're you're entered every month for a chance to win 100 bucks to more beer. And Jared won it for April. Did you get a bunch of Jareds uh, messaging you like you uh, predicted? Uh, did I win? I did not. Apparently, my uh, my announcement worked. If you didn't get an email directly from uh, us or more beer, don't bother. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And people, not you. people listened? Yeah. I don't get it. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Have anyway. you ever gotten a bunch of emails from someone going, did I win? Yeah, if oh, I do okay. like, especially if it's something like, Mike won the, <laughs> you know, then, yeah, 100 mics. Mike I, I heard I won. No, you didn't. Yeah. Sorry. You. Uh, anyway, get all these updates and more over on Twitter and Facebook. Oh. Send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Have you decided on our Twitter game? Yes. Excellent. Our Twitter game is brought to you today by Keystone Homebrew Supply. You can go over to keystonehomebrew.com. Great people at Keystone Homebrew Supply, and they've been with us for a little while now. Um, a great supporter of the Brewing Network, so you should support them. You can find everything you need over at keystonehomebrew.com. What's our Twitter game? Well, more importantly, uh, more important than, than adding to the lexicon that is the Brewing Network's contribution to uh, the hobby of home brewing, uh, Doc has been oddly absent lately from the shows. Yeah, uh, something's going on. I don't know what it is, uh, but I wonder if anybody out there in the Twitter sphere knows where's Doc been. Okay, so tell us where Doc's been over uh, Brewing Network on on Twitter. All right, let's do some feedback. Yeah. Feedback is brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to BeerLawCenter.com. You know, John kicked ass for me again this week. Remember I told you that uh, a listener had sent us another image and the brewery basically told me to fuck myself and that, I, you know, I'm what's wrong with beer. And I politely responded... You've heard that before. It's not the first time <laughs> no, that someone has said the Brewing yeah. Network is, is wrong, wrong for beer. Is yeah. what's wrong with beer. It's my favorite is when they tell you that you're stepping on the little guy, which I suspect they thought you were. I always get case. that, too, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still, I'm, I don't even have pants on right now. I'm writing you this letter from my living room. My belt is a rope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I have porn open on one window and an email to you in another. I don't even have pants on. Yeah. I am the little guy. Anyhow, sure enough, I, I said, well, send it to your lawyer, and I'm sure like every other lawyer, he will agree. 
He agreed. And that's due to our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. He's taking care of the hop grenade for me, and he can take care of your brand, too. Check him out. He's a good dude. I sort of walked around with John in tow at the Craft Brewers Conference, and people were like, you just walk around with your trademark lawyer now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. The, the logo's being stolen that much that I just walk around with the guy. <laughs> he gives precautionary advice. Yeah, he yeah. just hangs out, and he goes, yep, I'm John. I'll be the one sending you the letter. I'll be the guy I don't think you understand what retainer means. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't actually follow you. I don't have to retain him. <laughs> no, yeah, you don't, yeah. No leash. All right, let's do the feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, Steve from Phoenix writes in, uh, Hey, all you fine and upstanding gentlemen and JP. Uh, I've been a corporal in the BN Army for a year now, and I just want to thank you for all the information uh, you've provided over the years. Uh, well, Steve, thank you for donating at the corporal level. That's awesome. Uh, after listening to all the shows in the BN and applying the tips and techniques discussed, I finally entered my first competition, the Great Arizona Homebrew Competition. I scored a 43 and won best of show with a wow. robust porter. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. All based on the Black Butte Porter recipe from Candy Brew at Tasty. Can you so, taste? Yes, I can. Uh, thank you from Steve in Phoenix. Uh, all right, Josh writes in, Hey, guys, uh, there are a number of exciting new devices that make measurements during fermentation, such as the recently discussed beer bug that we've been talking about. Uh, although these devices are cool and, and seem great, I'm concerned that uh, there may be one major flaw. I think this is for you here, JP. All right. Considering that these rely on measurements taken from angles of floating or beer density, it would seem that the measurements would be off due to CO2 getting trapped under the device or perhaps an angry Kreisen. Uh, so uh, what do you think of this issue, JP? Angry Kreisen is, is, Krozen. My, is Krozen. my favorite German metal band. <laughs> angry Kreisen. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I talked to Taylor of a beer bug about this issue. Uh, basically, he says... Uh, any sort of lift that you might get from CO2, um, it doesn't really make a huge impact on your final readings. Uh, there, there can be some bubbles that get trapped underneath a torpedo, which is the floating device that, that goes with the beer bug, for example. Um, and he's actually done a lot of testing, he said, on these. And uh, basically, the, the more vigorous your fermentation, the more easily the, those bubbles will get knocked off. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then as fermentation changes, your bubble size will actually change as well. Okay. Um, so you know, he, he says they, you can get some lift, but it's negligible and and it doesn't stick around very long. Okay. So the beer bug takes a few data points an hour. So once those are averaged in altogether, it, it doesn't matter. Got it. All right. Good answer. Thanks for writing in, Josh. Good question. Theft writes in, dearest dickweeds. Dearest. Uh, I totally get Justin's aversion to Simcoe hops. Oh, this is a good one for you here, Tasty. I get Justin's aversion to Simcoe hops. Uh, I guess I have the same fucked up gene. Uh, anyway, I was sitting at my local uh, bar, and the bartender offered me a, a sample of a local uh, beer with Simcoe hops. Uh, it tasted like Fluffy had a bad day in the brewery. Of course, referencing the uh, the urine taste that I often find in, in Simcoe. My question is, is there a technique to use Simcoe without getting the litter box aroma and taste from theft? Well, just use less, less of. Yeah, it. they vary too. You some you get some you get is more catty than others. So, depending on what you have, you may use it in conjunction with another hop that gives you like a similar character. Like you might use mosaic and and, and so instead of as much simcoe. Okay, to kind of like mediate the uh, 
cattiness. And what you mean is from batch to batch, it's it's different. Well, crop to crop of the Simcoe. Crop to crop, yeah. Because yeah. I remember Jeremy from Lagunitas t- talking to me about this yeah. when I was complaining about Simcoe. And he said, look, I reject a lot yeah. of Simcoe exactly. for the reason that you're talking about. So I tend to wait for a good batch. Yeah, he goes into the, you know, goes and smells the cuts and decides which ones he wants. Yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, as homebrewers, of course, we can't just go into the homebrew shop and cut them open. So, Nor can is- the homebrew shop go and cut them open and right. get and Get, get the best ones either. So sometimes, yeah, in the secondary market, you don't get the good stuff. So this is a great uh, alternative. You you mentioned tasty. Yeah. Use some sort of blend with Medium. something else. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good answer. Thanks for writing in theft. A good question. Uh, Tyler writes in. Uh, hey BN, I just wanted to say thanks from a BN recurring donor uh, all the way up here in Saskatchewan, Canada, and then he wants to know if we can even pronounce that correctly. Yes. <laughs> did I do it right? I yeah, you did. You did great. All right. Uh, I've been a listener and followed the BN for about a year, and I'd like to think that you guys have been a huge help, um, if not the sole reason for my success as a brewer. I've been brewing for about three years, uh, began with all grain from the start, and entered my first BJCP competition in April. It was the Ale and Lager Enthusiasts of Saskatchewan. Ales is the acronym. I love it. Oh, boy, do we love our acronyms (laughs) and our puns. Uh It was a homebrew open. I was looking to get some feedback, but my brown porter ended up taking gold and scored a 44, a 41, and a 40. Nice work. It came as quite a surprise, but I wanted to uh, thank you guys for all that you do for Tyler. Tyler, you're welcome. Thank you for listening. And finally, Nathaniel writes in, Hey, I would totally donate some money toward the cause if it included a weekend of hanging in the Bay Area with Tasty, JP, and maybe even Justin. From um, Nathaniel. That's in reference to donating to the Australia trip. Oh, I see. Yeah. So if American donors donate to the Australia trip, we come up with a hangout with the BN. Apparently that's... Uh, well, very specifically, in Tasty and myself. And maybe, maybe me. Maybe. Listen, if it's just you two, I say yes. I'm, I, in, I'm in. I would do it. Uh, Can I keep my clothes on? He's paying for. You can't keep your clothes on, but you shouldn't. How far do I have to go? Is what I want to know. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this like at that point? It's supposed to be women only. How about women only? (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to get a lot less donations then. Yeah, we're talking about bigger amounts. Bigger amounts. I'm thinking. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Wait a minute. What is is happening right now? Uh, right. Justin's crushing Tasty's dreams. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. pretty much what's happening. All right, well, we'll do it just lots of times. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a night out with Tasty and JP. Sure. This. Well, he says this a guy, week. No, this no, guy no. Wants a weekend. No, 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 no. Now no, we no. have to be. You have. I don't have a week for anybody. You're talking. Right. Uh, you know, five grand, and I get ten percent out of that for That's, a weekend with JP no, and wait, Tasty. I get thirty uh, percent of that. How about one night out at the Hop Grenade with JP and Tasty? That's fair, right? It's a controlled environment. <laughs> so you guys might, <laughs> well, not, get, you yeah. might not get killed. You know you're not Kim Kardashian. Like, you can't set up an amount of money for an appearance. Yes, I can. <laughs> okay, sorry. My you, mistake. Do you know how she can do it? She just does it. Yeah, she has, she's hot. Yeah, right. but so am I. Oh. Right. Oh, yeah. Warren tells me that all the time. You're looking good. See? <laughs> Warren's blind. All right, we'll see you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he sees shapes and, and shades of, <laughs> yeah. of light. And he's like an amoeba. He just, you know, yeah. he can sense different uh, variations in light. Okay. You look like a pixelated light bulb to him. Yeah. That's all you look but like. a good looking one. Pretty yeah. good. You look like a great looking pixelated mound of flesh. Thank you. And he's like, Thank wow, you very much. that's handsome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we'll see what we can figure out. Yeah, yeah, that's just some crowdsourcing thing or something. That's your feedback, everybody.
All right. We've got to take a break, right? We've got our guests in studio. Uh, we're talking to House of Pendragon Brewing Company today. So we're going to have some fun with them. We've got some, let's go get some of their beer in our glass. Yes, is what please. I think we ought to do. All right. Hang in there. It's the session. You're tuned in to the very last show from Studio Double D here in Martinez. Our next show uh, might be from the Hop Grenade or it might be on the road. We don't know yet, but you won't hear us from here. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give away a prize to every caller who calls in tonight and either asks a question or says farewell. 888-401-BEER. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home-brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The biggest innovation in Brewer's Yeast in 125 years. 
is here. Yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. See it for yourself at NHC in Grand Rapids. Pure yeast instantiation. White Labs. A few things happened 30 years ago. ARPANET migrated to TCPIP and the internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and Bruin brother Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. This is www.thebrewingnetwork.com. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. The session. Brewing up our next batch of radio gold. Right now. All right, welcome back to the program, and thank you for sticking with us. House of Pendragon Brewing is here with us. Uh, real quick, we got to go to the phones. I said I would give away, uh, we have stuff to give away, basically, uh, before the move. And so I'm going to make JP do some shipping this week. Shit. And uh, everybody who calls in and, and either asks a question or says farewell will get a prize tonight. I, I can't guarantee you what the prize will be. But it, but it, but it will be a prize. Uh, it will be got, something. We got Eric on the line from El Sobrante, which is a local community, much Uh-oh. like Martinez. It's a shithole. I mean, it's a, it's Isn't much like where, Martinez. Um, that's where Beavis from, right? Yeah. Eric, what's happening? She can just drop it off. Oh man, just hanging out, uh, listening to the podcast. Thanks for calling a in, brother. Nice end to my day. Yeah, man. Thanks and, for uh, having me. Uh, El Sobrante, huh? Yeah, the leftovers. You know. How long you been living there? Homebrew. Uh, actually, three three years over here. Oh, uh, you're still okay. I've been living next to a refinery for much longer than you have, and I'm still doing fine. <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, he's normal. His emotions are in check. <laughs> right. It's uh, yeah, so yeah. totally balanced. Yeah, yeah. I'm the most yeah. balanced person I know. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, were you just calling to say uh, farewell? Yeah, I just wanted to say farewell to Studio Double D. I'm looking forward to the new spot and coming to get some uh, some nice beers at the tap room and check you guys out. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to having you. That is one of the cool things about the, uh, moving the studio to the Hop Grenade is that it's a public place. You can come in, drink beer, and hang out with us and watch us through the fishbowl nice. that we're making just the studio. Yeah, but just make sure that you don't uh, look Justin directly in the eyes. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> that and you'll get radiation. Will do. The- Will do. All the refineries. All right, Eric, here's what you got to do. Send an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. Say you called in tonight, and he'll send you a prize. Okay, great. Sounds good, man. Thanks, brother. Cheers. All right. Then I'll see you guys at Firestone, too. Uh, you will see some of us. Uh, Tasty, you're going. Uh-oh. I'll be there. I'm not going to be, be there. Tasty, but, there. I won't do. You'll I know see, Tasty. You'll see Tasty. You'll see Push. 
I actually haven't asked Moscow if he wants to go yet or not. I'm assuming we can't because of the hop grenade. Yeah, I do want to go, but it's can we? You'll see, Tasty's more fun to see anyway. <laughs> so yeah, Tell you, Tasty I'm bringing my wife, Christina. He'll be happy. <laughs> there you go, Tasty. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Good All right, stuff. Eric. Later, brother. All right, man. See ya. Cheers. There you go. See, he knows you, Tasty. Knows you like a book. Oh, I know Eric. That's Eric Mays. Is that how the saying goes? I think it knows you like syphilis or something. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, all right. Beer Bob from Campbell uh, is yeah. on the line, too. Beer Bob, what's happening? I just wanted to say good, great show, you guys. I love listening to you on Monday nights. Thanks, brother. Well, you, you're in Campbell, so you can come see us on Monday nights when we move. Uh, that's a little bit. Well, maybe. Still, uh, in the evenings, the traffic's kind of bad going that way. Yeah. I, 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 you know, Campbell's over by Las Gatos, San Jose. I see. Well, every once in a while, you know, just get get a designated driver and come yeah. hang out with us. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. I see. Uh, I seen Tasty at uh, up there, at Boonville. He was pouring at the Stone Booth. Oh, <laughs> they got you pouring, huh, Tasty? I always like to volunteer a little bit. You know? <laughs> okay, you probably caught him for the forty-five seconds that he volunteered to pour. <laughs> they were annoyed because I kept taking, getting having pictures taken with people instead of pouring. Right, he won the picture. I don't know what that. He was probably pouring for himself. <laughs> They were getting annoyed because I wasn't serving anybody. <laughs> no, they were, they, they were. By the time I got there, hey, they were. They hey, were oh, go ahead. Tasty, was that you hanging out at Lag- Lagunitas on Sunday as well? No, no, I wasn't at Lagunitas on Sunday. Oh, Somebody oh, looked okay. like me there? <laughs> that was a different yeah, old guy yeah. with a bunch of chicks, apparently. <laughs> you're, you're all by yourself sitting there sulking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do that most other nights, yeah. actually. <laughs> all right, uh, Beer Bob, right, send an email to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com and we'll get you a prize. Thanks for calling in. Awesome. Cheers, brother. Yeah, you give them crap and they flood the lines. I know, now the lines are are flooded. I got an interview to get to. Um, I don't know why you said that. I don't know. uh, Guys, you mind if I do one more call? And then we got got time with you guys, right? So, uh, who do we have here? Oh, we got a Fres. Somebody from Fres, yes. Oh, God. That's near where you guys are, right? It sure is. All right, let's go to. uh, (laughs) Oh, shit. Let's go to Marshall from Fres, yes. What's happening, buddy? Hey, not much. Let me turn my phone down. Hey, they sound really happy to hear from you. Yeah, maybe you should keep your phone turned up. <laughs> They're like, That's oh. Okay, I'll keep my phone turned up. I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, go, Tommy. Go, Aaron. Are these, is this your local brewery? That's right. Yeah. How do you know these guys? Just from the brewery or are you old friends? I solicited oh, them. Old, old homebrew club friend. Uh, oh, okay. Is is Marshall a big pain in the ass, guys? Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They're both no, nodding. No, Marshall's actually like my, my uh, prototype brewer. He'll... he'll uh, He'll brew my test batches for me. Oh, he does? Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an awesome brewer. Oh, well, that's good then. You need a guy like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. Hey, Tommy, remember the oh. whole thing about the mic? Oh, this thing right Speak here. Right, it, right baby. from my mouth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no. yeah, I got that. I got it. I got no, it. the other thing. Oh, the, uh, it's it's very seductive. All right, Marshall, we're going to send you a House of Pendragon Brewing sticker. <laughs> that sounds really good. Is it going to force people to drink 559 five, beers? My question. What do you say? Will it force people to drink 559 five, beer? Is what no, I think you said. No. What is 559 five, beer? Um, I'll let you is it an experimental beer you guys are working on? I think I have to refrain from talking about 559 five, beer for legal reasons. Okay. <laughs> it's All more right. better than 560 beer. That would be fine. All right, Marshall, do this. If you send an email to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, we'll send you a prize. It won't be a House of Pen Dragon sticker because you probably already have 10. Do you have anything to say to the guys? Hey, hey, good luck, guys. You look, you both look really beautiful on TV. Just in the back of your head looks nice as well. Thank you. JP, 
Congrats on uh, everything that you do, all of you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were just talking to JP. Because I was like, that's the best compliment ever. Yeah. Congrats on whatever <laughs> everything, it is that you, everything do. you do. <laughs> all right, Marshall. Thanks, brother. Uh, all right, I, I only have one more caller on the line. You should right, take so. this one because he was talking crap. All right, let's go to Phil from Tennessee. What's happening, Phil? What's up, man? Uh, what kind of shit you talking? What's happening? <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. I'll be up there at the BNA nine, man. I can't wait to beat you guys' ass in some softball and some kickball, man. Oh, <laughs> nice. Oh, so you're from Tennessee, right? Have that right? Yeah, man. Nashville. All right, Nashville, f- Tennessee. And you're flying out to for the party and for NHC. He's real proud too. We're flying out, man. On the 11th, we'll be there. All right, we're gonna figure out. Uh, we don't know how we're doing the signups for this yet, but we do want yeah. listeners to be able to sign up in advance to take on the Brewcasters and our sponsors in a game of kickball. And I'll tell you what, Phil, you are not gonna win. We're gonna beat your ass. Goddamn right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> By the way, everyone has to chug eight beers before they <laughs> before they go up to kick. <laughs> That's rule number I'm one. Down, man. <laughs> I'm down. See, I know our listeners. I cannot make enough rules for them to go, no, we're not doing that. Oh, for sure. Every time they go, yeah, of course we are. Yeah. Every, before you take a base, yeah, yeah. you have to put on this bra and panties. Yeah. Of course we do. Of course. And Why wouldn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go show up wearing maybe, this. Maybe yeah. you should make some of the guys wear the sumo wrestling outfits. Dude, that's yes, a great idea. During the game. Mm-hmm. I love this idea. In. Yes. <laughs> that's really an awesome idea. I think whoever the pitcher is should have to wear the sumo. Because he's going to take there a lot of go. balls to the face. Is that CeCe uh, Sabathia? Oh, no. It's just a guy in a sumo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Phil. Send an email. JP at thebrewingnetwork.com. We'll get your prize. Thanks for calling. Hell yeah, man. All Sounds right. good. Later. Why can't Warren ship these out? Have you seen Warren? Yeah. I don't even know what he does. I haven't seen Warren. I've never seen Warren do anything. <laughs> yeah. oh. I've never seen him move. That's too bad. <laughs> and listen, this, and he's a step like up from you, I think, actually. <laughs> Is that why his beard's so big? He doesn't do doesn't anything. Do anything. Right. So, I... No, it's all you. And by the end, I, I think we have like 15 or so prizes to give away down there. So yeah. Ugh, I, I have, have, I have actually have a lot to, to give away previous to this. Oh, dude. you do? Yeah. Oh. I, well, I, I couldn't mother. come in last week because I was radioactive. Yeah. Right. From the last show. Yeah. So Do you ever feel like Santa Claus? <laughs> plan to spend a couple yeah. days Workshop. here this week. I do. Sending all the gifts. All right, let's talk to the boys. Uh, we've got uh, Tommy Caprellian and Aaron, is that right, from um, uh, House of Pendragon Brewing Company. Welcome to the studio, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, my first question. Yes. Are you guys like Dungeons & Dragons guys? <laughs> or, I mean, hey. JP, I had to ask, right? Let me, yes. let me pull out my, uh, my dice here. And, uh, <laughs> hey, I yeah. had one of those, too. Yeah, I don't get to ask a question until you roll a 24-sided yeah, die. exactly, exactly. 27, uh, 20. Where does the name come from? Uh, the the name comes from well how I got the name. Uh, in the beginning, I was trying to find something that's a little bit different from the other breweries that are in our area. Yeah, and I can fix that for you. you keep you, going. You You're doing fine. You good? Okay. Um, and I, it took me a few months before I figured out what I wanted. And one night, I was just sitting at home, bored, watching reruns of Three's Company, and oh yeah, great decided show. to turn on the. <laughs> The, the History Channel, and uh, and there was something on there about the King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. Okay. And um, and at one point, they mentioned that King Arthur's last name was Pendragon. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, that's a badass name. That would make a really cool brewery name. Yeah. So, what do I do first? I Google it. Make sure, you know, no one other brewery has it or this or that. Wait, Smart who wait, does that? Wait, 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 Nobody yeah, does no, that. You right? what? <laughs> Right, yeah. you don't you don't like, hop grenade. Or? You did a tiny <laughs> amount of due diligence yeah. a little bit. by little, using little Google. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's real easy. 
Fair enough. Um, <laughs> so I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And no one had it. I think I found like a furniture company in England that had it or something like that. Okay. And, uh, and you know, I'm like, I could, I could, I could do this. And then I'm like, you know what? Why don't we call it like the Royal House of Pendragon? House of Pendragon. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. And two days re- later, I realized if you abbreviate it, it spells hop. Oh, right. And I, I'm like, that's badass. I'm sold. I didn't even think I'm sold. That. You know? Yeah. Trademark, <laughs> you know what I mean. At done. that point, yeah, done, done deal. I, I found, you know, I wanted to find a name that I could actually um, build a theme off of. You know, build, you know, because everybody in my area was doing things local, and I didn't want to infringe on, you know, all the other stuff that they're doing. Fight over names, local names, and and yeah. I wanted to set myself apart. And I figured this would be the way to do it. Okay. Yeah. And you, you saw that on uh, the History Channel? On the History Channel, so yeah. So that's kind of awesome, because I feel like the History Channel has played a huge part in Yeah, your, right? Because it started your brewing thing, kind didn't Kind of it? a nerd, right? Well, and, and didn't it spark the whole brewing thing in it the did. first place? It, it really did. It, uh, I started homebrewing in 2006. Okay. And uh, the reason I started was I was bored one night again. Yeah. And the History Channel was on. I think it was like the Modern Marvels. They had like the brewing... They were talking about brewing. Yeah. And there was like a segment on there for like like a minute or two about some guys in a garage making beer. Okay. And I'm like, oh, that's legal. I have a garage. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm a guy. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm beer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, 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 uh, and I'm like, that's legal? You, I mean, you could actually do that? And so right after the show was over, I, I, I Googled. I didn't even know what to call it at the time. I, I just typed in like making beer at home. Okay. I, I didn't even know how to call it home brewing right. at the time, right? Yeah. Seems uh, too simple. Yeah, and then I found like there was a local homebrew shop in our in our area, and the uh, the very next day I, I went went to that shop and and I got a kit, and I, I, they asked me what I wanted to brew. Did you have a job? I did. They're, okay, I'm just curious because you're like I'm up late at night watching the History Channel. The very next day I go buy a kit. <laughs> it was right. I'm wondering what you knew. Yeah, yeah I, I, at the time I was in, in banking at the time. Okay, and uh, so I went the next day. I was my day off, obviously, and. I, and I went. I didn't even know what I wanted to do. I was I was kind of in the craft beer. I was just getting into it. I'm drinking, you know, like Blue Moon and Sierra Nevada okay. you know, at the time. And two uh, well respected craft beers, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, one of those is a wonderful beer. <laughs> the other yeah, one is made in Sierra Chico. Nevada. <laughs> 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 of course, Sierra Nevada is a great beer. Uh, yeah, so I went in there, and the guy asked me. He's, he's like, "Well, what do you want to brew?" I'm like, "I don't know." Like a uh, 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 a blue moon type beer. I didn't even know what to call it at the time. I didn't even know it was a wit. You know? Right. And he's like, great. Another asshole. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> a blue moon. Yeah, this guy. Uh, so, honestly, I remember now, I, 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 he gave me like all these ingredients. He gave me like a, a can of extract, a bucket, uh, a book, some hops, uh, which I think were like cascades. Okay. And, and a pat I on just, the ass. And I, I, yeah. <laughs> Go get him. Go get him, boy, you know. <laughs> so I went home and I read the book that they gave me. They came with a kit and everything. And I, I you know, I, I threw it all together, boiled it in the pot in the stove. And and I threw it in the bucket and I pitched the yeast and I put it on, on my balcony because uh, I didn't have any fermentation. I didn't even know what fermentation control was at the time. So I just threw it out there. I thought it would be good. Two days later, I, I come back, and I, I, I open the bucket, I peek in. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? It's like foaming. Yeah. It smells weird. <laughs> and I'm like, 
I fuck it. I fucked it up. And I, so I dumped it. <laughs> I didn't even drink it. Oh, right then and there you dumped yeah, it? Yeah, I'm like, I fucked it up. Something's wrong here. You really knew nothing I, about yeah. No, about I was like green. It green. I saw, I saw the, 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 the yeah. TV show and that was it. That's that's my homebrewing experience. I love this story. <laughs> what and time of year was it in Fresno? <laughs> that you just set it out on okay, the porch. This is a good question. No, it was like November. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was 108. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. It was 90 at night. <laughs> yeah. It's probably better that you uh, dumped it. Uh, I, no, no joke, it probably was better yeah. I dumped You it. did not taste a thimble. Not Nothing. even a thimble. I looked at it. Well, thimbles have plenty. I saw this like, you... frothy stuff, and I'm like, that doesn't look or smell like beer. I, I, you know, And I threw it away. Now right. I know it look, that's what fermentation looks like. You'd right. never make it in prison. No. <laughs> no, I, no I, it I, smells I, bad. Definitely a, definitely a catch <laughs> Take it! This is for you! <laughs> so after that, why did you even attempt it again? I, I would think you it would be the end of it. Honestly, I could have been like, well, fuck this, this is stupid, you know? Yeah. And just went on and, and you know, collected stamps or some shit, you know? Yeah. But, uh... Right. Most bankers... What's wrong with the normal banking hobbies, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Coke has fallen out of fashion. Yeah, yeah. Coin collections. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'm like, dude, I saw those guys on that show. They were doing things. They were using grain and... I got like a can of sticky stuff, and right. you know, I, I I go. There has to be a better way of doing this, right? So I I decide instead of going out and buying another kit, I'm like, let's educate myself. Let's so I googled books and I found books on it and this and that, which led me to actually your guys's podcast. Okay, uh, and Do you Google I, books, we come up. Well, I Google brewing, <laughs> brewing. Yeah, yeah. The guys at the VN sure hate books. <laughs> guys yeah, who don't right. read books. Yeah, right. yeah, that's how you came up. Yeah. Uh, and I found you guys, and I and honestly, you guys kind of, honestly, if it wasn't for you guys here, every one of you guys influenced me to get to this point. Awesome! And well, thank so you for that. I will be doing handies at that door right there on the way out. On the way out, oh. I, you know, I burn myself at the oh, brewery a lot, known. so I'm really callousy. That's yeah. okay. Uh, it, it only takes each one of us four seconds. So <laughs> Perfect. I'd like to skip that just part. Walk you by. can. Well, you guys are <laughs> thank like, you. yeah, you're first. Baby. Yeah. No, I'm good. I yeah. do really like this story because it. It feels a little more organic than a lot of stories that we get about how people got into homebrewing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you literally, I, I, you're kind of like us. Like, you're, you're just watching TV one day and you go, well, that looks cool. Let me try this. <laughs> and a couple years later, a few years later, you've got a brewery. Yeah, you're, sure. you're multiple <laughs> thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. Thank God you yeah. had cable. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> So really, you should be thanking the History Channel, not the Brewing Network. <laughs> I feel like you're. Yeah, you yeah. there's a lot of people I should be thanking, and yeah, really on the shoulders of giants on this one. To be honest with you, so this is back in like '06. You're saying right that this right. happens. You see the History Channel. You go get a kit. Uh, you, you you go. All right, this extract thing isn't for me. I, I see these other people really kind of getting involved. So what do you do? You go back to the homebrew shop. I do. Yeah, it's it's a great homebrew shop. Uh, Bing Como's homebrew supply. It's it's been supplying Fresno area for. For a long time, and okay. A great homebrew supply shop, uh, and you say I want to do all grain. I did. I, I really jumped in the all grain. Probably my second or third batch. I, you know, it, it didn't make sense to keep doing what I was doing. I. What did you get? What yeah. equipment did you get to do that? Uh, I started out with a igloo cooler as yep. a mash tun, like the and, orange one, mm-hmm, as a exactly like, like a, a false bottom. Mm-hmm, exactly. Nice. Probably the best mash tun to this day. To be honest with you, I. So that was my first all grain setup, mm-hmm. and I I still love that thing to this day. I gave right. it away to somebody, mm-hmm. but it was virtually lossless in, right. in temperature, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe two degrees. Yeah. Did oh, you experience the same, same thing? Same thing. You same just thing. Cover it up, and it was great mash tub. I wish I could have a three barrel igloo cooler. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. All right, so you go to an igloo cooler and, and what you buy a kettle and a burner. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I you know, I start doing all grain batches and you know things start getting a little bit better and you know I really dive into the hobby. Did you throw away any other batches after that first? I mean, I mean any of your other once, first ones? What? No, 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 no. After so just that, the after that, yeah, it was is I, I could at least drink these, you know, <laughs> or at least I knew what a, it looked like. It was fermentation. Did it's the like, guy at the homebrew shop explain that to you? Like, hey, what you threw away was actually fermentation? No, no, no. I, I figured it out. I saw videos. Yeah. 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 So, so did you try the same beer again? You try a wit the second time? I did. I eventually did another wit and. Kind of got it going there. When yeah. when you did the wit, did you realize, fuck, I can't drink five gallons of this? How dare yeah. you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I got past the wits pretty quick. Wit, wit is one of those styles. That, you know, you you have it every now and then. You go, this is this is really good. I want to try to brew it, and then. You know, about two gallons in, you're like, this is it's too much. That's yeah. a really good point. It, yeah. yeah, like as a consumer, you're like, oh, what a great beer. Yeah, when you have a ton of it. Okay, you have a ton of. It. I'll have a Coors Light, please. Thank <laughs> well, you. It, it was probably like my gateway beer, like Blue. No, I, I, I don't want. It's okay. I, I, it's, it's it was like Blue Moon was kind of like my gateway beer because sure. not because I fell in love with it, it's because I tasted it and I'm like, oh my god, there's like weird flavors here. It has never flavors. Tasted it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously from the Belgian yeast and this and that, that stuff that you've never tasted before. Right. So um, it it really got me going and trying other things, and you know when I got. To actually home brewing, I kind of had at least a little bit of a small, sophisticated palate at yeah. the time, you know. So, how many years before you go, hey, I, I should open a, a professional brewery? If you start in 06, is it a couple of years? Is it six years? Uh, well, a I, month? It, it, the brewery, I, I, I knew right away this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life. We're probably like the second batch in. I'm like, this is wow. it. This is it. Wow. So you dumped your first batch yeah. and then said, I need to do this all <laughs> the time on your second? Yeah, is that because I, I mean, you loved the, the brewing or because you were a banker? <laughs> yeah. I need to do anything but bank. I'm just curious. No joke. Honestly, the, the brewing is what got me out of banking, Okay, to be honest with you. It, it, it got to a point where it was an obsession. And I left the banking job, and the very next month I enrolled in Siebel. Oh, wow. wow. So, and I, when was that? Uh, I believe it was... 2010, I believe. I okay. Think it was. So yeah. about four years into it or so, you're yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do this." Yeah. And you and, and you I, leave work and you go to school. I did, and I went. I went back. I left. I left my banking job and I went back working on the the farm with my my family. Okay. And and where is that? Is that out? That's, that's in Sanger, California. Okay. It's at about ten minutes east of Fresno. And that's where the brewery is in Sanger. In Sanger, correct. Okay. correct. This story could be from 1842. Yeah, I went back <laughs> right? to working on the farm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> until I could get edu- to my, right. my uh, you know until the books from England came over on the boat. Yeah. Right. so I could actually learn about what I'm doing. Um, you know, I left my uh, high paying job as uh, at the bank. Started. <laughs> On yeah. the farm, and oh, went back to the farm. Oh no, joke! I'd be on the tractor listening to the BN, like session old session shows. Wow! Yeah, I went from like set- tractors have radios now. No headphones. Oh, we're not on no- the radio. Noise, noise canceling headphones. I forgot about headphones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. I would listen like three shows a day. Wow! I, I started from like show number one and went all the way to current. And, wow. Yeah. It, I don't know if that's a compliment because you're like in a tractor and you're just driving a straight line for ten yeah, hours. Right. It's either that. Or you listen to us. Right. I don't feel like there was a good, like listen there's a choice there. You see well, what I mean? Y- y- well, yeah, I feel like it's either uh, sermons on the radio <laughs> right. or God the said. Network. Yeah. Right. 
But I'll take it as a compliment. I, w- I would take it as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. What What is your family farm? Uh, we farm grapes, uh, peaches, and a little bit of almonds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, not grapes for wine. I'm going to assume. No, actually, like... half of our grapes go to wine. Oh, they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For uh, what kind of wine? Um, uh, uh, white wine. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, any fermentation background in the family at all? Did some no, distant no. relative make wine or beer? No, 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 Nothing. not at all. I, okay. In fact, when I got in the brewing, my family's like, well, why don't you just make wine? I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't drink wine. Why the fuck <laughs> am I going to drink wine? Good, it's a good answer. Why am I, I going to make it if I don't like it, you know? It's funny. Making beer or wine is not like uh, selling drugs. To be a successful drug dealer, you shouldn't do your product. Correct. To be a successful brewer, you should drink beer. Yeah. Right? You should drink, yes, you should drink beer. Uh, uh, yes. Not that I've ever sold drugs. No. For or, any... or brewed well. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Excellent point. Hey, you're a married man, though, right, Tom? I am. I so am. how did she take it when you were like, yeah, I'm quitting my gig and uh, going to school? Uh, well, she knew I, I, she knew I was really in the brewing at that time. And it got to the point where, look, it, it, you got to do something, you know? And... I just had to follow my passion. Okay. Uh, my my wife was at, when I when I went to school. My wife was actually pregnant with my daughter at the time. Wow. And it, it was kind of a big deal that I left to go do that. Sure. That's uh, scary. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having your daughter I mean, and be- your wife being pregnant at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> no. I don't know. Oh, okay. He's from Fresno. Did you well, hear that I, part? It's, it's, you said with it's, your daughter. It, it gets really weird over there. <laughs> it's I mean, you must have been. Yeah, it's ex- on the farm. Yeah, right. Extremely <laughs> nervous about that decision. Oh yeah, we both were. But you know what? It, she knew I needed to follow my passion. She she knew I wasn't liking what I was doing. It was just stress and. In other words, you were a dick at the time. You were you were kind of coming home. You were coming a dick. home and being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like anything that'll make you happier. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of cool. That's a that's a cool wife to have. It's oh yeah, yeah. we're pregnant. Our bills are going to go through the roof shortly. But you do whatever you want. You quit. Well, luckily yeah. she was a teacher at the time. Okay, so we had the medical side taken care of, so we were good on that. Oh, that's side. awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So you decide to go to Siebel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Why, why did you choose uh, Siebel? Uh, well, if, honestly, they had. I couldn't leave and go to actual the Chicago course, so I ended up doing the online version. Uh, which was, I think, about three or four months, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember how long it was, but it was a little pro- more prolonged than the actual uh, in-person one because obviously right. you're not there. Um, Did you have to drive to a neighboring town to have internet? Or no, no, no. We, we, we just we, the library. We, we have the interwebs there. <laughs> I, it's, only, I only had to go to the library. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just curious. No, no, no. We had we have internet. We have internet. Uh, no, we did that. I did that, and uh, very soon after, I caught word that. A local brewery, Tioga Sequoia, was looking for an assistant brewer. Yeah, uh, and they've been at our uh, winter festival yeah, uh, for a they couple have. years mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Great beer. Yeah, they're 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 a great brewery. They're a great brewery. And so I applied, and I met the brewmaster uh, Kevin Cox, and uh, we hit it off. And I got the job. And one of the main things there was he wanted me to start a quality control program. Okay. While we well while I was there and I didn't have any experience at the time of quality control. I just had my schooling and my homebrew background. But they taught that at Siebel, I assume, quality they, they, control. They taught a little bit of it there. But okay. I mean, you know, hands on stuff, you okay. know. You don't really get <laughs> it's all theory you know, up to this point. Right. right? Yeah. yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. Um so luckily my uh my our brewmaster had a contact with someone at Firestone Walker, one of the one of the reps at Firestone Walker, and got me a few days of internship uh, at Firestone's quality control lab with nice. uh, Jim Crooks. I, I believe he's he might be at the Barrel no, he's Works now. Yeah, he's at, he's at the Barrel. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe he's a really great guy. I mean, he let me come in there and 
test out some of our brewery equipment there and actually show me the basics of quality control, at least so I could get started and get me into a direction. I hear that's a very cool thing, I think, for a, a brewery like Firestone to do. Mm-hmm. And I hear that they've, they've done it before. They really want the, the community to grow and yeah. put out quality beer. Well, it's a quality part. Yeah. It, it, it's, they don't want any brewery coming up and putting out a bad product because yeah. it makes all look bad. So that's know? really nice that you got an internship. Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, really great crew there. Um, and so I, I, I got some footing there to come back and start our own little program and get the basics going there. And I worked at Tioga for a little over a year. And I just uh, actually at the time when I was debating about leaving, my wife was pregnant again with our son. And I just felt that. And you're like, hey, I'm going to quit my job again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's yeah. do this, right? <laughs> what is wrong with this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, it was kind of one of those things like, man, where, where am I going to go with this? Yeah. You know, am I going to stay here at Tioga? Uh, am I going to go back work on the farm? Or should I go and try to start my own little legacy you okay. know, for my family? And I decided to do that, and I, I ended up uh, starting my own brewery, okay. basically. All right, let's pause there and take a break. Sure. And we'll come back and we'll talk about you starting up the brewery. Uh, I wanted to mention, since you're a, a Siebel graduate, uh, that Siebel is giving away another chance to go to uh, their brewing school. Uh, so if you've ever dreamed of attending uh, the World Brewing Academy this year, once again, thanks to Lalamond uh, and Danstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality. And for free, uh, enter the Beer School 2015 contest, and one lucky winner will get uh, fully paid tuition into the World Brewing Academy's uh, web-based uh, consultant course in brewing technology which is worth more than uh three grand by the way wow so it's a, a, hell, a hell of a lot of education for free uh every time you use a danstar yeast package you enter yourself to win just visit danstaryeast.com to see details and to print your official entry form there's no limit to the number of entries uh that you can put in there so a lot of ways to to win a chance to go to the world brewing academy and uh it's it's working uh, for you, it's so working out for me. It could it could work for one of our lucky listeners too. All right, let's do this. We'll take a, a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk more. Uh, we've got a little bit of your beer in our glass, so we'll talk about that. And you brought us even more beer than this. Yep. So, triple eight four zero one beer. If you want to call in and ask questions of the guys in the next segment, if you've got questions for House of Pendragon, I will give a uh, prize to every caller who calls in. Questions only. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine is the new go-to source for home brewing enthusiasts and anyone passionate about craft beer. Each new issue is full of inspiration, recipes, and techniques for home brewing, cooking and pairing food with beer, and features from craft brewers and the world of craft beer. More than 120 full-color pages of content, quarterly releases, and annual specials. Get practical advice from brewing experts, equipment reviews, great interviews, and much much more there's a new craft beer magazine available right now craft beer and brewing magazine on newsstands now visit www.beerandbrewing.com subscribe now and get your limited edition bottle opener free today craft beer and brewing magazine the new word in craft beer and brewing
Hey guys, JP here from the Brewing Network. On the show, you've heard us talk about the importance of using the right malts and the freshest ingredients possible when brewing up a batch of beer. As a BJCP judge, I am always impressed when brewers make European beer styles and choose the proper base malts, something that really comes through in the finished product. BSG supplies your favorite local shop with malt from maltsters like Bayerman and Rar. These malts are the real deal for the most authentic beers possible. BSG, Brewer Supply Group, is the source for quality malts. Crisp, Simpsons, and Patagonia are more of the amazing maltsters BSG brings to you. From pilsers to porters, use the right malts for every style of beer with malt from BSG. BSG, quality malt for a quality beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. New items include the Big Oxygen Kit for economical wart aeration using common welding oxygen tanks and the Unistat line of external thermostats for easy control of both electric heaters and refrigerators. In addition, They've just mashed their new oatmeal stout malt extract. So you can make those tasty winter oatmeal stouts and porters without mashing. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Hilo, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. It's the Brewing Network. In a bar alone I'm sitting Apart from the laughter and the cheer While scenes from the past rise before me Just watching the bubbles in my beer And I'm seeing the road that I travel A road paved with heartaches and tears Seeing the past that I've wasted While watching 
the bubbles in my beer A vision of someone who loved me Brings a long silent tear to my eye As I think of a heart that I've broken And of the golden chances that have passed me by Oh, I know that my life's been a failure And I've lost everything that made life dear And the dreams I once dreamed now are empty As empty as the bubbles in my beer folks thanks for hanging in hey don't forget about the siebel institute america's oldest brewing school more courses than any other brewing school courses include advanced home brewing craft distilling and beer styles courses for those looking to ace uh, beer knowledge exams uh, you know, like Cicerone or BJCP and things like that. Yeah. Uh, Professional-level brewing courses available both uh, campus-based and web-based, and the faculty includes some of the best-known and most respected instructors in international brewing. So uh, go check them out over at Siebel Institute. Good people. Are Siebel's uh, uh, distillation classes uh, theoretical, or do they actually offer those classes? I'm sure they offer It's it, it, Distillation is not illegal. It's only illegal to do at home. Oh. Yeah. With, yeah without a yeah. permit or whatever. So I, I think they're allowed to teach how to do it. For real, I'm not sure. I've never done it myself. Right. I've read a lot about it, though. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I know that Doc only theoretically right. does it. Right. Doc's back in the studio this week, by the way. Came ah. in to say farewell to Studio Double D. Yeah. He ruined my Twitter game. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't hear the Twitter game, but okay, I'm glad I did. Twitter game is what has Doc been doing? Where has he been? Yeah, where's Where's Doc been? Where's Doc? Because you haven't been here for a while. It doesn't so matter. I'm here now. That's right. Well, the Twitter uh, game will be funny when they come up with whatever oh, great. Whatever it is you yeah, have. I'll bet. I, I guess it'll have to do with bad things to goats, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, yet, surprisingly. Are all your goats still alive? That's a good idea. Since when? <laughs> are most of your goats still alive? Yes, they are. Okay. <laughs> That's good. 
Just checking. I don't know what... <laughs> they are going to be about goats now, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, I'm not I'm not smart, but something tells me the tap downstairs was changed from a Saison to something like an IPA. Yeah, somebody jumped in <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. I Snow, to, double IPA. Perfect for JP. I wanted to top my glass yeah. off, and, I'm, and I tasted like, wow, either the sandwich I had made this friggin' beer just taste like a hot pellet or... Yeah. yeah. JP, uh, he didn't he doesn't want to be rude, but he came and whispered to me at the break. Hey, Tommy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing because I, he said that's a saison, but it, I'm pretty sure it's an IPA. Yeah, and maybe he should go back to brewing school. Uh, but he didn't want to, probably should. He didn't want to say that out loud. I, 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 thank you. No, you swapped over. Uh, I have in my glass still uh, your saison. Yeah. So why don't we talk about this beer first? I then... had it in my glass. Yeah. It was really good. Did yeah. you put IPA on top of it? Like, yeah. were you trying to, to top it. it off? So now this oh, is it's a blend? Oh. Yeah. It's a Cypa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it doesn't smell bad. No, it doesn't smell bad, but it tastes like a double IPA, and so therefore uh, I'm just going to... It's probably it. really You're good. You're creating cause, a new cause beer Because we style. blend all the time at the tap room, so... It's not a bad blend, actually. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, what, what is Firestone? Uh, Opal? Opal. That's a hoppy saison. It's not bad at all. It's a, uh, a nice yeah. beer. Yeah, can, but not be bad done. is like a C. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. not bad by your standard. Right. I mean, by everyone else's, is a great beer. All right, let's talk about the Saison. Saison. Tell me yeah. about the beer. Yeah, the Saison, is, we call it our French Saison, but on this particular batch, I actually added um, one-third uh, WLP 565, and it's two-thirds uh, 3711, which is the French Saison yeast from Y-East. Okay. Um, it's Why'd seven- you do that? Um, I want. I love the the character from. What's wrong with you? No, no. Why did you do that? How do you sleep at night? Did you? First of all, I wouldn't know the difference. So I want to know the technique, but the Uh, the thought. You know, the thirty-seven eleven comes off really clean to me, Uh, but it has an awesome fruity aroma, like pineapple-y fruity aroma. Uh, and I felt like the last one I did was a little bit lacking in a little more of the Saison character. Okay. So I blended a little bit with this, and I think we kind of got it. It ended up being a little bit higher in, in alcohol than we'll probably end up eventually having the beer. Uh, but it, this one came out about 7.6% ABV. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's pretty much all Pilsner malt with a little bit of Munich and a little bit of oats for body. What do you think, Tasty? I got a lot of Saison dry. Got a really good mouthfeel. Maybe that's from the oats. Who knows? Yeah, why the oats? Uh, mouthfeel, exactly. That's that's what it was, is the mouthfeel. This one actually finished really low. It's probably about 1.3 Play-Doh, okay. which is, uh, what is that roughly? Yeah. Uh, 10.05. 10.05, yeah, it's, about, it's exactly what it is. Very low. Okay. Yeah. Did you try this exact recipe without oats and then add that? Yeah, initially. Exactly. Yeah. That was the only difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, initially uh, I did that, yeah. And you tried it before with all French Saison yeast? Uh-huh. Also, and, and weren't quite happy with that. Yeah, it just it, it seemed like it was lacking a little bit of the traditional saisonny character to it. Okay, and I wanted to kind of bring that in a little bit uh, with with uh, with this beer. Okay, yeah. But say again, what's the ABV on this? Seven point six. So that's high for the style, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's about half a percent higher than. It oh, it's be. not. I was thinking that. I think what saisons are like seven percent max on the style. Or something like that. I don't know what the max is. It's close. I know. It's, it's high, kind of okay. broad, you know. Higher than Saison's I usually kind of, five to six is what I've seen. Okay. Saison's kind of like a broad style. I, it's, no, you, it's, it's an awesome style to, I mean, to jump off of and do fun things with. I know? don't think it's only for broads. Well, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I like this beer. Thank you. Thank I could you. drink uh, three pints, and then the 7% would kick right in. Right in. <laughs> right in. <laughs> for but, the next three. But the dryness is, is fantastic. It makes you want to drink more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, the style guide says five to seven, so it's just uh, just so a little right bit higher there. than the top end. Okay. Yeah. Excellent beer. Any other uh, special techniques? What about the fermentation temperature? Uh, this one started at 65, mm-hmm. and then I just let it free rise to about 73, and that's where it stayed, and that's just the ambient temperature in the brewery at the time. So you didn't hold it there? It just... No, just let it do its thing. I wonder if in the summertime out there in Fres, yes. Uh, we've had brewers come in, and, and they don't care if their saison goes up to uh, 80 degrees. Sure. Will sure. you? Do you think you'll let it do the same thing? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to let them free rise, and then if I end up finding anything that's wrong with them at that point, then I might refrain them a little bit, but uh, I'm just going to let them do their thing. Do you, Does it free rise immediately from the pitch, or do you hold it at your pitching temperature for a couple of days or a certain amount of fermentation uh, percentage? And then let it free rise. I as soon as fermentation kicks off, uh, I go. just let it go. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I, it's, I, I'll set the temperature at sixty-five. As soon as I, I see fermentation kick off, everything's off. Just, just let it go. let it do its thing. Okay. Yeah. Does this uh, does this blow off more than a than, than an average? It beer? tends to. Yeah, it, yeah. It, this one actually overflowed out of the blow off tube on this one. Yeah. What is your brew system like? What are you brewing on? Uh, right now, I finally got up to a three a, a full three barrel system now. Okay. Um, I love your. Uh, I fi- you know I finally got to three barrels. Well, listen, yeah. uh, it's been an evolution. I, no, I really like it. I, your story is is just great so far because, like I yeah. said, it just feels very organic. But I, so you're up to a three barrel. Yeah, I started off on a fifty uh, five gallon uh, Blickman system. Okay. And I moved up really quick to. They have those extension pieces you could add to them. And that How you could, does that work? What's uh, that? It's, it's this really cool thing. It looks exactly like the kettle, except there's no bottom to it. And it fits over the kettle, and it has this rubber gasket that goes around it. No shit. And it goes right in, and I guess the heat and everything just kind of make it suck in. Okay. And it doesn't leak. I've never had a leak or anything like that. It brings it up from 55 gallons to 100 gallons. And that that's a Blickman product, too. A Blickman product, That yeah. man is a, is a genius. <laughs> He's a good engineer, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, and it's and that's why I've been brewing on uh, up until now. I actually just got in this week a uh, because I haven't been able to do a full three-barrel boil. Uh, because it's only a hundred gallon, uh, and you know between the space of it's boiling, right, need boiling room. Evaporation. I've been only able to do 80, 80 gallon batches. Okay. So uh, now I got an actual uh, three barrel uh, brew kettle that just came in that I'm gonna start brewing on. So how are you? What's the burner like? What is the setup the, for this kettle? The burner is a, it's one of those jet burners. It's a thirty two tip jet burner. Okay, mm, and it just sits right underneath there. And, no kidding. Yeah, it's it works fantastic. Where does this? Where did you get this kettle from? Uh, it's from Stout Tank. Okay, if you've heard of the, they're I think they're out of Oregon. If I'm See, people don't talk to us about this stuff because they either say, "Oh, don't bother going small, uh, just go bigger," and then even then they'll say, get, "You know, get a get a seven barrel system." Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that you can order stuff. That does a that's a three barrel system. This sort of in between point. Well, I, honestly, I don't have all the money in the world to upgrade. Right. Yeah. So uh, I'm at this point. I'm trying to upgrade incrementally. I like this until we could afford to get like maybe like a seven or a ten barrel system. Okay. You know. What are your uh, fermenters like? Uh, the fermenters are actually th- uh, true three barrel fermenters. Okay. Uh, they're single wall. Um, they're on wheels. I use uh, fermentation rooms. Uh, for all my beers, I have three fermentation rooms that okay. I use, uh, and I could keep those rooms within one degree of fermentation the whole time of primary. Wow! Yeah, I, it, did it took, you build those yourself? I, I built the whole brewery myself, practically, except electrical because I'm not licensed to do that. So, <laughs> so what are they? They're just uh, insulated rooms with with some sort of a super. Uh, 
two by six walled insulated rooms with with uh, heavy uh, R value uh, insulation with f- foam insulation over them. Okay. And uh, they're about eight by six by eight rooms, each one of them. Okay. And I'm able. I, what I do is I take each uh, three barrel fermenter and uh, just one at a time in each room, and the room controls the fermenter to the whatever degree I put it at. What's the cooling unit? Uh, it's an, no joke. It's an AC unit. It, it is. Yeah. It's and you up just to, wired it so that it can go lower than yeah. A normal it AC? has. I, I know. I know. Tasty. Everybody probably knows about those cool bots sure. systems mm-hmm. uh, that they have. It just. I fool, don't know. It, it basically it. just fool. It's a little unit that fools the AC to think that it needs to cool more. Okay. And it really works because uh, I could, I could type in that whatever I use like one of those. Uh, actually, uh, no joke. I use the. Uh, uh, the dual stage controllers from More Beer. Yeah. And Ranko. yeah, the Ranko controllers. And I just, whatever I put it at, it's, it makes it stay there. Wow. Yeah. I, I, it took a little trial and error. I actually had to toss uh, two, three batches to finally get it right. Okay. But now I got these, I got these rooms dialed in to where they stay any temperature I want to. This is amazing. Yeah. So you literally, you wheel the fermenter in. Yeah. Just like I do my More Beer Conical sure. on its wheels. I wheel it where I want to go and I plug it in. Mm-hmm. In your sense, you do, in your case, you, you wheel it into these rooms yep. and then dial in the AC unit. And dial in the AC unit and it keeps it where it needs to be. How many of these do you have? I have six of those for uh, stainless steel fermenters. Okay. And then I have uh, four 60-gallon uh, plastic fermenters that I use for my Brett beers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I saw your plastic fermenters in, uh-huh. in some photos, and we were wondering about that, using plastic on a, on a commercial level. Mm-hmm. You you only use them for your, your funky beers, your brat. I do, because I, I'm always in fear of uh, oxygen getting into those things. Okay. I, I try to seal those things as possible, but I know Brett could look, protect it against that a little bit better than normal yeast and oxidation. So I'll only use those if I'm using... Uh, uh, Brett in any of my beers. And where do you get where do you get those from? Are those a, a full three barrels too, or uh, no? Those are well, those are sixty gallons. Okay. And I get those from I think it's like Tank Depot or some along those lines. I think someplace out Texas. Got it. Yeah, I got those were like my original fermenters when I first started. Okay. Yeah. I like how you really piece this together. I mean, I can oh, picture yeah. you you just kind of sat there going. I want to do this. I don't have a bunch of money. I don't. <laughs> it's still just brewing, though. It doesn't matter what scale it's on. It's still just yeah. making beer. I just need to make a little more than I'm making for homebrew. Yeah. Aaron, actually, uh, uh, during one of our uh, tastings that we did for our one of our initial beers, he tasted one of our beers, and he's like, you know what? This is almost pro. <laughs> <laughs> right. And... Yeah, uh, he was. I mean, he was trying to give me the best compliment sure. at the time. Right, it just happened to be backhanded. Right, it, it, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> last and week we it, it, it just kind of stuck. So, like, I kind of own it now. Like, my brewery's almost pro. <laughs> you should. It's, yeah. it, it's almost a t-shirt. It, it's almost a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do feel like the locals would probably buy something that because they would get it. They've yeah. probably seen you grow up and and seen this brewery grow, and they'd want a shirt that says Pendragon. We're almost pro. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, you can take T-shirts off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You might want to start with the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Before you go. Into- I'm, get- I'm getting that tattoo. Getting- I'm, never- I'm never living that one down. <laughs> uh, now, of course, we're talking to uh, Tommy and Aaron. That was Aaron you just heard uh, with uh, House of Pendragon uh, Brewing Company. And-, and Aaron, what do you do with, with the company? Uh, mostly, I'm-, I'm in the tap room, so... Okay. Uh, mostly clothes. Yeah, security. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's a large man. I take care of drunks. 
How uh, tall are you? You're you're six big, six. You're six yeah, six. Yeah. How tall are you, Jip? Six was, five. Forget. Okay. Oh, wow. We if, finally found somebody taller than you. If that's I stand not Sean up straight. Paxton. Right. Yeah. Well, actually, when I walked in the room, I always look for the biggest dude in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he fit that bill. Right. Definitely. I've yeah. been offered a lot of jobs at bars. So. I bet. Yeah. Uh, no, I, you know, I started doing IT. I, my background is IT. I do IT. So I know Tommy has no, you know, money to pay somebody. Um, yeah. You know, so I just sort of took care of it and got the POS system working, got any other IT stuff working. We've got another friend that's done the website stuff. And this is just to get the, just the to, tasting room up and running. Just to get the tasting about. room up and running. Totally. Um, and then decided it was a hell of a lot of fun to close it and see everybody come in and pour and yeah. talk about the beer. So I've been working there since day one. So the deal is you, you, you've you been a, a production brewery, uh, basically, and then you decided I need a tasting room. So you you went forward with, with figuring out how to do that. Well, the tasting room always was in the plan since day one. It just took a lot longer to get started. I mean, you're going through that right now. I mean, you wanted to be open by what day, and it took... God knows how uh, long. 2012? Eight years yeah, ago. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we signed the lease almost a year almost a year before we actually opened. Okay. Did how we, many months did you pay rent? No, we didn't. We Luckily, we worked it out to where we didn't have to pay rent until it actually opened. So okay. So it was, thankfully, our landlord did that. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, between the licensing with the city and this and that, it just took a lot longer than we expected. So in the meantime... We, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like everything's been wonderful. Nothing you're saying makes right, sense. Right, right. Uh, we've never been happier. We had to change around our, our business model, uh, actually. I mean, we weren't expecting to be a production brewery first, because, I mean, look at our size. I mean, we were brewing initially... 45 gallon batches yeah and i mean how do you make a living on that how many i, I don't know did you i should have? ask you that hey, honestly so at that point we just we just kind of sucked it up and said you know what for the next year until we get or however long until we get this tap room open we're just marketing okay um so it's kind of how we got our following was we produce as much beer as we can on our system and just put it out there and it, it just it took off it, really when we would drop off a keg if you didn't drink that if you didn't get there that day at that bar to drink that keg it was gone wow like that it, and it is was this just sort of locally locally okay. yeah within yeah. within i'd say within about a 40 mile radius of our brewery was it only bars did you get into some craft, restaurants craft brew bars that were really craft beer centric was um, it any particular uh one of your beers or or any of the styles in any of them to be honest didn't with matter you. it just it we just developed the actually our first year before we opened the tap room we had 18 different distinct beers we launched okay and wow. every one of them just did their thing and what was this this magic marketing uh that, that you did was it just getting your beer out there or did you do something special i i think it was just uh, our brewing style it was new it's okay. it's something our area wasn't used to i mean, uh, I mean we're, we're pushing the envelope on a lot of our beers we're the first brewery in our area to even use brett or even do a sour beer okay. or any of those things so i i, I think our area was just because we're we're kind of it's gotten better in the recent years, but, I mean, we're still kind of the bypass city. Yeah. I mean, you know, people come from Northern California and drop off their burn in Southern California, or vice versa, and they bypass Fresno. I see. So well, we they might stop to get gas. They I get mean, gas. Yeah. You're right. You're sure. right. There's a lot of good gas There's stations. an in-and-out. Got an in-and-out yeah. out there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's gotten a lot better. But and this is, this is an, a, a, it's a good point that you bring up because this is kind of how breweries started, you know, hundreds of years ago. We had this local brewery. Sure. You're the local brewery. Yeah. And you st- in your area, you still get to be that. In our area, 
Yes, we have local breweries, but we, God, we consider Sierra Nevada our local brewery, right? Sure. And they're up in Chico. They're three hours away from us. But in your area, you truly are the local brewery. You're the one guy who's right around the corner. Yeah, and we love that. We like being the small guy. We like doing our small batches. We like variety, you know, and that's just what we do. So it just worked, and it resonated with the community, apparently. It did. did. I mean, you want to say? Oh, sure. Fresno is really in its infancy of craft craft beer, and okay. we, we get you know ten to twenty percent of the people that walk through the door in the tap room have never had a craft beer, right? And they sit around and have six pints. They you know they hang out for a while, wow, and, and yeah. it completely changes their mind. So we are kind of a black hole because it's so hard to find anything beyond Blue Moon, right? You know that that kind of thing in a restaurant or a bar. Um, unless you're really paying attention, yeah, you know. So, so where we are, people have showed up because we're our tap room is their local. All of a sudden, perfect, you know, and it's it's changing. Well, if you guys can, you know, if Fresno can do for craft beer what it's done for methamphetamines and hookers, I feel like you guys are gonna you're really gonna make it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on it. We're on it. <laughs> we're totally yeah. forgetting. We're there. on it. I honestly, I don't even know anything about Fresno. It's just an easy stereotype, right? It's, it's just such a, you're not that we're, far we're, off. I know nothing. We're such it's, a stereotype it's city. And, I'm telling you, no one knows anything about Fresno, and we all just sit around making these stupid jokes. Yeah, about it. I mean, you really got to come there and just get get immersed in the culture. It, it, it's it's not that bad. I'm Fresno. sure it's, it's not. not that. Bad. I'm genuinely sure that it's. If not. it was that bad, we wouldn't be there. <laughs> right, you wouldn't have stuck around all the yeah. time, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, this is a great uh, success story. So now you can't make enough beer is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, we started, when we launched the tap room uh, six weeks ago, we had 12 beers. And we're, now we're down to three, and we're struggling to keep up with the three. Oh, I so see. So we're... How many times a week are you brewing? I'm brewing three days a week. Okay. Um, Because that's just how my room is. That's just where your capacity it's is. My capacity is, and with the amount of fermenters I have and everything, and I just, I'm just I'm just maxed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, before we talk about the IPA that's in my glass, sure. I think kind of along these same lines of how you guys got here, do I have it right in my notes that you also started this brewery uh, on, a, as a Kickstarter campaign? Uh, we started the tap room as oh, a Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah. We, okay. It, unfortunately, you know, the whole year leading up to the tap room, we signed the lease, we had the money at the time, but we weren't making any money throughout the year. Uh, when we were marketing, I mean, we got beer out there. It was basically You're just putting it back into the business. Exactly, it was basically just keeping the lights on at the brewery. Okay, and it took so long to get all our permitting and this and that that we kind of just drained ourselves. And we're like, well, the only way that we're gonna make it is if we could find some money. We don't have a lot of money, right? I mean, we started this this brewery with shoestrings, basically, just and shoestrings and a dream, basically. Yeah, and. Uh, the only way, you know, we saw other breweries doing the Kickstarter things, and, and we were, you know, I wonder if Fresno could get on board with this. Is it ready for this? Okay. And obviously it was because, uh, you know, we were asking for like 23500 I think, and we ended up getting almost like twenty six. So it, it, it ended up funding uh, wow. the the tap room and we we got the construction going and again the community re- resonating and, the, and them just helping it did. Out. It, it's it, they, they they answered the call it showed that they that they're ready for the next level brewery there right uh, we we were going to do a, a kickstarter campaign we did our own version uh whenever we're running low on money we kick scott's dad marty moskowitz oh. we kick him and he gives and more money shows up in the falls bank right account. Out, yeah. yeah, that's our starter is Yiddish for money banks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's our version of a Kickstarter giveaway. We kick Marty Moskowitz, and it works. Uh, well, this is great. A- again, your whole story is very organic. It comes from 
Well, it comes from you sitting on the couch watching uh, the History Channel. Yeah. And look where you very are now. Very BN-like, right? It's very <laughs> BN-like. I feel like you're my brother from another mother. Although you actually are achieving your goal. Well, right. Out. Yeah. And on your own. But he. it sounds like Aaron uh, donated his time, too. See, he's on the free employee plan, too. Yeah. And he's got yeah. the tattoo. It is, this is very <laughs> yeah, BN. The, yeah, I love it. All right, uh, let's talk about the IPA that's in my glass. Uh, I believe you have the Galahad IPA. Okay. Um, it's it's about a week and a half old. Uh, we we were honestly we were struggling to figure out what beers we're going to bring here. We didn't really have much, uh, so we ran to the tap room real quick and just grabbed the growler. We used your Russian River growler here. We ran nice. before we got over here, and we just poured it off the tap real quick. Okay, so it might be a little flat. I apologize. No, for that. it's not flat. Um, yeah. That's the tasty uh, method. Yeah. He, he submits his beer to competition like that. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, but this one is brewed with kind of our house yeast, the 007. Um, it's uh, basically Centennial, Simcoe, Citra, and Amarillo. Well, there's no cat piss in it, so I'll, oh. I'll commend you on that. Thank you. Even with your Simcoe. Uh, it is leaving something to be desired. You're right. Also, <laughs> uh, also very dry. Yeah, right? I, I, that's that's kind of our mo with our brewery. We love our beers as dry as a bone, and um, and I just try to make every beer like that. Yeah, which one's the 007? Forgive me. It's the English uh, dry it's English. English. Yeah, dry okay. English. Same as Stone or something. So tends like to oh, Stone uses that too. Something like it. Yeah, Stone uses something like that. Yeah. What's your ferment temp, uh, fermentation temperature? Uh, I started at sixty five, and then I uh, when it ramps up, I I leave it at sixty seven. Okay. And just let it go. I always ask about that, but I forget to ask about the mash temperature, which is pretty important, too, for getting this dry, isn't um, it? On this one, I, I believe it was 150. Okay. 150 on this one. All right. You say it was an, uh, an English yeast? Yeah, uh, you, dry English yeast. Have you uh, tried making it with any other kinds, like Cali um, I'm actually going to try it next month with, because uh, our other yeast that's slowly develop, uh, becoming our IPA yeast is the San Diego Super Yeast, the 090. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Really like that yeast. Uh, it's a it's, good yeast. It's actually in the Arthur. You're gonna change. You're gonna taste here pretty quick here. Okay. Um, it's relatively new, right? It's only been out a, a about a year or two. Yeah. Or okay. So. About yeah. two years. In. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I really like it. Um, it, it. I think it's so clean that you kind of just get a nice flavor of the malt and the hops at the same time. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm gonna try this one. Uh, this beer right here, Galhad, with the own I know next month and see if I like it better or not. Okay. Yeah. Do you uh, reuse your yeast quite a bit? Re-pick? I do. I go right now just because I I want to err on the side of caution. I go three generations. Okay. And then I'll dump it. But uh, you know, as as things progress, I'll probably go about five generations. How do you do that on a three barrel system? Do you have a, a brink that you use? I I no joke. I just uh, I have the Nalgene bottles from White Labs. Uh, the two I think is the two thousand milliliter ones. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of just, uh, I'll run off some of the, the, the initial yeast and then get the nice clean yeast and then just fill those up to a certain point and then I'll dump that into it. Same day? Same day. Okay. Same day, exactly. So it's not like they're sitting in the fridge no, for a few days? No, no, no. I, I try not to go more than a day sitting in the fridge. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of my dating strategy, too. Three yeah. generations and then I dump it. And then you're <laughs> out. I'm yeah. done. I'm out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mother, the daughter, and maybe. Yeah. Right. I thought he was talking about sitting in the fridge. So. <laughs> yeah. I do that, too. I didn't understand that part. Yeah. Yeah. And then he starts throwing them out. Yeah. It's right. more the freezer at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've left all the, you know, you've eaten all the good parts. 
I like that, that our guest went there and we didn't have to. Right. Yeah. That's always nice when we're not the ones that have to do it. See, I feel like at the hop grenade, I, that keeps us out of trouble. If our guests can be the ones making offensive jokes, right. mm-hmm. we those, might not get sued. Those well, BN guys are, are, are real up, upstanding citizens. Their <laughs> guests are douchebags. It's their though. shitty well, guests. Yeah. That, uh, well, no, I, honestly, I, I feel so comfortable with you guys because I've been listening to you pretty much from the beginning. I, I, I've been, I was always one of those fans that kind of just was in the chat room but never talked. Okay. Or watch the forums but Thank never you. contributed. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You both love you. And but you know I was always hip and with it like what was going on in in the BN. You oh, know cool. I've been there from day one. I, I was I was in the seat right next to the to the uh, the crapper when JP got locked in the with Brutech. Oh, I was oh. a beer. I was actually the one that kind of let the thing go or like tried to open it and he barged in. Brute oh. walked you like t- walked away like ten feet, and and JP still pounding on the door trying to get out. And you let and him I'm out. Like, I'm like you I'm rescued like, JP. I'm like slowly reaching over and grabbing it, and I'm trying to tug on it, and he just barged out. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, I was trying to push out, but he was, he was holding it in. I he's holding me in. <laughs> he was like ten feet away. I was thinking. I was I was a little nostalgic about that the other day. I was thinking about our different anniversary parties. Yeah, and that was the first one that we we did that whole bus the tour. Bus tour. The whole, uh-huh. We haven't we yeah. never did it again. No, well, I wonder. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I, but it, I it was not so good the first time. Yeah, I thought it was great. Control themselves. <laughs> I mean, I, I remember uh, Dougie from Society was on our bus with the nutters and everything. Yeah, I, right. I got pictures of him skipping in front of Anchor. It's great. Now he now he makes uh, the the Brewing Network Beer of the Year. Yes, right. You've both gone pro. Yeah, we, how about that? Huh? It come full <laughs> circle right here. Uh, that's cool to see. Would you like us to get Doc on the stripper pole before uh, you leave? It, it would kind of bring back some memories, yeah. For Doc, too. I actually yeah. just His listen, feet are hurting now. I listened <laughs> yeah. to that show in the brewery the other day. Okay. I did. I, it was, I was reminiscing a little bit. I don't know how you can do that. It's so painful to hear it. Oh, oh, it's, it's painful to remember. Yes. <laughs> uh, by the way, I do believe we're going to auction off the stripper pole Uh-oh. and we have to for our uh, australia trip yeah i have nowhere to put it in the new space it's not going to just go sit in my garage i thought maybe we could all sign it doc you have to sign it real big maybe in blood I, I, and i think uh, in blood yeah <laughs> and then we'll and then i think we should auction it off aaron what do you think in the tap room you mean it didn't sell for our silent auction no. <laughs> it did not <laughs> Pipe down, Bebo. Actually, I think we forgot to even put it on in, in Scott's defense. It wouldn't have there. made a big deal anyway. But if we, yeah, yeah one person would have bid four cents. Uh, Whoever buys it at auction, uh, you need to hang it with toggle bolts, so you know. <laughs> well, Doc will send a full diagram of how to and not to hang it. Oh, exactly. And then he'll send a separate video of how to and not to dance on it. Yeah. Uh, we'll and so that. will Bebo. I would love it if it ended Might up just somehow not in to a, dance on it. <laughs> right. In a commercial space, but... Uh, We'll see. Well, it, it also comes with a, a twelve pack of Vicodin. <laughs> yeah, I might which buy sold, it. which yeah. you will need after improper installation. Yeah. <laughs> wow, what a show! What a time! Uh, all right, well, this uh, uh, another great uh, IPA. The hops come through uh, very well too. Thank you, thank you. Uh, what's the combination of hops again? Uh, it's uh, Simcoe, Centennial, uh, Citra, and Amarillo. And how did you choose that? Through experimentation or? Yeah, yeah. I, I was going for a certain flavor, uh, you know, and it just, that that was, I mean, they're tried and true hops and they, yeah. and they work together. Okay. Uh, I just, the only thing I wish on this one, I th- I'm thinking the own I know would work a little bit better with this. And I think that maybe the English yeast might be clashing a little bit. But other than that, I think, I, I think it's right on point. What do you, do you guys agree, Tasty DOC, that it's clashing? No, I don't, not too much. I, think it's, I like the balance in it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. 
Maybe I'll stay. And we've still got a double IPA to do too, right? Yes, yes. I think it'll be interesting to try the two, because if this is your version of an IPA, which has plenty of, of hop character, mm-hmm. I'm curious to taste a double IPA. What's the difference uh, in, in your mind uh, between an IPA and a double? Well, obviously, more hops, a little bit more alcohol. Okay. Um, What's the ABV on this one? Not on the on our, our regular IPA. No, oh, the regular IPA yeah. is six point five. Six point five. Okay. Yeah, and the other one is nine point six. See, am I weird in thinking that the it's odd that the IPA has a little less alcohol than the saison? Doesn't it, isn't the saison usually pretty? I'm not calling you out on this. I'm just wondering if I have my BJCP all fucked up in my brain. I think uh-huh. they're both about the same, about five to seven for yeah, both. No, yeah, the no, ranges no. are over. You said you've never been to Fresno, just, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, this, this is how we do. Yeah. A lot of people. Yeah, this is how we do. <laughs> a lot of people make saisons super high alcohol, but traditionally they're, they're, they weren't never they weren't not never never meant to be. They the, never the not way. made them. You know what? You should host right. the show now. You sound like me. I think I'm going to. The 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 thing it would never. Have not had had been happened. It never. <laughs> fuck. For you, the love at of least God. you have an excuse. It's you, but you've been under radiation therapy. Uh, where's your parachute? Uh, I don't even have an excuse when I do uh, that. True. Well, your back hurts. <laughs> yeah, oh. it's my back hurts. It's I'm on a twelve pack of Vicodin. It's uh, American IPA five and a half to seven and a half, uh, as opposed to five to seven for saison. It's almost identical. Okay, so it's just me not knowing my BJ. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Well, well, not that they have to yeah, your, your brew a beer to the BJCP. No, of matter. course. I'm just trying to find a point of reference uh, when I'm well, evaluating these things. Yeah. Saison is, is I think, going to be the next IPA. I think it's going to become really popular amongst the masses. You so. think so? Yeah. God, I hope not. I, well, it, you know, they, they, it seems like everybody's kind of taking it to the next level. I mean, now you got people like Firestone dry hopping them yeah. and taking them to that level, and it's... It's just developing the style. I would prefer you guys do that with like Hellas's and and Pilsners and yeah. you see what I, like that's another style that I think is rather undeveloped in this country. Mm-hmm. But this is just me being biased because I'm not a big beer fan and saisons are okay. Uh, I like yours quite a bit, but uh, I generally I'm not going to order a Wit or a saison or sure. or a Hefeweizen. Um, but I but you bet your ass I'll order a Hellas yeah. if they start getting good in this country. I think turnaround time. For a production schedule, is and I'm what's getting sick that. of that that, that excuse. It's a, bit, it's, a, it's a lame excuse. <laughs> it's, I'm getting yeah. tired of it. Yeah, buy another fermenter already. <laughs> right, you know everybody's yeah. complaining yeah. that how they much can't, can those cost? They yeah. can't make enough beer, right? Because everybody's buying yeah. it up. Well, where's yeah. all that money going? Yeah. Buy another fucking fermenter. Right. Yeah. The world's not out of stainless. And roll it into the goddamn garage right. like Tommy does <laughs> right. already. Yeah, his rooms are six by eight. <laughs> he can at least fit three of those in there, right? Yeah. I am Again. getting a little bit fed up with the "we can't do loggers" excuse. Figure it yeah. out. Right. Well, n- no joke. We we've been work uh, we've been working on. Uh, we have a, a a Schwartz beer that we do. It's called Dark Magic, and we're actually uh, Marshall who called in earlier. It did our test batch doing the tasting method of trying to get the fermentation to go quicker. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, because la- last time we did it, it took about six weeks to get. The, the profile we wanted to stop complaining no. yeah. i'm so sorry right. that's yeah. a perfect but no, we, time but he did he did he used it doing the tasty method and it, he turned it around in three weeks so tasty. you should have patented it yeah we're probably it's gonna not br- mine I know. Oh. Yeah. it's called that the tasty right. method it's been around it's, for for right. a decade that doesn't matter right. well, we, but, but we know so we're tasty. explaining that so yeah it's nice My to method. put a label on it though right right yeah look yeah. at the, look at the uggs case right they were australian some guy it wasn't trademarked in america some asshole 
was like, oh, I'm going to trademark that name now, and then now yeah. they actually own everything. Uh, yeah, it's totally legal. I'm not saying it's not douchey. But oh, it super is, douchey! It but happens. that dude's a millionaire. He doesn't give a shit. He yeah. can't hear you. Uh, he's sitting on his stacks of money. There's a German company with the hop grenade, and there's there's nothing I could do. It's, uh, it's not internationally trademarked. Also, you don't want to mess with the Germans. <laughs> no, they'll fuck you. Yes, so. I'll tell you about the, the, the saison. We sell the shit out of the saison. You do. I oh, bet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure. So, yeah, like I said, that's my own biased opinion. Tasty's he's got his ear to the ground more than I do. Maybe it is the next big thing that people are really looking for. And if you guys are selling a bunch of it, uh, it kind of makes sense. Well, you, you think it's because you guys have a, a, a sort of tap room in a place where people are just discovering craft beer, and it's a, a kind of a new thing. It, it's a good gateway beer. Gateway, to be honest yeah. with you, I, I mean, uh, we in in the the last batch of saison we did, um, we had ladies that were only wine drinkers, and they're saying they're getting Chardonnay characters from it. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, and Finals. It, it was it was a nice crossover beer to get them involved in what we were doing. Yeah, first you know? saison, then meth. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Yeah. gateway, yeah. gateway. And then they don't. hides the roofies real good. <laughs> yeah, you could never taste them. Yeah, <laughs> that bitter roofie taste just goes yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. So it's ta- supposed to be in there. It's a saison. No, it's <laughs> just drink it. <laughs> you know, there were things when Doc wasn't here that I didn't miss. <laughs> right. All right, let's do this. Uh, how about we take another quick break? And, and then we'll do the double IPA when we come back. Okay. I'm having a great time talking to you guys. Unfortunately, we have a bunch of other things to get to also. It's okay. I do fear this is going to be a very long show, which usually our last shows or our first shows are. Right. So and We've been keeping them like, you know, around the three hour mark the past uh, couple of months. So maybe people are dying for the five and a half hour uh, marathon. They're it could not. happen. They're yeah. not. Uh, I'll say it's Tommy's birthday tomorrow, so a very long show is totally cool. And are you the DD then? <laughs> yeah, we much. can get Tommy hammered and 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 semi DD all the <laughs> right. Well, looking at him, how long? How much is it going to take to get you hammered? <laughs> yeah, so. Aaron can drink until tomorrow and drive him home. <laughs> That's why he's security at the tap room. It's not he's he's drinking his whole shift. Yeah. He's fine. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, double IPA from House of Pendragon Brewing Company. If you want to ask questions, 888-401-BEER or join us in the chat room and I'll give you a prize. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Alright, BN Army, it's trivia time. What's the only homebrew shop with over 1,000 recipe kits? $4.99 shipping on orders over 100 bucks, and is also home of the Wolf Shirt. The one and only answer is Austin Homebrew Supply. For over 20 years, they've specialized in creating recipes such as the best-selling Texas Blonde Ale, Apocalypso, Hot Bomb 2.0, and Double Chocolate Stout. And they just recently unveiled their small grain kits that produce one gallon of beer. Visit Austin Homebrew homebrew.com to browse their extensive catalog of equipment and ingredients. They also have many clone recipes of your favorite commercial beers. They're the exclusive retailer of Brew Vent Yeast Fuel as well, Yeast Nutrient, and the all-new Bodybuilder. Follow Austin Homebrew Supply on Google Plus to participate in video hangouts on popular brewing topics. So visit austinhomebrew.com today and make sure you sign up for their weekly email with news and specials. Austin Homebrew Supply, austinhomebrew.com. As a brewer, you already don't settle for second best. 
You want great tasting beer and you want great equipment to make it with. So don't settle for the second best grain mill. You want a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. Monster Mills are tough, come in two and three roller designs, and are made right here in the USA from superior materials for longer lasting performance. Pick the mill that's right for you at MonsterBrewingHardware.com and take Bevo's advice. Trust me, it's always better to have a bigger tool than you think you need. (laughs) Monster Mills have the best warranty in the business. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. Visit MonsterBrewingHardware.com now and check out all the mills and mill accessories. Don't settle for second best. Get a Monster Mill from Monster Brewing Hardware. You know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sands, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star our treatment today. Tonight is the night. We bring the creature to life, Dr. Blitzenstein. Yes, J.P. Gore. Everything is perfect for my next fermented creation. My doctor, the storm is too far away. We'll never have enough power to isomerize the creature's alpha <laughs> Yes, J.P. Gore, we will. For I have in my possession the Tower of Power. Glickman's new Tower of Power is the evolution of automation. Control hot liquor, sparge, and mash temps like a pro. The Tower of Power is a high-quality gas-fired rim system that works with your current brewing setup. With ultra-precision, the tower can hold your mash to one-half of a degree Fahrenheit. Precision and repeatability. The Tower of Power is the answer to automatic, fast ramp times. See more at BlickmanEngineering.com. Bring your next creation to life with the Tower of Power. Dr. Blickman's with the Tower of Power, you can probably give me an afternoon at the pub to Enjoy a paint? Don't be silly, JP Gore. We have beer to brew. Adventures in Homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes. Some of the things Homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the Brutus brew stands and propane burners, the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven-pound hopper, custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels, coolers, and mini-sized brew pots. Visit Adventures in Homebrewing at the National Homebrewers Conference this June in their home state of Michigan to see more Homebrewing.org creations. The brewers at Adventures in Homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all-grain brewing. Adventures in Homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested, proven to be of the best quality. And right now, Adventures in Homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free. Visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection. Once you try one of Adventures in Homebrewing recipes, you'll keep coming back for more. And now, it's even easier with free shipping on these kits. And don't forget to use the current coupon code AIH10. Adventures in Homebrewing at Homebrewing. 
Brewing.org. Mix me your 100-grain amber recipe, and I'm going to eat it. And then it can ferment in my gut. It totally works. The beer is almost identical to the grain sandwich. Your colon won't know what hit it. <laughs> the, the home of live beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. It's going to be a long weekend. i got a lot of drinking to do. Don't you call me up tomorrow I got some pain to get through I got off work on Thursday And she had left last Tuesday night So I headed downtown to this bar I know With one thing on my mind I ran into a couple of old girlfriends They were drinking on some wine They asked me to sit and talk for a while I said the program thanks for hanging out with us uh hey if you haven't had a chance yet go check out beersmith brewing software you can go to beersmith.com it's the beersmith homebrew software and they'll give you a free 21 day trial so you don't have to take my word for it but uh you don't have to calculate things by hand you can design great beer uh imagine your best beer ever it's all right there uh you can plug in your system uh parameters and efficiency and the whole deal. Uh, you can actually have different system uh, profiles. So if you were to upgrade or or maybe you brew on different things, you can you can put all the profiles in there um, and and really design recipes, scale recipes, uh, share recipes. I mean, you name it. It really gives you a professional level of control over your uh, recipe design and your brew day, for that matter. I just print out the brew day sheet uh, and it and it gives me all of my steps. And it turns out that since I've I was thinking about this the other day, uh, Scott, since I've moved to Beersmith. I've only brewed a couple of beers. And while I have lost the Brewcaster Challenge with said beers, 
they've still been the best beers I've ever brewed. I think I've brewed three. I did uh, two of Doc's recipes. Oh, maybe I brewed four or five. I did the Evil Twin clone. Good beer. Right. Lost to JP. Right. <laughs> but a good beer. Uh, I brewed uh, two of Doc's recipes, uh, English Brown and, and something else. Um, what else did I brew since? What was the recent one? Oh, a Schwartz beer, uh-huh. which was hands down the best beer I've ever brewed. I agree. Almost I agree beat that. Nate. Right. By so, one vote. Two losers out of three so, so far. So a lot of these improvements yes. since switching over to the Beersmith homebrewing software. Yeah, right. well, one can only imagine how much wider the margin of loss would have been without Beersmith. That's right. I might have never even had a single vote without a beer. <laughs> This is like the most... A glowing endorsement for Beersmith ever. <laughs> right. And Justin imagine how less. good, yeah, imagine how good your beer will be if you're not going into it already sucking. <laughs> exactly. If, you, if right? you go in not sucking and you use Beersmith brewing software, I feel like the, the deck is stacked in your favor. Yeah. So right. it's, instead of terrible to bad, it's good to great. Yes, absolutely right. Uh, so I, to, I still use Beersmith uh, software. You do? Uh, for every one of my batches. The House of Pendragon Brewing Company uses Beersmith <laughs> software. Go to Beersmith.com right now. Get your free 21-day trial. How does it feel, Tommy? Even the pros are using it, and that's oh, no, you. No, no, no. I'm almost pro. Yeah, almost. Almost, pro. almost, Even almost yeah. professionals. See, that's but, like me. I almost brewed a good I, beer. Right. He was a home brewer when he started Beersmith. <laughs> Now he's, now he's almost, almost pro. pro. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Beersmith. I'm sure Brad is real stoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brad, I'll be charging you extra for this week's uh, amazing endorsement. Uh, all right. Before we move on to the double IPA, I do have a, a couple phone calls, but I wanted to go back to the IPA that we already drank. Sure. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Galahad. The Galahad. Uh-huh. People can find it on the website to read about it? Uh, yeah, it should be on there. Okay. So the Galahad IPA. We were talking about it because it's a it, it's not bitter. It has a wonderful smooth finish. It's a, uh-huh. also it's pretty complex. There are well, you mentioned that you thought maybe the hops were conflicting. We we disagree. We I think it's complex. Yeah, it's. It, it, I think it's, when it was when it was a little bit fresher, it was it was probably more pungent and more aroma. But uh, it's it's good. I, I just want to try it with the own I know and see what's going to happen. I see. It's a little muddled in, in the hop profile, but I, okay. I, yeah, just I take one out, you'd be fine. I think. But you mentioned to me at the break that there are no bittering additions whatsoever? No, it's 100% uh, late edition Whirlpool hops. Really? Yeah, 100%. S- how long of a boil? 60-minute boil? Uh, it's a 60-minute boil. And, and you didn't do anything until when? Uh, flame out. Nothing? Nothing. Not one thing. It's uh, it's all the bitterness you're getting from this beer is from the Whirlpool, 30-minute Whirlpool. And it's a shitload of hops at that point, though, right? It's a fuckload of hops. <laughs> but it, it's subdued on the on the bitterness aspect, isn't it? It doesn't That's, taste imperial. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. So g- give me an idea. How much hops for this? Uh, what? It's a three-barrel batch? Yeah. Uh, well, it, it, that one's an 80-gallon batch. Yeah. Have you, even have you ish. Ha- have you had ish. it tested? No, I oh, haven't. Okay. It's just, it, oh, no joke, it's just, it's just beer, beer smith numbers. Okay. So whatever nice. rough numbers those are. Okay. Beer smith has a number if, for Whirlpool? They do. They do. The new, uh, the newer upgrade has the Whirlpool edition uh, hops. Okay. Yeah. Brad listens to the show, Tasty. He, he, know, he knows. What <laughs> well, yeah, I just wonder where he got this, Brad, Brad this knows utilization what number. In. He knows what he's doing. Great. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's a doctor. Um, but just off Ish. those numbers. How many hops? Um, Jeez. How many pounds? Per barrel. Per barrel? Uh, yeah. About two and a half. Two and a half pounds per barrel? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. And it's, number. And it's yeah. all at flame out. All at flame out. Well, it's working. Well. <laughs> it's really working. It's very good because it's... Uh, well, it's done its job in terms of adding enough bitterness so that the beer's not sweet, uh-huh. right? Yet it's not. Uh, well, it's not the things. It, it, the topic came up because Aaron mentioned that 
people who don't like IPAs will, will like this beer. Yeah. And I can see why, because it doesn't have the things people complain about. Yeah. Like I, mean, I complain about bitterness. We get a lot of people coming in, well, I don't like IPAs because they're too bitter. Well, try this. We, I mean, all of our, all of our IPAs are very late edition hopped. Uh, even our, which I guess you could, if, is flagship, flagship a naughty word these days? No, no, that's fine. Uh, it's, uh, Lancelot is kind of our flagship IPA. And that one is, I'd say like 98% all flame out editions. Okay. And it's killing it. Wow. I mean, we, we brew a batch and it's gone faster than we could brew it. Amazing. So, yeah. Two batches since opening. Yeah. What is that? You brewed? We've gone through two batches since opening, so. Okay. Which is quite a bit of beer for us. So 15 gallons. No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) More more like like 100 and, probably more like 170 gallons or so. I'm just fine. Did you, Use this method intentionally knowing your market in Fresno, not being not necessarily used to big, bitter beers? No, no. This is my philosophy behind my beer. I brew the beers I want to drink, and I hope everybody likes them too. Okay. Uh, I like like hop flavor. I'm not as big on hop bitterness. Okay. So I love the flavors you get from late edition hops. Mm -hmm. I, I want to showcase those. I want to show people. The fruity flavors or, that you get from these hops, uh, because most people who are just new to the the <laughs> craft beer, they just think IPAs are bitter and that's it. Yeah. And uh, this is the this is a way to show them that hey, this, there's more to hops than just bitterness. Right. Uh, I think you're doing it right. Oh, by the way, I, I on the break I figured out a good name for the mini kegs. What are they? You know, because they were Scotties. The the two and a half gallons are Scotties, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, since I brought them, you could and you could confirm with my wife. You could call them Tommies. Tommies. <laughs> oh. Tommies. Ah. He wants to coin a new phrase. I like it. Uh, okay, we can do that, little dick. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> they're now called Tommies. Are you sure you want to do that? Because these things do tend to catch on. I tend to own names, so like like almost pro. So I'll own it. <laughs> the Tommies, JP. Since it wasn't our Twitter game. Uh, I think we could do it. All right. We now have Scotties and we have Tommies. See, you got the better end of the stick right, finally, yeah. Doc. Yeah. You're, you're bigger than somebody. <laughs> you beat me by three quarters of a gallon. Yeah. 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 I like they could discern between the two. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the phones uh, real quick. Uh, Bevo, line one is not a question for the guest. It is I? not. All right. Then line one is going to have to wait. Okay. If you want to get back on and tell I him. I will tell him. Uh, but let's go to Brandon from Wisconsin. He's got a question for our guests. Brandon, what's happening? Hey, not a whole lot. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing all right. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I just got a couple questions for the guys from House Pendragon. Shoot. Um, I've got a buddy in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin, who has actually purchased a two-barrel Blickman system. Uh-huh. And I was just wondering if they had any problems with the mash tun, assuming that they had Blickman kettles for the mash tun? Uh, we did. We had, if, it's all a whole Blickman system, a hot liquor tank, mash tun, and boil kettle. Okay. I was just wondering if you guys had any problems with that, with the geometry of the mash tun now becoming very tall. Well, with the extension of the mash tun, um, I did notice there was a difference in uh, sparging. Uh, so what I did to compensate that, instead of doing a fly sparge i did a batch sparge mm-hmm. instead uh and okay. it tend to uh remedy all my problems uh it, it, i know the geometry of of the kettle being so tall and narrow it, it, it's kind of a tricky thing it's it's hard to get to a boil uh 
Um, and it's hard. It's hard to heat. Uh, it's it's relatively inefficient. But I'll tell you what: if you're on a budget, you can't really ask for a better system. To be honest, to be honest with you. You know, not in this studio. It's not an answer I get in here. But when I talk to anybody else, guys like Denny Khan and, and other people in the homebrew world about all my mash issues, mm-hmm. uh, they always say, just switch over to batch sparging and you'll be fine. And yeah. I never take their advice because I'm a dummy. But they say, and I have tall I have tall uh, kettles as well, mm-hmm. and they say, yeah, if you just switch over to uh, batch sparging, it will solve all of your issues. Yeah, it did. It, it, like Actually, from the first batch, it, we hit, started hitting all our efficiencies right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll finally take somebody's advice. Would it take longer? Uh, doing it, the second, setting up the second batch. A little bit. It, it took a little bit longer. Um, I'd say it took about another forty-five minutes longer than uh, it, everything okay. takes a little longer. You're extending out the uh, uh, the transfer to the boil kettle. You're, you're extending out uh, the uh, transfer to uh, from the hot liquor tank to the to the mash ton, everything, and then the recirc to get, to reset the bed, all that stuff. It's a little bit prolonged. It adds a couple hours to the whole day, but mm. other than that, it's um, it's worth it. It's, it, it, it's yeah. worth it. I mean, come on, if you're you're on budget, this is right. the best best way to go. What okay. kind of jump in efficiency did you get? Uh, it, it's on average, I get about on my IPAs, I tend to get around seventy three. Uh, efficiency, and then if I'm doing like say the saison that we just did over here, I got it 79 with the batch barging. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go, Brandon. If and you then, s- uh, one more question, real yeah. quick. No, that's okay. Go ahead. No. Um, with added time in mind, I actually that leads right into the second question. Um, I was wondering how long it takes you to transfer and cool from the boil kettle to the fermenters, and if that is affecting. Um, hop utilization with the hops still it, sitting in there for an extended period of time draining out of the Blickman. It's completely affecting the hop utilization. Um, uh, when I switched to doing the 80-gallon the batches from the 45, I had to move up all my hops that I may have, may have done at 15 uh, minutes or 20 minutes. I had to move them up more towards like uh, either zero or five minutes, to be honest with you. Um, it, I, because they're sitting at they're sitting, high temperature longer. They're sitting in the kettle uh, for two hundred degrees longer than uh, longer than expected. Okay. When I was doing forty five gallon batches, it was, uh, I mean, it would cool down a lot quicker, uh, and we would go from you know boiling to about one eighty pretty quick. Um, but with this bigger batches, it just taking a whole lot longer. And what was your chilling method when you were using the blitz system? <clears throat> I, I, I no, I, what I do is I kind of made. A double therminator. Okay. Uh, and it's it's like two. Which is a plate chiller, basically, plate right? Chill, yeah, yeah, it's it's a plate chiller. Double. It's actually it is a therminator from Blickman. Yeah. I stacked them, and I piped them together to where I have uh, water running from one into the other, and I, I it chills down pretty quick. Okay. Uh, but I had to do double uh, with these batches to get the the the. Um, uh, the coolness I needed get to get cold down enough. The yeah, even now I'm I'm having to. Well, since everything's heating up now with summer coming along, I'm having to. Uh, I'm only getting down to about seventy degrees with ambient water, so I'm having to chill them down in the fermentation rooms 
uh, overnight, After, yeah, and then cool liquor tank, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah, and and get him and get him to pitching temperature before I pitch the. Oh, ice. I see you pitch next right. day. Just you are yeah. so almost. What about using a? I'm so yeah. almost yeah. right now. Yeah. I own it. Own Typical, it. almost professional. Yeah, <laughs> your answers are almost yeah. impressive, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. What about yeah. get, what about getting a cold liquor tank and put that in the fermentation room overnight? Use that to chill. Well, oh, that's a, a good well. I, I, what I was doing uh, a few months ago, actually last summer, I was I had a plastic. One of the plastic fermenters, one of the 120-gallon fermenters, I would put into our walk-in. Yeah. And uh, what I would do is I would bring that out and pipe the, one of those into the um, in, into the actual uh, therminator. And I run a pump while I was, while I was recircling. It is kind of uh, – my, my walk-in is getting so compact yeah. that I don't have room for that tank anymore okay so i i've had to do the method of of putting it overnight into the walk-in or the fermentation room and getting it down to uh temperature that's what i do that's fine all right uh brandon uh send jp at the brewing network.com an email and we will give you a prize for calling in with your question thanks brother you hear that, Tommy? That's what Tasty does too, and he's almost a professional as well. I'm almost yeah. as well. <laughs> Listen, I, I own the label. It's okay. <laughs> Seriously, like not a day. Like when he was building the brewery out, he'd call me like weekly and go. I ran into like this weird issue, and home brewing saved my ass. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, nice. Yeah, home home brewing is uh, is saved my ass. I mean, honestly, what we're doing as home brewers. It's just two steps away from what a prober does. It's just bigger equipment. Yeah. You know, Frank, we're we're making a lot of fun of you. You're making fun of yourself too for for being almost a prober, but it's it's not all that different anyway. Sure, it, 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 technology becomes a little bit different. Uh, the the things, it, Tasty, correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, it the equipment that you use is going to become different, but the techniques are the same. And if you're achieving the same goal, it really doesn't. I matter. mean, I brewed on a thirty yes. barrel system at Tioga, so I I know what you know what this stuff. I is. know what it's supposed to do, yeah. and everything's but but I'm just taking that and trying to do it on my level and get the same results. Your 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 beer does not taste almost professional. Thank you. It tastes professional. Oh, you're, you're doing fine. It tastes like homebrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's much less than that. <laughs> no, it totally tastes professional. You're yeah, doing yeah. fine. A uh, couple questions from the chat here. Let's see. Uh, Slow Fat Matt is in the chat room, and he's got some questions for you. Um, do you have plans to open the tasting room during the week? Are, are you just doing weekend hours right uh, now? We're, right now, we're doing Thursday through Sunday. Okay. Just because we can't keep up with the volume. But, oh, yeah. But next month, we're uh, planning on opening from Tuesday through Sunday. We've talked to some other tasting rooms that are, are, are like that, too. And, I, you know, as an entrepreneur, I always think, why the fuck are you closed half the week? And the, the answer has always been, we don't have enough beer. We don't have enough beer. We can't sell beer and, all week long. And the next question we usually get is, when are you going to do growlers? Well, if we did growlers, we'd be open two <laughs> days a week. So... We we just don't have enough volume to do that. It's got to be painful though, right? When the uh, the, the the group of uh, ladies is standing at the door on a Wednesday and you have to tell them you have to give them the hand across the throat right. thing. Like no. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they get to come in. The dude who comes in afterwards, like, well, we're <laughs> we got a bottle of cider. Yeah, for yeah them. the hours. Look at the hours. Uh, and he also wants to know what's your favorite uh, brew shop in Fresno. Uh, well, it, it's the only one. It would be uh, Bencomo's. Bencomo's Homebrew Supply. Okay. Let's go to Aaron from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it looks like. Uh, he's got a question about water treatment and late hopping. So maybe this will be for, for everybody. Uh, Aaron, what's happening? Hey, what's going on, guys? First time I ever listened to the show live. I uh, just happened to be brewing a batch right now and had a question uh, about the late hopping and water treatment, I guess. 
What do you... Uh, Doc just <laughs> fell out of his broken chair. Uh, yeah, Doc. Someone's homebrewing on a Monday? You must not be married. I can't take it. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, Doc is so chair. happy to hear from you. He fell out of his chair. <laughs> I love the church it. Game. You know what's a bummer is I think he's just off camera too. Yeah. I don't think we're sure. Hopefully, you can hear the vertical blinds <laughs> rustling around. I did. We have one broken chair, and when Doc came in, I was like, "Oh, just sit in the broken chair. You'll be yeah, fine." Yeah, it's, it's all right. Oh, I'm rocking back and forth, and Why? I rocked a little too far. <laughs> are your meds running low, uh, or what are you doing? <laughs> all right, Aaron. First of all, what are you brewing today? Uh, I'm making a APA. Nice. All right. Finishing up my boil. I just put my chiller in, actually. So excellent. Put my ten minute addition in a minute ago, and uh, we'll get to work. Finishing up. Actually, I'm married. My wife is upstairs sleeping, and my son too. I'm just uh, finishing it up. Ah, uh, secret brew day. Right. Well, it's like yeah, it's eleven where he is. Well, it's yeah, 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 yeah. I got to get it in. Uh, uh, what's your question? A child here in the next week, so I'm getting a batch in for the uh, post birth party and. So, you know, Tommy, um, but, Tommy usually uses this time to quit his job yeah. uh, if you're about to have yeah. a child. Are you employed? <laughs> I don't know if you're thinking about a, uh, a career no, change. No. but <laughs> I got to keep that. I'm a chef, too, so, uh, you know, brewing okay. and chefing kind of go hand in hand. But anyways, uh, my question chefing. was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I don't really treat my water all that much other than, you know, dechlorinate it and whatnot because um, my water's pretty good. But uh, they're doing beers that are, like, all late hops. Uh, I wonder if they think that it's more important that you really treat your water well to uh, get that to come out. So I did a pale ale, like, two months ago where I did all late hops and then flame out and whatnot. Maybe from, like, ten minutes on, I did all my hops. And it really didn't have the uh, character that I thought it would for the amount that I put in there. And I, you know, I was wondering if, like, water treatment was even more important when you're, you know, making a beer like that with all uh, honestly, water should be the last thing you need to worry about at this point. Um, it does make a difference, but I would focus on all the other th- aspects. You said you were a new home brewer, right? Uh, about a year and a month. Okay. Well, I mean, you're you're into it. You're okay. So, I mean, if you're well into the into the hobby. Batches, so. Okay, I, I mean, if you have the ability, uh, I, I mean, I O R O water all my my batches, and I build up the water. Is that uh, by necessity? Uh, do you not have good water, or, or no, by we, choice? I mean, for hoppy beers, we probably have pretty good water. Okay, but I just like that control. Okay, you know, I actually use a scaled down version of uh, of of Tasty's uh, hop water profile. I started using a couple years ago, and I just liked it. Um. And it it just it seems to bring out the hops a lot better than I than I than when I use normal just the normal water uh, in my area. Tasty, can you give us a very quick reminder of what your hop water profile is ish? <laughs> uh, I can see it's 110 calcium, 350 sulfates. Uh, uh, I guess 15, 18 uh, magnesium, and uh, I think. And there's like a few sodium or something like that. I okay. think I bring mine down to about uh, two fifty sulfates. Two fifty sulfates. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, but other than that, it's it's pretty much Tasty's water profile. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just it didn't have like that brightness that I thought it would, or just a I just didn't have. A, I don't know. I thought it would be just a little bit more a uh, hot character. You just, you just, well, if I remember I, right, I thought that maybe like if I did treat my water, maybe it would have turned out like how I you know planned it in my brain. 
you know. Well, Tasty, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have heard you say, all other things being equal, if you're doing it all right and your recipe is right, then maybe you do need to adjust the water profile to make those hops bright. Yeah, it's the last thing you need to worry about, but maybe he's on that last thing. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. You, if, you're, yeah. yeah if your beer is tasting muddled or uh, you seem to add, the more you want to add more hops to get it hoppier, but it just seems to, to make it more muddled, then yeah, you need to think about how you might brighten up the hops. Just, just a note, when you... Well, that initial hop addition, you know, a pH kettle pH does matter. So, without that first hop addition, and say your say your your boil needs that pH adjustment, it, it may affect your beer a little bit. I've seen people just add a token amount, you know, it's like a small percentage at sixty, just to you know to to, to, to help with the hot break and to, and to kind of like register the the boil is at least having some hops in it. Yeah, you may want right, to cool. do that. Yeah, because, I mean, that's about where the stage I'm at is, like, you know, messing with my water next. So, you know. How's your water taste? It tastes good, right? Yeah, it tastes good. Fine. It's a uh, Pittsburgh surface water. Oh, that's my timer going off. I got to shut my boil off. <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, go back to work. Send an email to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll get you a prize. Thanks for calling in, brother. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. See, that's a good brewer right he's there. Boiling. He's <laughs> on the line, and he's like, oh, uh, fuck you guys, the timer just went off, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna go take care of that stuff. We should only let people that are brewing to call in. That'd be a good uh, good show. That's one of my favorite things about when you hear the uh, uh, radio callers tell the host, hey, can you guys hold on a second? Or, I, I, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I gotta that. hop a dish. It's always my favorite. Bevo, did Zach stay on the line? Is that still Zach? Zach wanted to hold. He's just hanging in there? Yeah. All right, let's go to poor Zach. Uh, Zach has a question about NHC uh, beer rules. That's why I was waiting, because it was a little bit off topic, but that's okay. Zach, what's happening? So, this will be the first time that I ever go to NHC, because it's in Grand Rapids, and I'm from Madison, so I'm Excellent. close. You're going to have fun. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm, I got I got my VIP tickets for the BN9, too, so I'm, I'm kind of jacked about that. Excellent. You're going to have even more fun there. I still feel like, yeah. Zach, Zach, you blew an opportunity, man. You could have uh, been like, hey, can you guys hold on a second, right when we potted you up? <laughs> that that would have been good. <laughs> right. All right, go on. What do you got? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I always, I'm reading on the AHA website about how they're like, yeah, always have a glass ready, because there'll be a guy that'll have a beer in his pocket, and... Yada, 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 and I'm like, all right, so do I need to bring beer and put it in a backpack and carry that shit around with me? Because, uh, you know, just to give it to, who, you know, random people here and there. You don't need to, or, but no. it's appreciated. Yeah. Also, stay away <laughs> but, from people yeah. who have pocket beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, don't drink whatever Thank comes you, out of someone's pocket. Yeah, you, there's nothing. Yeah. Um, the last time I did that was a couple of NHTs ago. Uh, Flanders, you've never had a Flanders Red at 97.8 degrees. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. they're like, yeah. what temperature are you serving at? <laughs> yeah. Balls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, yeah. 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 Well, well, <laughs> you told exactly, me it was and socky. That's, like, and that's what weird. I was worried about, because I, I don't want to be bringing my beer around in a backpack. I'm like, oh, here, try my old ale. And by the way, it's about sixty degrees right now, so it should be it should be prime. You know, it'd be a really good beer. Yeah, all right. Let, that in I, mind. I have an opinion about this. Uh, believe it or not, that's weird. What? Uh, <laughs> NHC. This will be my eighth NHC. I think. Wow. I didn't go the really? very first year we were there, so I think it'll be my eighth. It's our ninth anniversary, so it'll yeah. be my eighth NHC. I'm pretty sure. Huh. Uh, and I and I absolutely love it. I just think it's such a great event. And I think the brewers are really great too. And the 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 folks walking around with beer in their in their backpack, there are two kinds of them. Okay, so you can be one of these kinds of, of people. 
There's the kind who has beer in their backpack all the time, and it doesn't matter what the conversation is, doesn't matter what you're doing, it doesn't matter what's happening. I could be about to start a show, and they will walk up, put their backpack on the table, open it up, and say, you have to try my beer right now. That homebrewer, in my opinion, and it's not just to me, they've done that to every person they've met that week, is slightly annoying. Uh, and only because there's a time and a place for everything. Like, shake somebody's hand, get to know them. If the topic comes up, if there's an opening, then by all means, share your beer. It's but, called club night. But don't walk around <laughs> forcing your beer upon every individual that you meet. Hey, try this. Okay. Oh, it's terrible, isn't it? So there's that one. <laughs> then there's the other one who always has beer in their backpack and sort of waits for the conversation to go that direction or there's an opening or they're just super nice and actually go, hey... I don't know if you have time right now. And this isn't just to me. It's to anybody. I don't know if you have time right now, but I'd love to share my beer with you. Now, that person, yeah. in my opinion, is a rock star. So, I think you have to decide which person you want to be if you want to carry beer around in your backpack all week. So, if I want to be a douchebag or <laughs> I want to be fairly decent. But it's not entirely yeah. douchey. Just read the situation. Yeah, that's exactly. all. Because right, right. even the yeah. people who are who are just putting, they're still not douchebags. They're just not reading the situation. They're imposing with their generosity. Uh, how socially <laughs> aware are you? That's the question. And by the way, we're all homebrewers, so very not much socially aware. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, the, the, a good move is to is to to bring it, but save it for the banquet. There you go. So then you bring it to the table. Oh. And you can share it with people at the table and kind of around you. And that that's a, a really nice place. Club night, like Beef said, that's a good place to walk around and impose your elixirs onto people. But otherwise, you know, uh, yeah, it, weird. Well, just read the situation, how, how that's exactly, all. If, if there's anyone standing exactly at a stall, just feel free to go right up to them. Say, uh, hey, while you're here. How does club night work was the question. So club night uh, basically is that if, you're, if your club has registered with the conference... Each club gets a booth at club night, and you literally walk around like it's a beer festival to each club's booth, and you get to try their beer. Uh, if okay. you're if you're not there with your club, uh, i.e., your club hasn't registered to have a booth there, and it's probably too late to do so now, um, then then you're just walking around as a solo person. I wouldn't bring your. I mean, you could put your beer in your backpack for club night, but there's so much homebrew flowing that you're not really going to get a chance to share it. Yeah, I will probably um, have enough beer there that I will probably be drunk enough that I won't remember that I have beer in my backpack. Right. <laughs> and therefore, I won't even serve it to anybody. Which is all fine until you have to get back on an airplane to yeah, go home totally. and you've forgotten that there's eight gallons of beer in your backpack. <laughs> well, I just have to drive. I'm actually, you know, oh, you're coming good. from Madison, I, I'm just driving. Oh, driving and drinking beer is fine out yeah. there. Yeah, so then you yeah. can oh, yeah, totally. yeah. <laughs> yeah, as long as you go down to speed. Well, well, I mean, in Wisconsin, we have some of the la- most lax laws on DUIs anyway, so it's it's all good. It doesn't We're not matter. encouraging that, but... Uh, the Brewing Network does not support <laughs> drinking you, and driving. Bebo is now hired to just do all our disclaimers. <laughs> <laughs> every, time we, every time I say something stupid or a caller does so, Bebo does that. The Brewing you know Network does not support <laughs> the things that Justin says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what's great? Raping frogs. <laughs> <laughs> the Brewing Network does not support raping frogs. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right, uh, Zach, send an email to jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. He's going to send you a prize for participating in tonight's show. And we'll see you at NHC. Cheers. All right. Say so we got one more. Let's do it. How many people do you want to guess that uh, sent me an email and go, hey, this is my email, and didn't include their address? So then I have to do the game of, well, what's your address? The back and forth. All right, I'll add that to my sentence now. I'll do this. Send him an email with your address, and we'll send you something. Our last guy, Brendan? No, no fucking address. 
All right, Matt from Fresno. Uh, um, Phil, no address. He followed the instructions. He's calling him with a good question. Hey, Matt, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going well. What's your uh, question for uh, House of Pendragon Brewing? Well, it can go for all of you guys, not just Tommy and Aaron. I don't. I mean, I get to see him once in a while. Okay. But uh, so when you're enjoying the brew, sometimes there's music on the background. I want to know from you guys: is there an artist, a genre, an album that you have to listen to while brewing? Taylor Swift. Big butts. <laughs> oh, sorry. JP and Bevo should both shut up. <laughs> I have right. genre. And- so what do we listen to while brewing? I'm curious. Uh, I want to know Tasty's answer to this one. Don't you? Like, I, let me take a guess. It's Pharrell. <laughs> I know that Tasty likes the band Tool. He has a Victrola. But I feel like when he's brewing, he's listening to something else. How do you prevent the wax cylinder from melting? I want to know. What do you listen to, Tasty? I uh, set it to my uh, Pandora Stevie Ray Vaughan station. Oh, uh, okay. I listen to blues. So blues. Uh, white people yeah. blues. <laughs> it yeah. is, yeah. 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 yeah rockabilly. Well, but learn from black people. Yeah. So that's good. Oh, that's all right. Uh, Moskowitz, who brews like me, like once a year. Uh, what do you listen to? Classical, uh, like you know, uh, Schubert piano sonatas. You are such a douchebag. <laughs> That's pretty elitist. How do you keep a girlfriend? <laughs> you are such an asshole. <laughs> I even got her to move in with me. Is oh, she deaf? Desperate? Uh, All the yeah. above? Classical? Please, everyone loves classical. Everyone loves guys that like classic. Uh. <laughs> They're such bad boys. <laughs> Yeah. That's what she's like. He's such a bad boy. Yeah. I saw him sagging his pants once, <laughs> but he was taking them off. Tommy, music in the brew house. Uh, yeah, uh, music and you guys actually on the the brew house. Right oh, I, I like that. Us. Yeah. What would be the What would be the band? What would be the music uh, or genre? Jeez, I, I, everything. I, I'd say I, a little bit of Imagine Dragons, a little bit of. Uh, yeah, Mumford's and Sons, a little everything, everything. Modern rock, rock uh, modern rock, rap, right. everything. Beardy, what's on your headphones? Because I know Jamil doesn't let you play stuff over the stereo. <laughs> um, well, I don't really wear headphones at the brewery either. Because you can't hear or see. <laughs> well, because Chris wears headphones, so someone has to be aware of what's going on. <laughs> what um, the hell's that song? But isn't Chris actually listening to Taylor Swift? <laughs> oh, well, during cleanup time, it's either Taylor Swift or Katy Perry. Okay. But during the brew day, it's whatever shitty country Dixie Chicks mix he has. I see. Oh, <laughs> Doctor Scott, on. I know the answer. What do you listen to on Brew Day? Grateful Dead. Do you even have to ask? Well, maybe people don't know you yet. Oh, Grateful Dead. Really? Grateful, grateful Dead. Grateful Dead. Always Grateful Dead. Uh, I would mix it up with maybe a little widespread. Okay. Uh, Is that really yeah. mixing it up though? I know. <laughs> I, I mix it up with another jam band. Yeah, that's just like getting two different brands of vanilla ice cream. It's just well, yeah, still vanilla ice you know, cream. Throw a little mo and a little government mule in there, and we're good. Our friend Weasel from the forum is in the studio today. Uh, what do you listen to? Uh, classic rock, serious XM. Classic rock. I think he said classical, didn't he? Uh, no, huh? he did not <laughs> say classical. <laughs> he definitely classic. said classical. Oh, he, he added rock to it. Beethoven rocks. Aaron, you're a home brewer, not just a taste yeah, room yeah, guy. Yeah. What do you listen to? Hair bands. 80s hair bands. Oh, nice. Justin. Really? This is a oh, yeah. after your own like, heart. Like Motley Crue is on the radio. Crue, Van Halen. Crue, Poison. Poison, poison. even. Winger. <laughs> I, I got a Rats. feeling there's a retro picture of you out there with a little more hair than you have now. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see my high <laughs> And, Jip, what's on your stereo brew day? Uh, it depends. Uh, sometimes Steel Panther, Band of Skulls kind of stuff. Sometimes... Uh, crust like uh, brain oil kind of shit okay uh sometimes blues a lot of like uh like real blues not white people blues like oh my guitar string broke 
Like, <laughs> oh, I'm on the, the fucking I can't afford shit. Like news. Joe Satriani. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that kind of crap. That makes it sound like you brew a lot. Uh, no, I don't brew a lot. I used to brew uh, a lot. But uh, all these songs, uh, this like, long sparge? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like an eight-hour brew day, because I don't really clean up after myself, so I have to clean pre, pre-brewing. pre uh. All right. Well, there you go. I listen to, uh, I'm across the board, too. Uh, right now, I'm listening to Talking Heads on Pandora Radio. I punch in Talking Heads, and it puts in a bunch of good stuff. Down. Who listens to Pandora? It's all about songs, though, dude. I don't understand it. Never got into it. Yeah, I know you tried to, to turn me over to it, but uh, I didn't like it. You, so you hear the same ten songs. It's just like listening to the Oh, radio. no, my, my kid just schooled me on all the other non-Pandora stuff that's out there. Yeah. Like, I uh, didn't listen. Eight and tracks. you didn't listen. No, of course yeah. I didn't listen. Pandora's just so easy. Oh, is it not hip any longer, Pandora? Uh, I don't know that, but it's... Uh, oh, it's not that it's oh. not hip. God, it's not, we're getting old it's if the it's MySpace not cool. If we're doing music. it, it's not cool. Right. It's just the same, I it's the it same songs all the time. They don't, they don't freshen anything up. Well, songs is playlists, though, isn't it? Yeah, right. but people add new ones all the time. Yeah, but they suck. But but the no, people the, doing like it em. suck. No, they're like DJs and like music people. They write for music magazines. I'm a fucking DJ, too, and my no. playlists suck. Well, yeah, because I come in and I hear the same the same band of skull songs each time before the but show on the Pandora. same Pandora, right? So yeah. it's okay somebody else has picked that song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the song is on somebody else's playlist. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, we're, I wouldn't let you pick my song. Right, well, there you go. Now you got us fighting about it. Are you happy now, Matt from Fresno? Uh, send JP an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. Include your address, and he will send you a prize. Thanks for the phone call, brother. Uh... Okay. Do songs that have a, a Haydn station, uh, JP? You listen to Haydn symphonies? <laughs> well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. There's some, a lot of great classical some stations. Some asshole on like you sat around and made a playlist, and he's like, this one is my, it's my favorite. Why is it gay? And it just it makes me think is what it is. It just, if, it, it, does. it just makes me think. I like my thoughts when I listen this to it. This perfect. And by the way, it's only two and a half songs, and it yeah. lasts for four That's hours. right. Yeah. It's a symphony. <laughs> no, you, you can pick instruments. I listen to classical clarinet all the time on songs. Though. You oh, are see? worse than Scott. Warren. Jazz Warren, flute. Beardy's like, you know what? Not just any classical. Clarinet. Clarinet driven. <laughs> I never knew how a close you and I could be. Yeah, well, oboe wasn't available. So. Our oboe's always available. Yeah. Well, really, only Peter and the Wolf has the oboe, and that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the office, 100% of the time, it's classical. Uh, is it? It oh, is. Yeah, yeah. because I. It, you well, you're th- trying to soothe us root canal no. patients. Yeah. He, he, he panned it over there. He said, you can play a song for like. A long time, and you don't get that repeated, repeated, exactly. repeated kind of thing. Oh, he switched you. Moscow switched you. No, to no, no. But but he, what he said was, I, mentioned oh, I, I got sick of hearing the same songs over and over. You, when you when you're the guy that has to sit there and listen to Coit FM or right. whatever it is, the uh, station. forty hours a week. Yeah, it gets a little repetitive, right? And so I wanted something in there that I cause I'm the one who has to listen to it. Yeah, and it just it just kind of flows. No, and it makes sense because then it's not the same song over and over again. It's it's literally it's different songs that all sound the same. Right, right. <laughs> That's good for me. <laughs> yeah. Doc's poor staff had to listen to me talk their ear off about how much I loved that they were playing classical. Oh, oh god. thank you. Oh, oh god. And they had no. They were like, yeah, Doc made us do that. Well, it's, but yeah, the, we were listening like, to oh, we were listening to Coit. You're so elevated because you can think outside it, and they're well, like, we don't want to listen to this shit. The, the, yeah. funny, the funny thing is, as soon as I'm not in there, yeah. it's over to like some country it, station it's or back something. back to country or soft rock. And they'll forget sometimes and not change it back, and I walk in, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I look around, and they go, oh, and it's instantly, <laughs> instantly put back. Cause I don't mind when I'm not there. 
Yeah. Well, I kind of do. <laughs> you know, based on this discussion, it occurs to me we could do an entire show about music while brewing. Yeah, because right. everybody yeah. has a different uh, yeah. uh, opinion. Uh, they're all wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, mine is the best. <laughs> Crust and blues. Yeah. It's the best. All right, let's, before we get way off track. What? Er. We already did. Let's, just, let's talk about this double IPA, and then I will feel like uh, we have done our duty uh, for the wonderful beer that you've brought in to us today uh, from Pendragon. Uh, tell me about this beer. Uh, Arthur is, uh, it's a 9.6% double IPA. Um, it is brewed with, uh, once again, a lot of the late edition hops. Uh, okay. But this one I did do a little bit of bittering with. There's about 40 IBUs of uh, bittering with Warrior. Uh, and then all the rest are, uh, there was a 10-minute edition of Simcoe, and then all the rest is a zero-minute edition of Amarillo and Galaxy. No, I'm sorry, Amarillo, Galaxy, and Citra. Okay. And this then, this one has, in my opinion, a ton of, of hop character. Yeah, this one's a little bit more danky. Yeah. This one's... Uh, this one is definitely uh, we we actually just put this one on tap. It's pretty fresh. We put this one on tap on Saturday, and when we first opened at twelve o'clock, we had the bar filled up, and it just smelled just <laughs> dank. Oh, I really? mean, it was just yeah. like the dankest thing. I mean, you walked in and, and Tasty wasn't there. No, so it was definitely no. the beer. Hey, hey. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was it was awesome. It was really awesome to, to, to smell the room when we started pouring this thing, but. Um, yeah, and then we also uh, we dry hop it with um, Columbus and uh, Citra and Galaxy as well. Okay, yeah, I'm going to leave it to these guys to talk more about the hops because that's I'm not as good at, at describing that. But I did want to say this, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys. Their fermentation profile is the same. It's very consistent across all the beers. You, I think you guys have fermentation dialed in. Thank you. This beer again, it, it's dry. You, you've got it down to where it should be. There are no other strange flavors or, or too much residual sweetness or, or anything else. We I, chew for no tra- strange flavors. <laughs> no strange yeah. flavors. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you guys have fermentation dialed in. Yeah. Anybody else picking not bad, up? And, not, and, and not I also for, feel uh, like it's a house fermentation thing across all of the beers. Not bad for a fermentation room, right? Yeah. It's not bad for <laughs> yeah. wheeling your... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, this one right here, this one almost killed me, In by what, the way. Oh, the fermenter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 uh, cause the, what, what I do is I let it go through primary fermentation in its fermentation room. Okay. Once it's pretty much fermented out, I move it into a, uh, conditioning room. Well, I have to wheel Like the, as punishment? Like you just. It just. It, it's naughty. It's pretty, it's pretty naughty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You have to go into the chamber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of whipping and everything, but you know. It's, <laughs> it's the whole thing. Yeah, I don't want to talk about There's it. masks involved. It's, it's really weird, you know. It's. <laughs> Yeah. There's robes and torches. Yeah, it's, it's real weird. Yeah, we don't like it. It's proprietary. A lot of straps, you know? Yeah. Well, your, your tagline is getting medieval on your Getting a little bit of medieval, yeah. Right. You, this one gets strapped to the rack, you know? It's, right. uh, as, long as, as long as you say as your safe word, that's all I yeah. Oh, there's a safe yeah. word. The safe word is fermentation. Right. So, fermentation. Fermentation. Yeah. Uh, the, the so it's a, it's a cold space. You're creation. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I put Well, I put it into a room that's, uh, we call it the conditioning room. Okay. It, it's about 69, 70 degrees. Oh. And I let it sit for I a call week. mine the dungeon. But, mm. yeah. well, we, or the nipple room. <laughs> oh. Doc calls his the nipple room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're learning a lot on this show. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on. We're learning together. I don't want to okay. know. 
Just think about alligator clips. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like clothesline clips. That's just, I was wondering why that door next to your brew house is always locked, Doc. <laughs> That's the nipple room. <laughs> the gimp will run away if he doesn't lock it. Okay, sorry. Go on. So anyway, this one, it, my my rooms are the, even the floor is insulated. Oh. So I have a little ramp that I have to push. It's like two inch ramp. I have to push it up into the room. I could do it by myself, even though the damn thing's like eight nine hundred pounds. Wow. Okay. Uh, but you know, when I brewed this, or when I I was brewing that night, and I needed to take Arthur out of its fermentation room and move it to the conditioning room and put another beer in its place. It was like one in the morning. Okay. I, I, I'm I'm pretty much a night brewer so um and it was late and i was pushing arthur into the conditioning room and it slipped off the side of the ramp oh, which shit. made it super top heavy yeah and the thing started falling back on me and there's one or two options what are you gonna do at that point catch a 900 pound fermenter save the beer or yeah. you're just gonna be like uh, like a you know like a matador and just let it go and get <laughs> that out know? of the way yeah and i chose the latter so good move and, uh, it fell. <laughs> the whole, so a full ferment. Full fermenter fell on its side, and unfortunately, oh, it fell in probably the worst uh, spot it could fall on. It fell on the part where it had the thermal probe that goes into the beer, okay. which bent it into the the fermenter itself. Okay. Luckily, it, the fermenter was sturdy enough to where it held. I didn't lose any beer. The You're only, kidding wow. me? No, the wow. only beer I lost was through the. Um, the uh, the uh, the the you, the the, you fist your pants. Well, yeah, while it was yeah, happening. yeah, yeah. Well, whenever run that ran down my leg, it was. <laughs> yeah, that's the beer that I yeah. no, it, it was through the air the through the blow, uh, off, yeah. the blow off tube. I but I shut it real quick. I maybe lost like a like twelve ounces. Of wow. It. Well, that's it was yeah, it was yeah. one in the morning, right? Up. I get that thing up right yeah, by so yourself. What do you do then? I, no, jo- I, no joke. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the fermenter and I'm it's one in the morning. I'm fucking tired. I'm looking at it. I just walk over to my desk and sit in the chair. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do now? Yeah. I call my wife and she's like, well, you can't do shit. Go home. Right. <laughs> so I, I, I went home and the next morning I I I, uh, I I got up and I called a bunch of people and, and we came over. I called about seven guys and we tried lifting it. it didn't no ha- way. It, it, did, it did not happen. <laughs> wow. I mean, you said it's like uh, yeah. 900 Yeah, it, it didn't happen. Okay. There aren't too many handles uh, so though, either. So. Our neighbor came over. I, with- see, I still appre- I can so relate to Tommy because I would have done that stupid thing too. Like, that's a dumb idea, Tommy. And yeah. I would have done that. I'd be like, how about we just call everybody? I mean, I could go rent a forklift, but why would I do that? Call my volunteers. I'm just yeah. going to call everybody. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to call you out on that, but no, I am only doing it because it's what I would have done. It's, it's okay. You can call me out on it. Well, Justin, I, I feel like you would have tried to save it as it was falling over the night before. Well, I would have done that too, but then I would have called everybody, and here's what would have happened. We would have gotten it like halfway up. And then nothing. Like that's, And then we're stuck there. You're assuming people would show up. And, and I still would have looked at everybody and been like, I don't know, guys. Let's just keep trying. <laughs> I think we can do this. Halfway there. <laughs> okay, so, the, so the, what the, do you end up doing? The, the only way we got it up is our neighbor, uh, who was a mechanic, he had a forklift. Okay. And he brought it over, and he had it come along, and we, we put it around there, and we ratcheted that thing up, and 10 minutes later, we had that thing on its wheels. and 12 ounces of beer lost. That's it. That's it. This it, is amazing. It, it, it lasted. How much damage to the vessel? Uh, it's it. You know, the thermal probe got pushed into the fermenter itself. Sorry. But I, I'm actually gonna uh, 
on uh, on Wednesday, I'm going to try to push it out because it, it it's it's pushed. Of course in. you are. It's, a, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's all me. Yeah, it's, it's me and a rubber hammer. I'm going to go at it. Yeah. You know? He's going to call everybody <laughs> and they're going to they're pull it out. Yeah. yeah. Or he's going to call a welder and, a, and eight people with a hammer. Yeah. No, but it's at a point where it looks like it wants to be popped out. Of course. It does. And I'm going to I'm going to try it. We'll find out Wednesday well, of if course. it works. <laughs> Uh, I think we I'm have a picture of bit. the damaged uh, fermenter to go up on our live stream. Yes. yes, we'll post it to the live stream Somebody page. please put it on our live stream page now, if I, you would. I'm pretty yeah, sure he staged it as a marketing thing, because he posted it on Facebook, and we had so much business the next day. Of did, course, did you lose yeah. any beer? Did, everybody came in asking about the beer. Yeah, they wanted to know about the damage. Uh, we love our disasters, I'm telling you. Yes. Well, you know, well, you, you, it, can't it happens. Re- you can't recreate this beer now, because it's going to be awesome. Well, no, I, and I, then You change the... Every time now, you got to... Dump that fermenter over. On Saturday, when we released this beer, uh, it, you know, I was, I, I was behind the bar. I'm like, hey, how do you like it? And they're like, oh, this is great, you know? I'm like, oh, good, because it's $20 a freaking glass. Right. Because <laughs> we got to replace the freaking fermenter that fell yeah. over. I love it. Yeah, you got to add the cost. That's the cost of making the beer. Well, no, just no. like ingredients. Next time, <laughs> you got to trash in. another fermenter. I know. That's the, that's, right. the and that's the secret to the beer. Drop a fermenter. Yeah. No, but no, I, honestly, it's going to be uh, salvageable. It's... It doesn't have to look pretty to make beer. It no. just needs to make beer. That's, you have that's such Justin a great... right there. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you do. Uh, I make shitty beer. Uh, you have such a great attitude, uh, I think, you. about your brewery and, and about these things happening and, and you know, starting small and, and struggling with money. I mean, I you know, you, you could get really... You can go, fuck, I, I dumped over a whole... I ruined my fermenter. Right. I dumped it over. I ru- You could really... You don't. You just go, well, shit, I'm going to go home, and uh, the thing doesn't need to look pretty. It's got some dents in it. Fuck it. Well, sure. You have a good attitude. You know, what's running through my mind at that moment? Okay, what? It's it's, uh, 1 in the morning. It's... 65 degrees outside. Oh, it's going to be fine. The temperature's fine. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll come back in the morning when it's still temperature's good. And yeah. I wasn't worried about temperature fluctuations or anything like that. But what the fuck's going to happen? It's already been a week in primary anyway. So <laughs> I love it. You, you have a great, uh, I think people should take this attitude. Uh, if you're thinking of opening a brewery or starting a, any kind of business, if you're an yeah. entrepreneur, you should take this attitude to heart. I walk into the hop grenade, I see like a spare nail on the floor, and I fucking freak out. I'm like, oh, what is this doing here? Uh, we're under construction, idiot. Uh, there's nails everywhere. Uh, uh, you have a good attitude. You, you relax about it, and I think that people should take this to heart. Yeah, it's listen, I, like I said, I don't have all the money in the world, but you know, I knew I had a dream, and I wanted to follow through with it, and I'm just doing it the best way I can with the equipment I have. I'm brewing the, I always tell people, if you like the beer now, it's only going to get better because I'm brewing the best beer I can with the equipment I have. Yeah. Well, you're brewing great beer. Uh, I've liked every one of them. The double IPA is very good, too. Uh, also not extremely bitter. It's it's bitter enough. Of course, it's a double IPA. Sure. Um, but it's really good. Thank and you. You guys got fermentation down. Thank you. Yeah, keep it up. Um, I got more calls to take. We got to do some other things, too. Yeah. We need to do a, a Brewcaster Challenge fermentation update before the break. Okay. Are you guys ready to do that? I think so. Uh, what's the site again so I can go uh, look at your fermentation? Beerbug.com slash challenge. Beerbug. Com. By the way, we are not getting rid of House of Pendragon uh, Brewing. We're just oh, we're here to cover some other stuff. Just hang out, guys. Um, we got nowhere to go. Oh, <laughs> we, got, we got nowhere to go. I feel like once we open the door here, it's just got all the steam is going to pour out as we vent yeah. to this man it's air. Sweaty in here. It's Musk. 
That is the enjoyable part about my booth is that it's not hot in here. Shut up! Vivo's really nice. got her own temp-controlled uh, isolation chamber. Well, your new one, that's only pseudo-temp-controlled. Your new one is actually temp-controlled. Yeah, you got your own thermostat. Vivo. What? Really? What? That's exciting. It doesn't control I went from a cold-ass uh, closet to oh, yeah. this thing. <laughs> No. Now to a new one. To a new one where I have my own. I'm going to make it super warm and cozy in there. Oh, it's maybe story. not that temp control. I don't think you have your own thermostat. No, we're going to set the ceiling at 70. <laughs> You're a douche. Well, I got a Snuggie, so that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. Is it a Harry Potter Snuggie? I don't have a Harry Potter Snuggie. You haven't lived yet. <laughs> all right, let's do our Brewcaster Challenge fermentation update brought to you by the Beer Bug. Of course, it's JP and Tasty uh, challenging each other uh, with their rock beer. Uh, this time around. I am looking at your fermentation profiles uh, right now. You can go to, if you want to follow along, it's thebeerbug.com slash challenge. Uh, wow. So this is an interesting turn of events here. Am I looking at this right? Yeah. Well, there's only one way to look at it. Well, yeah. I don't know. Something must have went, went wrong with my... Uh... So I'm looking at uh, two beers, of course, and Tasty Got Smoked, made by JP, is yeah! now is now down to 10-10. Get it? And as you mentioned, that, that sort of rocky road that we mentioned uh, last time, mm-hmm. where you had a lot of blips in your deal, has yeah. now evened out to a steady decline. That was me farting around with it. I, I doubt it's really at 10-10. Um, I, had to, I had to tear the, what do you think the torpedo. It, I, I would guess it's probably more closer to... to um, the mid-teens somewhere. Because so you're cheating. No, I'm not no. cheating. I, Why I, do you keep fucking with your yeah, beer bug? No, no. I, 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 I had to fuck with it to get it to work because oh. I, I, I had installed it in a different way. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to utilize it with the conical. I see. Um, and so what, what I think was happening was causing those weird peaks is, uh, like I said, I put it uh, in a um, carboy hood, and so the temperature probe was interfering with the uh, the torpedo. So if you, if, if anything's touching Too that many or anything, sticks in hang- one hole. Right, exactly. You know, right. I, I understand. Mm-hmm. Now, so, Tasty, uh, you're at you're at ten twenty six according to this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I questioned that, so I got my hot hydrometer max at ten sixteen. Okay, yeah. so maybe there's some weird adjustment. Yeah. You guys are getting used to the it beer was, bug. It was yeah. tracking what I thought correctly until it did I, look right. In fact, until I was- raised the temperature from like. 66 to 68, and then it sort of like went... So he different. could have some schmeg hanging on the, the torpedo. Yeah, I remember, and I switched my... I had a blow-off tube, then I switched to an airlock, and I know that it says to keep the thing level. I probably, you know, messed it up when I was, you know, switching that out. Yeah. yeah. So the, the good thing is, is once you, at the end, when you finish your beer, you can just input in your final gravity and, and adjust everything, and it'll just adjust it all for you. Okay. So it's, it's not like, oh, shit, it's at 1026, the whole data is ruined. No, it'll just adjust, and you can pull out that weird data spike right there. Okay. And you just pull out and eliminate it, and uh, you'll, you'll never know it's there. Jip, your beer is at 70 degrees right now. <coughs> Tasty yeah. is a couple degrees lower at 68. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means anything to anybody. But, no, uh, I think we're both doing our... That's uh, rest. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's going to finish the ferment out at about that temperature. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Uh, have Have either of you tasted the beer? Yeah. I well, did. I, uh, a few, couple, two, three days ago. Yeah. Uh, before wow. the radiation. Before the radiation, yeah. That's good yeah. for the rest of us. Uh, and and what two think? three days ago? Um, I thought it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's. I, I don't know if I've ever necessarily tasted a beer mid ferment like that in a long time. So it was very weird to kind of 
you know, and it's hard to tell, right? Figure out in my head, yeah, yeah. what's going to go away and what's going to be cleaned up, and, and yeah. that's a problem I have. Yeah, tasty. Yeah, it's it's. Did I like, like the ferment. It? it smells good. So it tastes like a really clean ferment. Uh, I could comment about the smoking level, but I want to, you know, give away. A uh, good one. You know, like. Right. Predispose people to thinking which beer is which. But, Actually, uh, that's a good call, yeah. 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 If you give away too many characteristics. Yeah, it'd be guess. like, you know. Uh, Mine tastes really good. So. We're on the same page uh, there. I'm voting for JP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, this yeah. must be JP's. I, know, <laughs> my, yeah, I got the color I was looking for. but <laughs> Which yeah. is about what? Uh, I can't say. I mean, you might pick it out by color. Okay, good call. Yeah. Right. Tasty's very aware. He doesn't want us to doesn't want to buy it. I'd like it to be just, yeah, we all admit. I'd like to. It's a good idea. Do it that way. Well, I'm going to vote for good the one point. that's really good. Well, then that's I already too. win automatically. Me too. I might vote for the other guy. Thank you for your vote. I appreciate that. <laughs> I win already. Let's just advance. Let's just go to the next one. All right. You can follow along with their fermentation and their temperatures over at thebeerbug.com slash challenge. And we'll check in with you guys on our next show, um, which uh, fermentation should be done by then. Yeah, I think we should, we should have, uh, by that time, ended up uh, finishing out the brews. When's and, the reveal? Uh, I think June... Twenty something. Uh, Twenty uh, third. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, you got lots of time. You got a long loggering yeah. phase ahead of you. So you got yeah. a loggering. Right. But that's good. I don't yeah. think I won't use any clarifier. Then I'll just let it uh, clear up on its own. You know, oh, that's what I did with my Schwarzbier Tasty. If you want my advice, oh, and I'll tell you, it just came oh, out I'm great. always looking for your advice. Yeah, it came out, came out really good that way. And you guys better be careful because we got the uh, boys from the Rare Barrel in studio that day, and they have very discriminating palates. Holy and they will you. be judges. Yes. Nice. Yes. Oh, I'll pay those guys off. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll be uh, pouring that at the Firestone Walker uh, Brewer's Campground, as I think, the, uh, oh, the Rosh Beer. Yeah, I'm going to. Turn it loose on uh, Vinny and Matt. There you go. Yeah, they don't like smoke beer either, do they? They're gonna make it. They're gonna. I'll make them say they like it. <laughs> or I'll yeah. throw them out of my deal. All right, excellent. I was gonna do beer news now, but now let's do our homebrew of the week because he's uh, he's been waiting forever. You want you want to do break first and then him or what? Yeah, can we do that? Yeah. Mm. A quick break. We'll come back. We'll do our home brewer of the week. And then we've got uh, the House of Pendragon Brewing guys still in the studio with us, too. So uh, a lot more to do. Hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Have you ever dreamed of attending the World Brewing Academy? This year, thanks to Lalamond and Anstar, one lucky brewer will make that dream a reality for free. Lalamond and Danstar invite you to enter the Beer School 2015 contest. One lucky grand prize winner will receive fully paid tuition to the 2015 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth almost $4,000. From now until December 13, 2014, every Danstar yeast pack you use is your ticket to enter. Visit danstaryeast.com for the details and to print your official entry form. There's no limit on the number of times you can enter. So get brewing with Danstar and get your entries in to the Danstar 2015 Beer School Contest. Whether you want to build your home brewing skills or build a career as a professional brewer, this course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Enter at danstaryeast.com and get the dry yeast advantage with Danstar and Lalamond Premium Brewing Yeast and enter to win.
what'd you get? More brewing ingredients? Yep. You know what I love about Brewmaster's Warehouse? The $6.99 shipping. Well, yeah, but... Oh, the in-store classes for beginning brewers. Yeah, that's cool, but... Oh, oh, the brew builder. Creating and saving your recipes online is awesome. No, I'm... Yes, but... The cheese-making supplies. No. Oh, the wine-making supplies. Oh, the distilling equipment and liquor flavorings. All that stuff is awesome, yes, but what I really love is that the guy who runs it is totally hot. And, and that brew builder software is awesome. Oh, yeah. Brewmaster's Warehouse brings you flat rate shipping on great equipment and ingredients to make beer, wine, cheese, and spirits at brewmasterswarehouse.com. And if you're in Georgia, stop by Brewmaster's Warehouse Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. Visit brewmasterswarehouse.com today because it's totally hot. Oh, yeah. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanisha, and I love a bold, hoppy beer, one that spits resin in your face and makes you cry, Uncle. There are a lot of great hoppy beers out there, but at Heretic, we want to make something as bold, dank, and resiny as possible. We use hops at every chance we get, including multiple dry hop additions. The result is Heretic Evil Cousin. This light golden, 8% Imperial IPA has an easy malt character that helps take the edge off the massive bittering but it takes a backseat to the in-your-face hop character. We make sure this beer finishes dry so the hops can jump out and slam me in the taste buds. If you can't get enough hoppy goodness, Evil Cousin is your cup of tea. Cheers. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for any beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone certification program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones, no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious, Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Hi, I'm Jason Harris, the proud owner here at Keystone Homebrew Supply. We're thrilled to be entering our 20th year of supplying this great industry. And to show you, the Brewing Network Army, how much we appreciate your support, we're offering you 10% off your first order on our website, keystonehomebrew.com. Just use coupon code BNARMY at checkout, and I'll get your order out the same day. My goal at Keystone Homebrew Supply has always been to have a complete supply of everything a brewer could want. When you place your order online or when you come into our store, it's our goal to have everything on your list and more. One aspect of KeystoneHomebrew.com that we're really excited about is the ability to fulfill customers' exact grain bills. Do you hate to wait? Keystone Homebrew Supply can get your precious yeast and hops to you within just one day if you live between Connecticut and Virginia and within two days east of the Mississippi. KeystoneHomebrew.com I'm Jason Harris and I approve this message. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> the, yeah. the home of live beer radio. Yeah. 
Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. Dear people, let your hair hang low. My people, let your hair hang low. I'll bring you more gold than those teacups can hold. My people. Before your big boobies, I long to see. Dear before your big boobies, I long to see. Delicious and round, hang on while I pound your big boobies. I see My Bevo I dream of your hair Down there Lovely Bevo Do you have hair Down there When I'm whacking My wang It won't do a thing Till I'm dreaming of your hair Down there You're listening to The Brewing Network Because like beer Radio shouldn't suck Welcome back to the program. I feel like we're just starting to have fun in here. <laughs> you know? I do. I don't. You know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. I feel like we're building the booth for the wrong person. Uh, Bevo doesn't need a booth. JP needs a booth. If we were to build him his own little radiation chamber for every show, he'd be happy as a pig and shit. That'd be cool. I can't believe you're, you must be the only person on earth who's like, no, this is awesome. Give me another pill. I'll yeah. take radio. I, if I have to lock myself in a room for three days, I love it. It was pretty cool. Uh, like I told you, it was either it was like either being at a really nice prison or a really shitty hotel. It's just <laughs> right. I can't figure out which. Which I don't know what that says for your home, right? Because it was in your home, but it's not like you were at the hospital. Prisons um, are pretty nice these days. Just, yeah, they true. Are. Just drill a hole through the wall, and he can sit in a stall in the EJ Fair bathroom. <laughs> And and flush all <laughs> That'll be my laugh track. You can hear it, yeah. Well, we'll hear you every fucking time, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. We had to have a meeting with the contractors this morning because they put up the walls. They, yeah. I think I you know, talked about it last show. Uh-huh, and let me and guess. I, and I said, uh, I want to test the walls when you put them up. Yeah. And I go in there, and God damn it, if I don't hear someone taking a shit next door. And... You can even hear the shitting. I and I already like almost lost it, and we can fix it right now. And I oh, still lost it. Good. I was like, are you kidding me? It's uh, the, the, the contractor told me, he's like, I, I don't hear anything. 
But I'm a little older than you, so why don't you come test it? So I go yeah. test it. And I've been on construction <laughs> sites a lot yeah. in my By the way, my hearing sucks. Like, my headphones are on a 12 right now. Yeah. I go in there. It's all I fucking hear. I can hear it from the front goddamn door. I can hear the thing flushing. And so I had to call everybody. Guys, we have to talk about this. And then I just feel like an asshole because they put up the wall. Right. But I'm like, this is your job. This is the only... In fact... I don't even care about the rest of the building. All right? The rest of the building could fall down. <laughs> There's one 10-foot wall that I give a shit about. And you have to do it right. And they're just looking at me like I'm a, like I'm an asshole. Well, yeah. that, that's nostalgia because seems like every studio we have, yes. you can hear that. And our last studio also This one, you can't hear it. This is right, only because the bathroom is eight doors down. But you can hear the train. They're all a bit Uh, of a shithole, if you ask me. Right. (laughs) Well, uh, so far, the new one's no different, unless (laughs) they fix that goddamn wall. And so they're looking at me, and every time I propose something, and and this might be the first time in my life I've ever said this, this sentence. But they keep, every time I bring I something up, Barack they go, Obama. they go, well, cost, and that's going to cost this, and that's going to, and finally I go, listen to me, I only give a shit about this wall. I'm willing to say to you, spare no expense. Oh. I saw Justin's eyelid Whoa. twitch when he said, it, but he did say it. I'm like reaching for my credit card as I'm saying it, but I'm like, it's ten feet. A wall! Spare no expense! I'm sure Marty sat straight up in bed in a cold sweat. Just <laughs> feeling that you said that. My words would have been, no, the cost is all yours because you built it wrong. I told you ahead of time. Well, in in part, I'm not going to lie. I can hear the, the kids hitting the pool. In part, you're right. We, 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 we brought the architect, the architect in to explain that the plans say one thing. And what's happening is something different. And they had messed up on on one part of the plans. That's good. The other part they had done right, but I feel that it's still not enough. So we are now all on the same page. Luckily, I'm pretty sure that Scott had explained to the Moskowitz family before we got into this that I'm fucking insane. And so when we we stood in there, I actually felt like they weren't judging me at all. They were on my side. (laughs) They were like, we expected this from him at one point or another. We expected this. The other option is we just turn a blind eye to it, and we watch you cringe right on air every time. Can and you then, imagine? And then, then just launching some diatribe every time somebody flushes that. But thing. I would kill my. You would find me hanging in the studio <laughs> on some Tuesday morning. Is what would happen. Oh, oh yeah. Like, we, it, it would be After one show too many, and our wonderful GM Kevin would walk in one day, and I would be hanging from the track lighting. You know what I would do in that case. <laughs> I would I would walk over to EJ Fair and flush the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Give him a twenty one flush salute. And yeah. at the at the funeral, instead of a speech, yeah. it would be like I just I just wanted to say one thing. <laughs> and Scott and his shitty soundboard would play a flushing sound. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. It's two things that you don't want to happen anymore. The soundboard, the soundboard and the fucking No matter how thick they build that wall, it's not gonna help the soundboard situation. <laughs> Oh, my God. What about the sound from a a full bar? Okay, so I'm glad you bring that up because we talked about that, too. The other wall also has some issues. But but frankly, I'm less concerned about that because, look, we're doing a show from a bar. Right. So if there's a little bit of people noise or something, there are some things I can do to the microphones 
That's okay. I'm kind of okay with that. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. If I could make the thing sound isolated, I would, but you, but you can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. So I had no, to explain right. to them today, even the people noise is okay. Yeah. It doesn't make for bad radio. If every time I ask Tommy a question, I have to hear a shit go down the drain, that's not okay. Well, at least you know that the people who eat at EJ Fair are very regular. <laughs> well, and sometimes it's just pee. But you're gonna, women's bathroom. That's not what you're going to visualize every time, is it? And you guys... Who's running the fucking rock polisher? Oh, wait. <laughs> fucking someone taking a shit. And you guys eventually would tune it out. But I would say, even if it didn't get picked on, up on the microphone, yeah. I would say, because the wall's right next to me. And every time it goes well, in the background, yeah. a part of me would die. You would a stop, piece of me would die. I would look at you in the eye and just start fucking smiling. <laughs> well, I, you're right. We, we would turn it, tune it out. I probably wouldn't even notice it anymore. But I would be wondering why you're messing with the knobs again. <sighs> yeah, or why I'm crying <laughs> blood. <laughs> and you got that V going in your head and you're messing with the knobs again. I go, what? Could you imagine him showing back up at his therapist's office and right. being like, "Oh my what God. brings you here? And then you tell him it's a flush, and he's like, I told you you shouldn't have quit. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. whatever you do, my operatives here, over at EJ Fair are going to have a speaker oh. in there just making a big flushing the sound. The loudest on my cue, On my cue. On my cue. Yeah. See? It is the, like at the right part of the show, I'm going to have oh, to. If you guys ever get pissed off at me, it is the way to ruin like, me. You flip, no, just wait. go to the other side and put on a PA system no. of a fucking flush sound. Here's well, what we'll you get- do is you record the sound and then you just play it on your phone to the microphone. <laughs> and I won't even know. I got a What the fuck? I'll spontaneously combust. One eye will, will <laughs> close and shoot out and just swing like a pendulum from yeah, the, your nerve. I'd like to see, see JJ's water below will spike right about right about the time when we're having the show and then go back down again after ej bears water bill is us i want to scott i would like i want a copy of jj's water bill every month from the time we open oh yeah i'm sure he'll be real forthright with his bills the thing is usually i'm pretty uh of course on the show i'm a fucking maniac but when it comes to really asking for what i want in these terms i i I tend to be pretty mild Mm mm-hmm in this case, I have not been. All the way through, I have repeatedly announced to these people, all I care about is that fucking wall right there. <laughs> they still cut a corner or two. They didn't seal this gap and that gap. And and so, frankly, I don't actually feel very bad about saying, fuck you, fix the goddamn wall. Well, you shouldn't. You're paying for I've it. I've said well, it all the yeah. way through that this wall is the most important wall in the whole building. And your life. Well, while that wall was open, you should have put a valve in there so you can just shut the water off. <laughs> and the shit the just bathroom. backs up into EJ. <laughs> yeah. And then at the and break, out of all, what, tell you what, you walk in there right before the show and you paste that big tape thing over the front that says out of, <laughs> out order. of order. Yeah, Scott, that'll be your new producer job before and every show. And that's all you gotta <laughs> do. It's weird. Every Monday, uh, they're out of order. At the same time, the ladies, yeah, I just tell them to come over and get a beer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or just just wow. walk in there tomorrow morning and say, tear this use all out. Bathroom. They can use our bathroom, right? <laughs> well, well, they're yeah. redoing yeah. it now. Plenty of room. I walked in this morning, and they're, and they're redoing it. So they have to redo the wall, because I went in, and I could hear the goddamn thing. They're peeing on the wall. as they're, like, they're like, This guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're going to leave a, a California brown Two by sixes. <laughs> Two by sixes, right? Two by sixes? Yeah, Two by sixes. He, he knows. They're they're working on it. There's all sorts of things happening. I'll, I'll come do it if you want me to. I'm still always surprised at the looks I get, though. Like I'm, they're just giving me blank stares. 
Well, and I'm like, haven't we been talking about this for five months? Okay. They're trying to figure out where to get meth and conquer. <laughs> Justin, I have, I have the key. Tomorrow morning you show up with the big guy. With, with Aaron. Yeah. Oh, with the big guy. You know what? The enforcer. The, the, that thing's going to get That's done, and it's going to get done right. I've brought the enforcer. Yeah. All right. He we'll doesn't see. like flushing sounds either. Now they know they're gonna do, they're gonna redo it. They're gonna do all the things they're supposed nice. to do, and still not wrap it up until I go in there and listen. Really they now understand the level of insanity that is in this brain, and they will let me listen before they wrap it up. It really cracks me up that you've gone from a fucking garage, yeah, to pissed about a fucking wall. <laughs> right? Yeah, in the garage you can like hear the garbage man pull up during the early Jamil shows. Yeah, we we always heard the doorbell too. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I remember the kitchen you, cabinets you, you being closed. Yeah, the, coming up. Yes, the well, kitchen cabinets being closed. And the, and the, the toilet, I mean. Okay, but Marty Moskowitz didn't pay a fortune for that studio. Right. And so, I'm really, I'm protecting my partners. It's not even my own psyche. It's, I'm protecting my partners. You yeah, are such a psyche. lying douche. <laughs> it's else for everyone else. else. <laughs> That's yeah. it for everyone else, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking it's time for Marty to go in and kick some ass. Well, Marty was there today, but I think that Marty trusts that my insanity is a little further than his, uh, further along than his is, and so I will actually go a little more nuts than he will. Yeah, we'll he see. needs to protect you. <laughs> yeah. When, when you start, well, Marty will eventually learn that there's the healthy snap that I do, and then there's the one where it's beyond all <laughs> the control. The eyelid flutter one. And yeah. then he'll go, oh, shit, I better step in here before the shit hits the van. It's when you drive the van through the wall. Yeah, right. say, I fixed it. Yeah. How does it sound now, fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got to do our home brewer of the week. Oh, poor guy. Uh, I think it's like midnight over there. Yeah, we got Jake on the line for our uh, home brewer uh, spotlight. Here we go. It's time for your close up. Now, the BN Home Brewer Spotlight, brought to you by Logic. Jake, I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I, I had to yell. Oh, that's all right. I understand. Thanks for being on the program, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Jake, I, where are you from? Uh, I live in Ogale, Wisconsin, which is the west central side of the state. So. Oh, for fun. <laughs> Ogale. Oh, but, for fun. About an hour away from St. Paul. Oh, yeah. So. You know why yeah. beer geeks make fun of people from Wisconsin now? Because it's easy? No. Oh. Because we're jealous. We are? New Glarus. Yeah, oh, well, we, eh. we have this great... Um, you know, very innovative craft brewery over in Milwaukee. They have this new technique called triple hopping. Oh, we're oh, jealous wow. of that. Yes. Yeah. Tell us more. What? Yeah. How does that happen? Is there a secret to that? But no, yeah, it's Wisconsin's actually a great state to live. What's but, your uh, What's your local brewery? Uh, there's a a couple that are my two favorites there's um lucette brewing in menominee uh they do menominee yeah i i'd laugh if that was the first time i heard oh that wasn't the first time well done but they they do uh kind of a, a wide range they have some belgian beers and then good american pale ale and stout and then one of the members of our local homebrew club started a um traditional german style brewery in eau claire and that's lazy monk brewing nice and those are those are my two locals so when you sit in the bar can you hear the toilets flush <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oddly enough, no. No, that's, <laughs> wow. I should but give me hey, the number you know, of their contract. Your, your restaurant's going to have that going for it. <laughs> yeah, so we have that. We're going to make it a part thing. of the thing. How long have you been homebrewing? Uh, almost five years, or just over five years now, I guess. Started in 2009, but I actually got interested in it uh, 15 years ago um, from one of my coworkers and just took a long time to build up the guts to try a process that actually isn't that big a deal. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm looking at my notes about that and I, I in reading through this before the show I just so I'm kind of a pussy about about things in that I I don't take a lot of risks to be honest. I I I I hedge all of my bets. And I'm looking at my notes here about you and and you're like me times 10. You you got interested in homebrewing in 99 but yeah. then you didn't start brewing till 2009. <laughs> Is that right? Yep, that's right. Um, and it, it was just uh, one of my coworkers had an evening where he was like, hey, I'm going to make a batch of beer. Come over. Everybody bring some beer, and we'll try different stuff. And um, it, it was a really good time. And then just I, I got busy. My wife and I had kids, and uh, there's some financial stuff in the middle there too. But It can be expensive, um, so that makes sense. Yeah, and then just finally decided to just go for it, and um, I love it. It's it's really cool. I mean, um, my mom tells stories about how she had me helping cook before I could walk, and then once I found out that I liked beer, um, I was like, well, why not try making my own? It's so, just cooking, sure. Yeah. So, now, yeah, it's awesome. When you started, did you start all grain or extract? Started with extract, um, and I my first batch was phenomenal. It was a, a local homebrew shop kit for a Russian Imperial Stout, um, and it turned out fantastic. So did mine. And my second <laughs> batch of beer turned out like crap. So. Yeah, so did mine. <laughs> I actually, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm not even joking about that. I feel like the first batch of beer I brewed actually went great, uh, and then it, it got progressively worse after that. Wasn't the second one carpet porter? Uh, that was like the third. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably better than the second. But right, your first one, if you're, if you're doing a kit, well, Tommy threw his out, but, uh, yeah, but the rest that. of us, your first one, you go buy a kit... I actually feel like it tends to go pretty well. Well, but, I mean, that's more about your perception than it is about the actual beer. I mean... That's true. Isn't it? Yeah, you've made it yourself, right. and it has, it's full of flavors. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you, you, you think that was the case for your beer, Jake? I, I, I think that was part of it. I mean, uh, I was also pretty careful, um, you know, with sanitation and all, all of the stuff that um, you guys talk about, you know, you got to be careful, pay attention to every step, what you're doing. And, um, I mean, the, one of the things that was kind of weird is it was January and I fermented it in my garage with a, a little, uh, brew belt around a bucket and a sleeping bag over the top. And it turned out fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then the, the second batch I think I made in March, so it was, you know, 70 degrees during the day and 28 degrees at night. So I was like, well, I'll put it in this unplugged fridge out in my garage, and then I'll probably need to have the brew belt in there just to, um, you know, just to make sure it doesn't freeze overnight. And I way overthought that, you know, given 
the temperature swing that it got up to almost 70 during the day, I should have realized that, you know, it'd be fine. Well, that's but, not that bad. I thought you were going to say it got to be like 90 degrees in there, almost 70. Well, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure the, the fridge got to be like 90 degrees in yeah, there because um, it, it fermented out in about 12 hours. Okay. And it tasted like uh, solvent. And after about two sips, he had a splitting headache. So Yikes. that whole batch wound up going down the drain. But. <laughs> okay. So you've made some bad beer. I can, yep. I can appreciate that. Yep. Have, uh, you, have you made some good beer? I I think so. Okay. I mean, and um, my father-in-law likes my beer too. So, well, that's always a testament because he has no reason to like you. <laughs> I mean, he's your father-in-law. So, well, it, except that he um, grew up drinking Line and Kugels, and all of a sudden he started having an allergic reaction to it, and he yeah. thought he was allergic to the malt in it. Right. And turns uh, out he's allergic to rice. No, he he's allergic to corn. Oh, which is probably I I don't know what percentage Liney's uses corn, but it's enough, a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he he'd gone for years without any beer in his life, and I was like, well, it's not probably not the beer. It's probably the fact that you're not drinking good beer, right? And after that, he was like, you are my favorite son-in-law. And I was like, is that a compliment since I'm your only son-in-law? Yeah. Well, moment? he's like, well, you are number six. Uh, but- <laughs> oh, you didn't know that? I'm sorry. <laughs> the favorite one so far. Exactly. Now, well, I have yeah. in my notes that you uh, you had a challenge when it came to uh, sparging once, once, oh. you went, once you went all green. Talk to me about that. Yeah, um, I, I was actually debating whether I should submit myself for Homebrewer of the Week or for Happy Hour. Cause, okay. Um, but luckily, there was uh, no serious injury involved. But when I went all grain, I figured I might as well go for 10-gallon batches. Um, if I'm going to put in the time to do, a, do a five-gallon batch, why not do 10? My thoughts, so Exactly. I, I, I got the, the cooler mash ton set up and did reading on, you know, doing the, the sparge manifold. And so I went out and I bought PVC and um, cut it and put all the pieces together and um, put it in the cooler. And the instant that I dumped my strike water into the cooler, I didn't really realize that there's pvc and then there's the high temp pvc the cvc oh yeah the the cpvc so um as soon as the hot water hit it it curled up like elbow macaroni (laughs) whoops and so my my first uh batch of beer um wound up taking me about three hours just to get it to sparge because i was trying to keep enough pressure on the manifold to keep it from falling apart just so I could get my uh get my work out of it. I see. And um, what a mess. also since it was my my first batch I didn't realize that you're supposed to put a second batch of water in. So I was making a California common that came out to about seven percent. But I only had like three gallons of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, I love that. So you're saying, well, hell with this yeah. batch sparging crap. Yeah. yeah. You, but, you didn't realize you were shooting for 10, and when only three came out, there was yeah, no well, no light bulb or anything went off. Just wait a second. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've made it this far. <laughs> right. I, I was a little too freaked out with the fact that my manifold was falling apart and stuff so i it didn't really register until <laughs> yeah my boil starts and i'm like you know there's supposed to be quite a bit more liquid in this kettle i think why can i relate to the thought process of every brewing disaster i've ever been told every time instead of going wow you're a fucking idiot I go, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> that. I can see myself. That makes sense. I would have done the same thing. Three gallons is fine. Yeah, but at that point, you're calling everybody. Yeah. And nobody's answering. <laughs> yeah, because I've called eight times before that day as well. Uh, amazing. Well, but now you, you've gotten through all those hard times. And uh, what is the Iron Brewer competition? And, and tell me about that. Oh, um, that's something that the head brewer from uh, Lucette Brewing in Menominee organized last year. It's, uh, if you've ever watched Iron Chef, where they are assigned a special ingredient, it's something like that, but it's crossed with a, a Sweet 16-style bracket. So we started out last year with 16 brewers, in a bracket and it was single elimination so first round there was 16 brewers um and we we're all paired off and each pairing got a special ingredient i had ginger um oh. one of the other guys in my homebrew club had uh cocoa another guy had chipotle peppers another guy had lucky charms um, wow so, That's kind yeah, of I, fucked up. I feel like if you're going to give one team cocoa, you can't give another team Lucky Charm right? or Ginger. Oh, yeah, or the other guy giving giving jalapenos. Yeah, they all have to get fucked up shit. Yeah, Somebody you, can't get cocoa. You guys get barley. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, and one guy gets sheep balls yeah. or something. We're going to give you uh, this Kentucky bourbon barrel. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and you, here, you get a box of Lucky yeah. Charm. Here's... Eight ounces of galaxy hops. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. How did it yep. go with the ginger? I them all. Right. The, it turned out really good. I did a, a ginger snap milk stout um, that turned out really well. And What form was the ginger in? Like I, fresh? I used candied Red. ginger in the boil. And then um, I also Soulless. like dry gingered with more candied ginger, some dried ginger, and some fresh grated ginger as well. Wow. You went nuts on the ginger. You probably rated it every elementary school out there. <laughs> <laughs> and it came out okay? Yeah, it, it, it won. And so, it won. Yep. And the, the beer that um, I was up against was a, like a... a ginger lager and i thought it was really good and if i had lost to that beer i would not have had my feelings hurt about it so okay um congrats yeah, thanks um i wound up winning or losing in the third the semifinals, the third round so um but yeah it, it was a lot of fun the first round was kind of crazy ingredients the second round was we were assigned um a 
specific technique and ingredients i had to make my own crystal malt and also dry hop which you know the dry hop wasn't that big a deal but i mean i was like oh i've done this before yeah (laughs) but um then the the third round they took away a a critical ingredient i had to try to make a stout with no uh grains over three lava bond in color really no yeah. grains over three lava bond, tasty. <laughs> Sinmar. Yeah. To make a stout. That's not a stout. Well, I, and How'd you I, do it? I, I actually knew the guy that I was brewing against that rounds, and we kind of agreed that we weren't going to go for Cinnamar because, I mean, that that is a grain de- derivative. So we're like, well, technically you might be able to get by with it, but it's kind of outside of the spirit of the competition. So... I I just made like a black caramel and I was like, oh, this is going to work awesome. And um, I wound up with a light amber because <laughs> it still didn't do it. <clears throat> no, it, it didn't. And the guy I was brewing against, he used uh, coffee and teas ah. and um, some other stuff. And when we showed up for the day of the competition it was um both of us just let out a sigh of relief because our beers were virtually identical in color neither of our beers were properly carbonated fail <laughs> so yeah. it was like you well, both, both fail i would have failed we do, we, we do not award a gold in this category that's right no winners you see Whoa. tasty you think we're hard on you when we go oh do a roush beer or to jamil when we go what do we tell him can't, you can't do? boil you can't boil they're like yeah brew a stout and by the way no dark range well i'm, su- I'm surprised the coffee one came out well, the same color i would think that would have been darker no I, no you have to add a lot of black it's a shitload to, isn't it? to be red I mean, yeah. yeah i would have started with the pilsner and made my own black and they just said they couldn't. Nope. I had to start with. No, that'd be black. the same. Well, they were trying to make their own black. Well, you got to make your own black somehow. <laughs> once you modified the the malt, it became a specialty malt. Ah, uh, so yeah. It, well, it, but I bought the light stuff. But you used you modified it and malt. turned it into a specialty. Yeah, I, malt. I can caramelize it in the bottom of that kettle. Oh yeah. But you won't get the roasty. Stout. Right. You watch range. me. You can't. You can't. You can't brew a stout that way. You watch me. I'll bet you hundred dollars. I'll, I'll cook it. it up like popcorn. Right, be great. I, I feel like we should assign this challenge to Doc. He's brew got Kester a big mountain challenge. over there yeah. about getting this beer black without any grains over three lava bond. Let's fucking see it. You can't do it. It's like making a, a, a session IPA. It's it's not real. That, that's hard. <laughs> it's not a real thing. Oh, yeah. oh, you mean a black IPA? Or a black yeah. IPA? Yeah. It's impossible. You can't do it. <laughs> Well, Jake, you are a hell of a home brewer of the week, uh, my friend. It sounds like you're doing great things and you're working hard over there. Congratulations on your uh, progress in the Iron Brewer competition. Is it over now? It it did. It wrapped up in December. Um, We're trying to get a a second round of it going this year. Okay. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And then the the judging sessions just kind of... Everybody that has beer entered shows up, and we get to sample every but what everybody made. That's and a pretty sweet deal. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun and great, 
great opportunity to kind of be forced to do something that you might not normally do on your own. Sure. On stuff. So, yeah, it's great. It's a lot of fun. Well, thank you for participating, Jake. Uh, you are our homebrewer of the week. And, and uh, thanks so much for spending time with us today, brother. Yeah. Thanks for talking. All right. Good luck. And I hope we meet you at an event soon. Yeah. Sounds good. Cheers, Jake. Cheers. There you go. Jake Waldstad, uh, he's from Wisconsin, and he is our homebrewer of the week. Uh, yes, and that was brought to us by our friends at uh, Logic Inc. Go to EcologicCleansers.com, and uh, you've heard me uh, talk about them. They're the uh, best uh, cleaners on the market the Logic guys offer. Use their straight A and their one step. It's uh, simply the best uh, cleaners to make the cleanest beer. EcologicCleansers.com. All right, what does Dominic want, Bevo, before I go to beer news? He wants to make you an offer you can't refuse. Oh. Uh, it just says he has a question. He has a question for the guests. Bevo. It just it, it just says. <laughs> it hey, just says. Hey, it says hey, Dominic, and he, and he got some hey, questions. Yeah. What do you question. want? That's huh? what I said. Hey, it's Dominic. <laughs> it just has a Sorry, question. Sorry, he's been on hold for like three hours, and I forgot. Hey, I forget to ask when he's on hold for a long time, but it's Dominic. He got a question. It could have been two screen. minutes. It could have been three hours. I don't know. I'm over here doing my nails. Eh? Hey, it's been on a couple, two, three hours. What do you want from me? I'm trying to shop on Target over here. You, you, right. better, you better talk to him, because he's kind of pissed. Hey, it's don't Dominic. Make, he's, he's tired of waiting. Don't make him come down here. Hi, Dominic. I'm not, I'm not pissed. I, I, I'm proud of you guys because now I know you guys hit the big time. You're like a, <laughs> like one of those big radio stations. You gotta wait on wait on hold for hours to talk. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's, that's right. right. That's yeah. what it was. Dominic has a lot of feelings. Yeah, we haven't had a call in six months now. We just leave you waiting on hold. <laughs> yes. uh, Dominic, what's happening, brother? Hey, um, I, uh, I brewed the Belgian Dark Strong from uh, Janelle's book. Hey, I just wanted to say, Bevo's a bitch. She left me on hold for like seven hours over here. I just got a question. <laughs> All right, sorry, Dominic. Go ahead. Uh, hey, uh, okay, I, sorry. I've had a couple beers while I was on me hold. Me too. So You're I'm fine. Do my, do my question is, why is Bevo such a bitch for making him wait for hey, you long? I'm trying to ask, why is Bevo such a fucking bitch over there? <laughs> She's treating me like a mooyah. Why is this over there, I'm, I'm just saying, when Dominic called, I could understand him a lot better than I can right now. <laughs> yeah, he called at 5.55. Yeah. Last it's, Thursday. It's been a solid minute or two. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry, Dominic. Go ahead. What's your question? Couple, couple two tree minutes or something. Yeah. Two tree. Yeah. I would like hey, Anyway, uh, my, uh, my final, I, I brewed a, about 12 gallons of the Belgian Dark Strong from Jamil's book. And it, it finished out. I, I split the batch with two different yeasts, and um, they both finished out at ten thirty-two. And they taste like it, man. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I went and kegged it and hoping that the uh, CO two would do something, but it's so sweet. Yeah, it'll carbonate. <laughs> Great. Uh, it'll taste like ten thirty-one. <laughs> It turns out it got carbonated. Yeah, Who would have thought? <laughs> have you guys ever heard about this? Carbonating a beer? Hey, don't listen to these assholes. I have the same thought process. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's 1032. Let's carbonate it. Yeah. Well, okay, now it's carbonated. Well, I took, I took, I took uh, one of the five gallons, and I put it back into a carboy and degassed it. And then I, I, I saved my yeast, washed it, and threw it back up and repitched it, hoping that maybe... Something would happen, 
And then I figure if nothing, if it doesn't go down anymore, if it's just unfermentable, like a mash too high or something, maybe I'll just throw some table sugar in there and up the alcohol to try to balance it out. Um, mm. I was just curious. No. Is that a good... So my question is, why is Bevo such a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I want someone to call him one day and do that. Give us the whole fucking thing and then just go, and why is JP such an asshole? All right, <laughs> uh, what do you think, guys? Uh, what no, does he got to do? Don't throw table uh, You Just make it more sweet and more yeah, icky. Yeah. Um, Beano, baby. Beano. Pour it over some ice cream. Try, uh, mm. try some. Try half of it, like like Tasty said, with Beano. It'll it'll break something. It might be uh, the mashing problem. It might be the uh, DME or whatever you use. Or brew a really really dry uh, beer and mix it. Blend oh, blend I, it with a really really dry beer. Get something that you get get as dry as you can and mix it. It might bring it down to palatable level. You, you wouldn't mix it and, and, and ferment it. You just mix no, it no, and no, drink it. No, no, no. the blending a- after. you gotta, you got to try to get, get this thing down. But try Beano first is what Tasty and well, Doc are both saying. He already said uh, that he... Uh, on a Dark Strong, I would not on, on a like an IP or something, but a beer like that that's got so much other character. Did you use like yeah. candy sugar and stuff to give it sort of a... Kind of a crazy. Well, I, I, inverted, I inverted some table just sugar. White sugar? Okay. So what was the starting what? gravity on it? Uh... T- uh one ten. Ten thirty four. No. One point one. One point one one zero. Oh wow. Yeah. Thirty four is not. I mean, that might have stalled out just because of the alcohol content. Tommy, yeah. you were gonna well, say something. Well, I was gonna say he he said he carbonated the thing already, and then he put it back into a carboy. Obviously, he's probably looking at some oxidation issues at this point. No, think- no, no. I do all closed, all closed system from a K. I push it. I, it doesn't see oxygen. Okay, well so. then, at that point, you could probably. Um, well, yeah, I, I, at this point, I do the dock method and maybe blend it. Well, I think yeah. what Aaron said too is or, like you could uh, yeah. do like the you know, what Heretic makes a beer called Torment, right? It's a dark strong, but then don't they add like Brett to it or Rosalier blend or something? Sure. No, Torment. We just use what's uh, the what is the dark strong beer? Is no beer Torment? That you, yeah, but it's just oh. five thirty Abbey Ale. Oh, it's just never, rice. never turned. But you could do that to this beer. You could add uh, uh, some. Bre- up I mean, there. yeah. I was thinking. I was going to ask what your thoughts are on a sour beer because you could just yeah. u- use some sour bacteria and it would just eat eat all of that sugar that's unfermentable for brewers yeast. Yeah. Well, and th- I mean, that's that's my ace in the hole right now. That's if if all else fails, that's what I'm, I was planning on doing. But so, I was hoping maybe if I up the sh- up the sugar in it and fermented it out, maybe the High alcohol would balance uh, it out. It sounds like you've already upped the sugar. No, don't, no, don't you, do you, any more. But you, so you said you've already added your yeast. Is it when was that, and is it doing anything? Oh, I just pitched it about five, six hours ago. All right. Well, uh, I re repitched it, so feed, I'm, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Feed it. I mean, you, you know, I, you've already done it. So, so doing anything differently, you, yeah. know, you might as well see where it no, goes. No, no, no. They're just. I just one of the. I got like three kegs. Just one of the kegs. I. I did it sure, but you might. As, but I'm saying you might as well see see where this one goes. I would leave everything alone, and see where this one goes, and then make this your kind of test subject. Then you can fix the other two if you want. There you go. Um, I would be. I would just really be concerned about contamination issues. You know, the the more you transfer your beer back and forth from container to container, the more chances you have to contaminate. So, I, hey, I, I said it's closed every time. I go from one thing, I do it closed. If it's one thing, I know it's about the same thing mixed with other things. What I gotta tell you twice, <laughs> two or three times. 
Three times. So if, if it's stuck that high, it's going to be a, one of a couple of things. One, the yeast pooped out, like Barry was saying, is the alcohol was too high, mm-hmm. and or you the mashing issues. Uh, you got things that aren't going to ferment again. Back to Beardy, you're gonna you're gonna want to throw maybe some bread in there. It's going to ferment these things that the regular thing can't do it. Now, Wait, just to clarify, you're saying Brett and not bread, right? Yeah, Brett. Oh, I've been getting that wrong for this whole time. For future <laughs> wonder bread. How do you get it through the opening of the carboy? That's weird. <laughs> I've been putting whole loaves and just yeah, jamming them in weird. there. <laughs> dry loafing. Why get French bread? <laughs> I've been dry loafing every time. <laughs> By the way, it's about time Beardy fucking did something on this show. Right. For what he gets paid. Oh, wait, wait. oh, I'll stop right now. That's <laughs> He was actually grabbing the mic out of my hand, and he has something to say, so let him say it. Uh, no, that's all I have time for. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Dominic, thank you so much uh, for the phone call. I hope that that helps. Uh, send JP an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com, with your mailing address, and uh, we will send you a prize. Thank you, brother. Uh, all right. We have uh, more things to get to, uh, believe it or not, so i gotta, I got to keep us moving. What is this beer I'm having from House of Pendragon? You're having uh, Coco Crusader. It's uh, it's a beer we usually serve at the tap room on nitro. Oh, uh, so good, yeah, it's delightful. Thank you. Thank what you. a great beer! It's, uh, it's a sweet milk stout, uh, and we age it for a little over a week with uh, cocoa nibs. Wow! And uh, and then we just we put it on nitro. It, it's really when it's on nitro, it's really show really showcasing pop properly. I mean, it's really creamy and velvety and. <laughs> You get the proper chocolate. I, I, it's so low carbonate. I had to put it in one of those little uh, Tommies. Yeah, you know. You know and, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, oh yeah. Oh, I can man. see that. And, uh, oh, that. That validated it right there. Yeah, yeah. right there. The little Tommies, and then I, I, I pumped it with thirty psi for like I don't know thirty seconds. Of shook it real quick. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you got to whatever. That's right. Whatever you rolled on your hundred and seventy-five sided die to make this beer, <laughs> yes. uh, do it again. It's really <laughs> don't, don't be ridiculous. It's very good. Come on. <laughs> How big would that be, JP? If it was one hundred, too big, like right? The size of a of a kickball. Mine's on order. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, custom made. Shipping right. weight seven pounds. We'll we have to do some beer way. news, right? Yeah, I'll try and make it quick. All right, let's do some beer news. And now it's beer news brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. Yes, the last uh, beer news from uh, Studio Double D, and it starts off with a story from South Carolina, where they are on the verge of passing the most progressive craft beer production laws in the country, self-proclaimed, of course, uh, a prospect that just three weeks ago was unthinkable. Uh, It's known as the Stone Bill, and it is an effort to loosen Prohibition-era beer laws. They want to lure Stone and their $31 million eastward expansion. A new law would eliminate uh, a choice beer producers have had to make for 80 years. You either produce a little and serve on site, or you produce a lot and you only distribute. And Stone, of course, needs to do both. Late last week, uh, the State House of Representatives approved it, and it was uh, assigned to a six-member uh, committee that is meeting to iron out the details pr- probably as we speak. Uh, three of those six sponsored the bill, and the House and Senate are expected to move quickly and adopt the recommendation, so it's got a very good chance. The uh, South Carolina Beer Wholesalers Association, they sought to have the bill reassigned to another less stacked committee, and that would have effectively killed its chances of passing this year. So they're playing politics? Yeah. Wouldn't you know it? This is South Carolina? Yes. What's the state that everybody's moving to? North Carolina. So they're trying to oh. compete with their uh, northerly neighbors. I see. Mm-hmm. Well, that bill's going to pass <laughs> quick. Oh, yeah. yeah. So tax dollars motivate politicians? <laughs> weird. So that, weird. That, that, weird. Not only the, not only the, the, the $31 million to, to build the brewery and the, and the tax dollars, but then all the staffing, yeah. the jobs. About the, 300 the, jobs. 
the constant state taxes being paid on the beer after that. Yep. DUI fines, all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this, this is all it took to finally change a fucking antiquated beer law? Yeah, uh, it's look. it looks like it. So brew pubs are allowed to sell unlimited quantities of beer on-site uh, for consumption, but they cannot distribute their products to the market. And then breweries can produce unlimited quantities and have their beers distributed, but they're only allowed to offer the equivalent of three pints of beer to be consumed on-premises per person per day. Wow. Uh, the change in the law would allow Stone to operate under the new definition of a brew pub. They would up the production limit from 2,000 barrels a year to 500,000. So it's barely a change in the law. It's, it's basically just a whole new way of looking at it. It's such a weird thing, like how the law was written to begin with, yeah. or however it got changed to that point, where the sort of the big lobbyists, I assume the wholesalers who are in on making it, okay, how about this, guys? We'll allow them to sell three pints a day. Right. It's just, you almost feel like a little child that they're kicking or making wear a stupid hat. Yeah. Like they're just, they, you know, as the little brewer in the state, you're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're, they, they can produce all the beer they want, but... We'll they have just to let walk them backwards for a but day. But they have to walk backwards for four days. <laughs> right. before, yeah. Right. Like, whatever it is. It's just, to me, that's what it's like saying you're allowed to sell three pints per day per person on site. Go ahead and be a brewery now. It's yeah. just such a ridiculous it's, little childish thing. It's yeah. a weird little game. Yes. Well, well, and it's remember, childish. Remember the other player here, and that's the distributor. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's the, uh, yeah. A pint self-served is a pint not distributed. That means they don't get their 30%. Exactly. It's the wholesalers that lobby. The, right. I, I agree with you. No, they're not. Back, they're not against this bill, evidently. It's one what I read. I think they are. You guys well, right? No, I think they're officially they're not campaigning against. Well, that right. I mean, so the quote is the wholesalers association, and, and they, they represent companies of, in the three tier system. So right. yeah, so their their official quote is that you know it's not about defeating the bill, but instead involves concerns that the legislation was being drafted in a way that pr- would oh. present legal challenges. So it's. I don't know. Does that mean something to anybody in this room? Yeah. The legal challenges of selling more than three pints a day per person. So officially, yes, Tasty. They're saying, oh, no, we're not against it. But effectively, they, they don't so want it to So they're calling pass. up their legislatures on the phone going, you vote for that thing and we're, gonna, we're not going to so, sponsor you anymore. And that's what I'm saying. And, and how does anybody look each other in the face anymore with these little childish things? Because it is the equivalent of, okay, you bring your baseball to the field, but you're not allowed to bring a mitt. <laughs> like it's a very childish th- yeah. and how does anybody look in the like each other in the face how do grown people look each other in the face and if you do bring your mitt uh you have to do 25 jumping jacks uh <laughs> on uh one foot yes and don't cross this line this this line is my line and that line's your line that's my side and this is your side uh, I, you see what i'm saying do we have a deal how does anybody look each other in the eye anymore no I don't know. It's farcical. Uh, anyway, North Carolina, as uh, we said earlier, they've benefited uh, from very similar changes, and that lords Sierra Nevada, New Belgium, Oscar Blues. So uh, poor South Carolina is just trying to keep up. Well, when I'm mayor of Concord, I will allow you to <laughs> brew as much beer as you want. You can sell it to anybody. I don't give a shit. Give it away to kids. I don't care. You sell your beer to babies. That's my new law. That's that's what I, that's my platform. You'll get a vote. Crosley, twenty fifteen. Beer to babies. Beer to babies. You're gonna have to get rid of all of It'll the beer. It'll be like a creepy face and a thumbs up. For politics. I know. <laughs> to get them. But no more than three babies per household. <laughs> That's right. You can sell beer to babies, but not all of them. Thank you. Not all the My babies. My whole policy. Bye, Bevo. Bye, Bevo. Thank you for your, the last show at Studio Double D. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> All right, Bevo's got to go pick up Abigail. Whatever. All right, what else? Scientists at the University of Bristol in the UK have apparently proved that beer goggles do exist. Yes, that's they right. Do. It's a real thing, scientifically speaking. JP has a girlfriend. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I got beer goggles. Mythbusters proved it. Uh, or, or she did. 
Should you uh, be unfamiliar with this term, it, it refers to the moment alcohol takes over your eyes and sense of judgment and makes you believe uh, that someone of the opposite sex, uh, or the same sex, I guess, is a touch more attractive than they will be in the morning. So, the In re- other news, the Earth rotates yeah. in the universe. Yeah. What the hell did we pay for this for? <laughs> it's called drink them pretty. <laughs> in other news, there's a North Pole and a South Pole. <laughs> well, now, this actually runs contrary to previous research, believe it or not. There, there had actually been a study done by the University of Durham, interestingly, also in the UK, that suggested that beer goggles are merely the invention of an adult mind. Those scientists believe that alcohol shuts down, not believed, I mean it does, it shuts down the area of the brain that regulates impulse control, and it has nothing to do with aesthetic perception. Well, doesn't it do both? Well, so that's what the University of Bristol researchers are saying. So what they did is they set up uh, in three local pubs, and anybody that came in could participate. And so they had the volunteers drink and then look at pictures of men, women, and landscapes. And to make it science-y... (laughs) Yeah, well, listen. Well, well, like you've never gotten a boner (laughs) for a mountain range? That that tree looks way better than it did the first time I saw it. Mother Earth is beautiful, man. (laughs) That shrub looks great. To make it really science-y, some of the pints were near beer. So non-alcoholic, just so they had a, they knew it wasn't you know smoke being blown. Okay, uh, and placebo, so, right? Exactly. And so the results uh, were that those who drank the actual alcohol reported finding all of the pictures more attractive, even the landscapes. Right. Yeah. And so they concluded, thusly, that it uh, makes you you know perceive aesthetics. Of course. Differently. Listen. Every time I wake up next to an ugly hooker, I know it was it was both the, the perception right. a, a, of the beer goggles and it was the lack of sensible uh, decisions. Like the other research, right. they're both right. Yeah. Well, so this should be your campaign slogan, Justin Crosley. It was the beer goggles. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love fucking science. This, is, this explains a lot of why this studio is in Martinez. <laughs> yes, it does. This place is beautiful. Yes, it does. Kansas Governor Sam Brown, back in other news, has signed House Bill 2223, which amended the state's liquor laws to allow transportation and sharing of homebrew. Uh, The fact that this is, sorry, was an illegal activity uh, was news to many in Kansas, apparently. Uh, For 30 years, members of the Kansas City Beer Meisters Homebrewing Club uh, met in various Johnson County locations to talk about brewing and sample homemade Uh, beers from one another Uh, but in june 2012 the club's president steve cook received a call from the kansas division of alcohol beverage control informing him that transporting and sharing homebrewed beer uh was uh, a violation of the state's liquor law so as a result the beer meisters moved their meetings to missouri uh which expanded these rights for homebrewers just in in the last year and uh, cook says the attendance dropped after the move because you know members didn't live on the kansas side obviously yeah um so cook said he also called other uh kansas homebrewing clubs to let them know about the restrictions and and most of those clubs didn't know and then chose to stop meeting altogether really sadly pussies um but last year the beer meisters teamed up with the lawrence brewers guild to work on expanding those rights and they hired a lobbyist named philip Bradley to help push the bill through the legislature, and so it was. House Bill 2223 met almost no opposition. It passed the Senate 40 to nothing, and the House 115 to 9, and was signed by the governor back in April, and it is now legal for Kansas homebrewers to enter their beer in competitions and share it with friends, so long as they don't charge. America. Hire a lobbyist. Yeah. Right. Or Period. Or What's the wish you do in California? <laughs> or give up. Hire a lobbyist or give Yeah, or, or just stay home. Yeah. Oh, we can't do it anymore? Oh, well, then I'm going to stop having fun yeah. with my friends. Go across state line. Hire yeah. a lobbyist or lock yourself in a room for three days. Good job, Kansas. Transport alcohol across state lines. Such a weird country we live in a world that we live in now it's just such a strange thing to me yeah it has nothing to i do try with not to think about it. it's the beings. world yeah. i try not to think about it very often because it's, it's really strange 
We're fucking weird. Yeah, we're people are weird. <laughs> we yeah. do weird stuff. Yeah, we impose a lot of crap on ourselves. Yes. It's, it, it's self-inflicted. We're a very strange species. Yeah. Owls don't do this. <laughs> they might. Owls are like, they're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to kill you. And they kill the thing. Or right. they fuck the thing. Or they sleep. That's well, it. That's it. Kill, fuck, well, sleep. <laughs> owls are always trying to blame other people. I don't know people. why owls. But yeah, they're, owls. They're, they're You're right about that. I've heard who? that. Who? 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 <laughs> heard that about they're owls. so wise, though. We're such a strange species. It is weird. I can't think about it. It drives me nuts. And uh, this happens a lot, too, when people try to explain to me why it's such a pain in the ass to get things through the city to open the bar. And it, Oh, it's well, it's because it's all self-imposed. We made it this way. Yes. None of this needs to be this way. No, we're weird. I don't know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I really have nothing other than flipping out. I don't I don't know what else to say about it. We're very strange birds. We certainly are. All right. And the last thing, uh, the scare of the week uh, to make the vein pop in your neck a little further, Justin. Are we in for more uh, sev- and very severe hop shortages in the very near future? Oh, boy. Well, uh, I'll tell you who thinks so is our friend Steve Dressler from Sierra Nevada. Uh, okay. He told the Financial Times that he thinks there could be a pretty good crunch coming as soon as early next year. Uh, because another I mean, one. The reasons are fairly self-explanatory. You know, s- six times more hops go into craft beer than macro, and this craft revolution we're all experiencing slash causing has triggered a shift away from the high yield alpha hops to the aroma varieties, and, and it's a double whammy since they need more of them and they are less productive species. Uh, by next year, acreage is supposed to be sixty forty in favor of aroma varieties. Used to be seventy thirty the other way just a few years ago, uh, and uh, the plants take at least a couple years to be productive. So it's going to be touch and go. And, uh, you know, craft breweries are opening faster than the hop farmers can grow. The only thing I have to say about that is that in in discussing hops recently with hop farmers and different hop experts we've had on the show, it's not exactly going to aroma in lieu of high alpha. In addition A to- lot of them are both. Really? It's, it's high alpha and, and aroma, yeah. sometimes right. in the same hop. Sometimes separately. But even when we just had B. Crosby hops on, he, he said that very much high alpha hops have been the focus for years, and they still are. So whoever reported this story, I just I, I somewhat question whether or not they're mutually exclusive. It I was guess, the, the is, internet. Is what I'm, oh, it was the internet. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Wikipedia. That being said, they're not the first to say we're on, uh, 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 on the way to another hop crisis, right. most of it due to supply and demand. Yes. And let's just hope that uh, this is... It, it's. It'll make us feel better when there's no shortage. So now we're expecting yeah. one, and yeah. it'll be great when there isn't. If there isn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I like that fear-mongering has now entered right. the beer world, right. too. That's uh, that's what we do here in the news department, and uh, I need to shuffle some papers to show you that this is, in fact, yes. a real news segment. That is the news, brought to you by Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine, uh, who are the new go-to source for brewing enthusiasts and anybody passionate about craft beer, uh, inspiration, recipes, techniques for home brewing, and all the stuff you love at uh, Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine. Wonderful. And don't forget to go over to homebrewstuff.com where it's uh, get ready for summer month. It's upgrade to kegs time. They've put Actually, they've slashed prices across the board, so you should go check out all sorts of discounts. But uh, upgrade to kegs. They have a lot of good deals on uh, get your beer out of bottles, put it on keg for the summer. Go to homebrewstuff.com, a wonderful sponsor of ours. And good people, by the way. I can't I can't wait to see them out at, uh, at NHC. They're, they're nice people. Marcus is a good guy. And so homebrewstuff.com, uh, go check them out. Do they have the new Tommies? Ooh, they might. I do see that they have basic brewing video on their on their homepage here. I feel like we need a DVD. Oh wait, we have one. Shit. <laughs> I feel like we should call somebody and try to sell our DVD to them. Or Warren. somebody should. Warren can start doing that. Hey, Beardy. Just just give me a phone. 
with big numbers on it. Yeah, show me I'm, how to use it. Yeah. Beardy, I'm handing you a phone right now. It's right in front of your face. I'm holding <laughs> a phone. Where? In front of, uh, it's like an inch in front of your face. I'm holding in front of you right now. I, I don't see it. I it's, thought it was a potato. I don't know. What's that phone? Did, with the, did what's someone the turn giant, the lights out? Rotary. The, um, the, the fucking, For the old like, people? The jack. The cricket. Marty, what's that phone? <laughs> Actually, no, it's funny you ask him. He used to have no that. Do you remember smart. you used to have that giant phone with the oh. huge numbers on it in the hallway? It, literally, each number was like a 4x4 four four peg. Yeah, well, what was that thing? Well, it was, you know, was he needed to see. Yeah. <laughs> he was having a hard time. You were driving him nuts at that time, Moscow. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a phone. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's what we called phones back then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think we're about done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys, they're ready to get out of here, Tommy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about Adam and this Eve? This is the Ace last show from this studio, guys. So it is, what? Yeah. Aren't you guys <laughs> sad? Have we done Adam and Eve? Speaking of no. DVDs. Are, are we going to piss off the balcony, or what are we doing here? I, I came oh, for I, a reason. Oh. I do have to piss. Yeah. Who said that? Uh, me. Oh, is you Tommy? I, I heard last Tommy's show we were going to piss uh, off the balcony. I was ready to sword fight. I actually just opened the door. You did? You just got oh, it yeah. It's open. It's ready to go. chicken timer. All right, I got a P2. I let's do pay. this. Um, I gotta, let's do Adam and Eve. Seems huh? fitting. Yeah, yeah. We're about to go sword about fight. There, yeah. Oh, sword yeah. fight must be a category, P right? is a yeah. category. I'm sure it's a category. And then I'm going to go piss off the balcony with whoever wants to join me, and somebody's going to stay here and do play-by-play. Uh, it'll be very boring, but uh, right. it'll be. <laughs> and now yeah. I see Justin facing the opposite way. <laughs> He's still standing there. Wait, I can't see much of anything. No, don't do it yet. Wait till I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. But this is how it would be. Yeah, no. I but wait because oh. you're giving it away. Oh, all right. I feel like you've given it all away. Shit. No, you gave it away. All right, real quick. Uh, go to our sponsor, AdamandEve.com. Uh, they've been very good to us because you've been good to them. You should continue to do so. Go to AdamandEve.com right now. And for a limited time, if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B N A R M Y, you get fifty uh, percent off just about any one item. Uh, you get free shipping. You get three free adult DVDs from genres such as... Uh, home... In the microphone, please. Home Dentistry. <laughs> you fucking amateur. <laughs> home Dentistry. Oh, it's such a great DVD series. Home Dentistry. <laughs> porn. Emma's under oral. Oh, yeah, it's all drilling and... Uh... Yeah, I was thinking homo, but... <laughs> all right, homo. Uh, wow. Beardy. Feet. Aaron. Uh, bearded brewer. Oh, uh, is... would be a great, would be a terrible category. Uh, Tommy. I, th- I think the newest one was Gonzo. Oh, Gonzo. Gonzo I think that's yeah. there. I think that's, yeah, that's Bevo found that for us. She didn't yeah, know what it was. We know that what that is now. Yeah. yeah. Tasty? Amateurs. Amateur, great one, Moskowitz. The only category anybody should need, Busty. Busty. <laughs> there you go. And JP? Um, you gotta go cheerleader, dude. That's insane. Oh, is that one? Should oh, be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, I think. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's I, what I, I hear. Have 47 <laughs> volumes. Jess is going BBW, aren't you? What is that? I never know. That's Is that the fat broads? Big, beautiful women. Oh, I is see. That the it's fat not big broads. Brexit women? <laughs> it goes either way. I mean, not there's anything wrong with fat broads. I just didn't know. What, I never, Remember, there's... Too many acronyms. There's parodies. That That's always a good one. Well, there's a choice. All right. So I've definitely seen some parodies. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes the parodies, right? They're terrible. They're, they have 49. The, big the Flint Bones. <laughs> I mean, they're all they're terrible. I like it when they do uh, not not Star Wars. They just put not yeah. in front of the title. Well, no. Now what they're doing is just XXX. So they have Star Wars Triple X. Oh. Or Big Bang Theory, a Triple X parody. <laughs> Even the TV show's no good. The You're going to make a parody? The 18 Triple X, a parody. Oh, I'd watch that. Oh, my God. It's the Duck Dynasty Triple X. <laughs> is that Greece Who is, who's watching the Duck Dynasty parody? 
Ladies. In fact, that's the Brewers category that there you, you just mentioned, Aaron. <laughs> Apparently, it does exist. It's all doggy it, style. It's filmed in Fresno. Yeah. The cinematography is great in that category. Oh, my God. Not the Wizard of Oz Triple X. Uh, so it's not Does it have X? the dog in it? Or the monkeys? I don't know. <laughs> the monkeys. I want to watch it. Flying monkeys. Yeah. Anyway, adamandeve.com. Use coupon code BNARMY right now. You also get a free gift so sensual that it's sensual. And it's different every time. Uh, and we mean it. They've been good to us, so go be good to them. AdamandEve.com, coupon code. They yeah. have a Miley Cyrus uh, one called I, Molly's Wrecking Balls. It's a wrecking ball. So the Oz one's probably midget porn, right? There's a midget in there for sure. Better be. The ultimate all black parody collection. Mm. <laughs> I got to get that to, for Jack for his third birthday. What are the parodies in the ultimate all black parody? Beverly Hills Cock. <laughs> uh, let's see. P- um, featuring some of the best scenes from recent all-black parodies with an all-star cast of the hottest Ebony performers. See full explicit scenes from the official Boys in the Hood parody. Um, <laughs> they don't even change the name. <laughs> it's just Boys in the Hood. Um, in the original Flavor of Love parody. Uh, and then um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air parody. <laughs> Nobody does erotic send-ups of your favorite all-black movies and TV shows like Black Ice. I kind of have to see what they, how they turned Carlton into a sexual being. <laughs> yeah, what the Carlton dance is. Maybe I do need to get into parodies. Is there a Cosby parody? A minute there ago, I thought be. they were stupid, but sounding pretty good right now. I saved you the uh, more explicit uh, descriptions of those. Thank you. Of the scenes. Thank yeah. you. Because uh, no one needs to hear that. All right, well, let's go. I, we got a new Twitter game. Uh, I was going to go pee off the deck, but Tommy, I'm having stage fright. All of a sudden, I don't have to pee. Oh, is it me? I think, well, oh. but you didn't say you have a little penis, so I don't know why I have stage fright, but <laughs> Listen, I have stage fright all of a sudden. Hey, it's, well. co- it's cold out there, but the water's there. I want to see who can touch the water. All of a sudden, I don't have to pee. It's a very strange phenomenon. Maybe this will Give it another you. couple minutes. Maybe I still have to pee. Let's do our Twitter game. They have a, a Love Boat triple X parody. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Captain Stubing does it again. Captain Stubing. <laughs> <laughs> Come aboard the Pacific Princess. Yeah, I will. And see your favorite characters <laughs> <laughs> with their pants down. Gopher finally gets the show passenger Kendall Carson his full erect mast. <laughs> his mast? Yeah. It's not a sailboat. <laughs> see what it happens. Might be, apparently. Apparently. See what happens on the Lido deck. Yeah, I hold this video to a higher standard. They better get it yes. right. Your bartender Isaac shuts down the bar and fires up the disco ball for an interracial interlude. JP, order it for me right now. <laughs> order me this movie right now. Give me your uh give me your credit card. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you my whole wallet. Okay. Order me uh, the whole series. Use coupon code BNARMY when you do it. Uh, <laughs> please. TV night was never like this. <laughs> they don't mention Julie? I mean, Julie must be getting banged, right? Yes. What does it look like when your cruise director, Julie, and the captain's daughter, Vicky, double team a movie star? Wait a second. Oh. Vicky was underage. This doesn't sound awesome at all. Apparently, Ron Jeremy's in it. Oh, really? How old is it? Is it new Ron Jeremy or old Ron Jeremy? Is there a difference? Yeah. <laughs> He's been old for a long time. Same thing, time. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, All right, let's do our Twitter game. Our Twitter game was, uh, where has Doc been? Oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. So I feel like Doc can, uh, uh, you know, uh, choose the winner here. So uh, our good friend Brandon Zeddies, who, who did our nice uh, uh, Brewcaster Challenge intro song. Yeah. Uh, he said Doc's been freaking out. Okay. Uh, Drunk Rhino says representing oh. the Lollipop Guild, which was a reoccurring theme, by the way. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, 
You don't get it? I get it. Okay. Uh, Marcus Harton writes, uh, witness relocation. He knows enough to put us all away for keeps. Mm. <laughs> be true. Uh, Lulu Gumshoe says, eating shrooms in the desert with Augustina Barina and the Vinnie Puppet. Good call. <laughs> uh, MD- MN Dust Clouds writes, he took a job as a roadie for brain oil. Uh, which they're not even on tour. Ugh. God, God, <laughs> stupid. Right. Uh, Thomas Shuffman writes fighting with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, one person was honest. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mark, you too honest? <laughs> yeah. Mark Sparrow writes one word: nitrous. Okay. <laughs> even though he spelled nitrous wrong. Steve Bloomfield writes he fell into his conical and had to drink his way out. Could happen. And then finally, Kevin Johnson writes, you made him dr- you made him brew an IPA, so he boycotted the show. Okay. Huh. I like Lulu Gumshoes. Which one was it? Uh, eating Shrooms in the Desert with Augustina Baruna and the Vinnie Puppet. I like that one and Fighting with His Wife. I like both of them. <laughs> that was good, too. Uh, both of them could be true, is what I like about right. them. They're both very <laughs> right. equally could be true. I did kind of like... Uh, why, him- why are they mutually exclusive? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, well, it's cause and effect. Yeah. Uh, I do like so him, much him true, yes. falling into his conical. Yeah, which uh, just you know because he's real short. How no, about you, Jimmy? I'm thinking my conical is so big it's going to take me a while. Yeah, well, yeah. I know, but but most people would think of it as you're just real tiny. I'm picturing Doc's little head swimming around in his conical <laughs> his right now, and it does fit. Get out of the water, just taking it out. It's still drinking. Hey, stuck. It, hey I'm doing the back float. Ah, I'm still trying to drink. It's all fun. Yeah, you know, as long as the monks can do it for a month, I yeah. can too. JP, why don't you pick right. our winner of the Twitter game for winner. the last week in the studio? Triple D, double D. Let's let our guests pick the winner. I don't want to pick a winner. What's wrong with you? Pick the winner. Well, let's let the guests pick it. Pick the goddamn winner. Okay, I'm, I'm out. Uh, fighting with his wife. There, there we go. All right, that's our Twitter game Great winner. Choice. Great. That was real hard for me to do. <sighs> You afraid that you were going to offend some of your other Twitter people? No, he, picking the wrong one. He no. wanted something funny. I just wasn't in the mindset. Okay? No, I wasn't ready. I wasn't present. All right. You want to uh, lock out with this uh, little clip to take us down uh, Studio DD memory lane? Yeah. How long is it? That's yeah, three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Let's do that, and then I'll play the outro for our uh, uh, plugs and everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, we're off for the next two weeks. We're back on June 9th. I don't know where we will be. Uh, we're all uh, crossing our fingers that we'll be in the hop grenade in the new studio. Say a prayer to the uh, construction and permitting gods for us. Yeah. But if not, don't worry. We'll bring you a show from somewhere on, on June 9th. So hang in there, and thank you for all your support. Uh, we are moving from Studio Double D to our new studios because of you and your support, and we appreciate it very much. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, I think Moscow has prepared a highlight reel of Studio Double D moments. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear it. Complete with soundboard. Martinez. <laughs> Martinez. Yeah. Welcome to Studio Double D, everybody. Double D. Yeah. Yeah. Take a leap off the railing <laughs> into the muddy right depths of yeah. the Martinez Creek. I promised myself at least five times that I would never come back here. There's so many good guys in this biz. There are. I love everybody in this biz. I agree with Except you. some of them. You don't fucking know me, Steve-O. It's my birthday! <laughs> there was a knock at the door. Steve was just getting out of the shower. You know, I, I have cancer, and I think that that's really rude. But you're not dead. He writes a lot about me. I noticed the guy who stole the sandwiches was called Chuck. Just, just don't call me Chuck. <laughs> me. Please tell us who brewed B drumroll, please. Yours truly, Moscow. Yeah! Yeah! 
Jamil, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, who's this? Give his microphone, Nate. What's your name? Chuck. Hi, Chuck. Yeah. Who are you? Chuck Stupid McCoy. <laughs> the world, the Bible, room corner. <laughs> you just passing through? You can't. I can't. It's a Martian. You can't. It's my computer. He's trying to get on the internet. Who, who told you to come in here? You can't use it here. You have to leave. I got weird at the end with the Martian. <laughs> Realized how awkward it was. It was pretty awkward. <laughs> Is that it? That's who, it. Who All told right. You could use it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. A lot of beautiful moments from uh, Studio Double D over uh, the uh, over the bed of Lucas. And goddamn, do I love that song, yeah. Blind River. It's a good tune, by Lucas, Ohio. I'm moderately sad to be leaving Martinez. I've had fun here. I like our studio. I like that I can be left alone in this studio, and now we're going to be at a public bar every time. Right. So that'll be weird. Um, but it's been fun. Uh, again, thank you to Martinez and the Martians, and uh, uh, it's been cool. Yeah, I won't miss the parking tickets. I'll tell you that. Well, you might get Concord parking tickets. No, there's two free parking garages. One of them is a four-hour limit. Yeah. And that should be okay. The He's other one, be though, there for four hours. I think the other one, yeah, it depends on when we make you come to work, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, once again, uh, also thank you to House of Pendragon Brewing Company for being with us today, Tommy. Uh, Aaron, thanks, guys, for coming in. Thank you for having us. Thanks for all the beer. Oh, you're welcome. Good stuff. Great beer, great story, and uh, proud to share our last show here with you guys. Uh, we'll be back with better stuff. Yeah, we'll right. come to the new place. We'll put your beer on tap, and everybody can try it. Fantastic. Yeah, as soon, we'll as, soon as you guys go professional, let us know. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're so pro. Or we're so almost pro. Oh, man, yeah, you're these, so close. These we're pre-production so close. beers are really good, right? Yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to taste them when you actually brew. Yeah. yeah. Or actually, you know, when you're full pro. Yeah. Cool. I feel like you're just batches away. Yeah, we're we're close. Yeah, so we're batch close. Shit well, because the beers have flavors already. They have some flavors in them, right? Yes, in them. Yeah. Oh, even. in them. Yeah, sometimes and, around them. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, we're almost. Uh, right. <laughs> the beers are amazing. So I look forward to more from you guys. It's gonna get better. Trust me. All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, JP, you want to get us out of here? Yep. All right. You're closing down Studio Double D, my friend. Good. No pressure. Oh. I, I don't feel oh, it anyway. God. Okay, you're like, well, whatever. Yeah. Bye, Martinez. Just another day. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. I feel like already, um, I'm not, sh- like, I don't feel any extra emotion behind no. your... Uh, it's just another day, man, whatever. Clocking hours. Give me something. What do, you, what do you want me to do? Well, Cry? You're, you're saying goodbye to Martinez. Just give yeah. me a little feeling. I'll be here tomorrow shipping. Uh. <laughs> let me hear. Yeah, but but on the show, publicly, you're saying, right. give, give me, let the radiation talk. Oh. That's what I feel like. All right. Let's try again. All right. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Thank already you you're not, uh, <laughs> like you're not really taking. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Here we go. Oh, this will be completely different. Okay. It's all yours. All right. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. House of Pendragon bought some great beers out for the final Martinez studio show. Next time you're out in Fresh Yes, California, be sure to stop by their tap room and say hi. Follow JP over at Twitter and find out what tens of people already know. For some good beer inside and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Tasty McD. Warren was here today, so that's cool, right? 
Get your tickets now for BNA9 over at brewingnetwork.com slash BNA9. Production director on the last session has been Push Eject. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP was thinking about Disneyland again, still. Bevo was pushing carbs onto other carbs and eating them into her face. And your host, as always, was Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Brew Network on Facebook, Twitter, and now Instagram. Bye, Martinez. That's good. Uh, real quick, House of Pendragon, Sanger, California, just next to Fres, yes. Oh, see? See y'all in a couple weeks, kids. Bullshit. Straight beat as great as his charity can.